Sean. Just hold on, Mum. You're going to be fine. I never thanked you. For what? For these. Too wonderful. Mum. It's been a funny sort of day, hasn't it? Oh, no, 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 no. Come on, come on. Stop it, stop it, stop it. Come on, please, stop it. She'll change. She's my mum. She's a zombie. Don't say that! Move aside. I'm going to count to three. One, two, three! Stop putting that gun on my mum! And happy, 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 happy Halloween! For the podcast that does, I think, what it says on the gravestone. Ooh. It's best film ever. My name's Ian. And I'm Liam. I'm Megan. And I'm Ethan. Ooh. He did the voice and he landed on it. Sort of, yeah. Sort of? Yeah. <laughs> I thought I was harsh. Girl, she is harsh, is she? This is, this is how I knew Meg like, fit in seamlessly. When she's like, <laughs> without, without notes, just like starts bashing on Ethan. I'm like, there we are. There we are. You got hey. the remit. You and I'm remit. back, folks. Woo. Yes, and, and, and the ghost of podcast past is back with us. I am, yeah. The ghost of podcast yet to come, Georgia, is not with us. No, she's not, uh, we'll, we'll talk a little bit about, uh, I was going to do a thing about everybody's respective shows, the problem being Georgia's not here. So let's table well, part Megan, of that. Megan's here, she? Oh, yeah, but I don't want to do it here and then do it again next week when oh, Georgia's okay, back because okay. she's going to want to talk about it. Yeah, yeah. So stay tuned Aww. for next. What do you, oh, I don't want to do it twice. That's we all I'm saying. We might not be able to do next week. Why not? Because those are the auditions next week. What? I don't know what's going on. I was told, well, which auditions are next week? Little Mermaid. I was told by Georgia she will definitely be here next week. So I don't know what time the auditions are. Well, last time, Carrie auditions went until seven. So that's all I'm going by. I don't know any more details than that. She'll know more. We will see. Who knows? So this is uh, saying, if you weren't with us last week, check out our review Ethan and I did of Life is Beautiful. La Vita e Bella. Life is Beautiful. You ever see that? Never. No? No, Not at all. It was. It was. I'll tell you what. It was. I. I really enjoyed it. Who is it? Yeah. Who's in it? It was uh, Alberto Benigni. Italians. Oh, was it? I've not seen it. It was the. Oh yeah. Oh. Here's the thing. You love samurai movies. <laughs> I do. And you they're there. all subtitled. Yeah, but there's a lot of action going on. So there's not much reading. It's really just a fight. <laughs> it's a fight, you know, like. I love foreign films. I love a subtitle. Yeah, I really I really like Life is Beautiful. So many of the ones we've done on the, on the... What's the best foreign film I think we've done on the pod? There's Amelie. There's that. Definitely not that other shite thing I didn't like. Pan's Labyrinth, I didn't like that. Oh, but you, I love Pan's you, He went in. I went to his oh. shop. I went to his shop. That is, that is one of my and favorite he went, films. And Liam looks at me and goes, about the film this week. And I went, you're coming. <laughs> <laughs> I, went, I, could, I knew you didn't like it when it was brought up. You're coming. <laughs> that, that is powerful. That makes me cry. He didn't give me an edge at all. Oh. Like, and, it was, no. and it was instant. I knew exactly <laughs> what you were doing. Oh, you didn't like Parasite either. I said, I we like don't that. just, the we don't just get the cup for the films we like. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Which may be fitting for here. We're doing but episode 198. Without me, you know? Episode 198. Sean of the Dead. And I yeah. felt like I should be dead, but I realized Last Samurai. Oh, right. I, I love that film. That's not a... T- we did. We, we, we pretty much figured out. We, I was sitting there and I went, oh, I know why Liam likes this. <laughs> this is a Liam film. 
imagine yourself learning the ways of the samurai. Oh, it's great. Yeah. Never given up. Just going for it. Oh, do you know what? Right. Um, that should have been, that should have been. <laughs> <laughs> Never given up. Just go for it. Last samurai. Never going to give it up. Never going to let <laughs> her down. <laughs> you know how like, films always have around. like a review quote. Williams right. is never giving up. Never giving up. That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I that's mean, um, what I was trying, what I wanted to say um, about Last Samurai is, you know how most <laughs> Tom Cruise, I know. I Go ahead, keep say, going. You know how most Tom Cruise movies are Tom Cruise movies. Yeah, the, the whole movie star versus actor thing. This is not a Tom Cruise movie. We agreed. We agreed this with Hermes in the end. This, this, such this a was, great movie. This was acting. This was acting. He, yeah, yeah. He, he was trying to. Ken Watanabe was fantastic. Oh. Yeah, he was. Yeah. As was Billy Connolly. I love Billy yeah, Connolly. Yeah. <laughs> I like him. So there we, and that was brought to us by Hermes. And we want to extend our thanks to the following friends of the podcast, of which Hermes is one of. We're t- are you ready for this? It's been okay, a okay. It's been a while. Might we're, be a bit rusty. We're talking about Julie. All right. Hermes. I hear. James de Guzman. Come on. Lena Oberholzer. Put your ears on. Ensign Ian Davies. Ooh. Chris Peterson. All right. Randall, what's your handle? Silva. Hell yeah. Dwayne Smith. Dwayne Smith. The Yeetmeister. Woo. Reverend Bruce. Reverend Bruce. All right. Nate the Great. <laughs> yeah. Still laugh. <laughs> I'm going so much about saying the wrong thing. Andy Dixon. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Holly Callan. Come on. Cheesy with a fish, fish on, on a bike. bike. <laughs> My bad. Our resident curmudgeon. Uh, Richard. Very good. Our yeah. cool cat. Uh, Ryan Kukets. That's very good. Dirk, but his friends call him. Diggler. The shy guy himself, Shy Burgerfreund. Shy guy. Shy guy. Stu from the <laughs> Stu World Order podcast. Hello. <laughs> that one's part of SWO. <laughs> Norfolk Thomas. And of course, we're talking about AJ Ooh. from Nova Scotia, Canada. Canada. Oh, I can't hit the button. Oh, no. There we go. At ease. Uh, next, <laughs> I'm going to need you to look up some uh, film reviews for for this film today. Are you? Yeah, I am. So can you, oh, at some point over the I next... Have to go on come Twitter on, Meg, start to do stuff. No, just, just Rotten Tomatoes. Rotten, okay, I can do Rotten that. Tomatoes and find me a good one, a bad one, and then find out what Roger Ebert said about it. Okay. Okay. Well, Roger, okay. Roger Ebert. Okay, how do I find him? You type Roger Ebert, Shaun of the Dead. Okay. <laughs> you know, Megan, I, and I you get not it, have this in advance. And, and you get a sound bite, and it's generally at the bottom. His, the, he signs off with his best part of it. Just letting you know. Okay. Usually George does it, so I'm, I'm just trying okay, to distribute. I, I, that, yeah. Okay. I need All this right. in advance, but I'm fine. I will go for it. Well, that's why I've given you two hours. I was listening to Liam, and it's a lot of yes, so people should get the yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. if you listen to the very first episode we did, Back to the Future, that was my saying. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You went, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Triple, yeah. yeah. I was that nervous. Yeah, yeah, All I kept yeah. saying was, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll tell you what we would love, though. We would love yeah. if you said, yeah, 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 to help you keep the lights on here at the Studio of Awesomeness and keep that sweet, sweet BFE content yeah, yeah, coming yeah, from the yeah. microphone to your ears two times a week. Please consider joining our Patreon. You can get in the door for as little as three British pounds. That's less than four bucks US and about five dollars Canadian. Other currencies are available. All right. All right. Uh, today's the last day of, as release day of October. And I don't know if I told you guys, you guys haven't been around. Australia has been leading the charge in our charts all month long. They were come More they were, listens in Australia they? than anywhere else to this point. I can still blow it. There's only a few That's hundred amazing. between Australia and the United States. 
And I feel very charmed that we can say a few hundred is like the ability to make a move in a day. We're very lucky that way. But cool. um, yeah, so it's if you're an American, go share this with a friend. If you're Australian, go share this with a friend. Heck, if you're from Canada, Canada, go share this with a couple of friends, eh? Hey, hey. what are you talking about? What are you hey. talking about, eh? <laughs> and you could send them. You could send them this and say, "This is how you remind me." <laughs> Of what I really am. I hit Nickelback. Moving on. <laughs> uh, if they didn't catch it last week, a very belated happy birthday to the Yeetmeister. Yeet. That's a happy, happy. We caught him last week. We said it one more time. Happy, happy birthday. Happy birthday. Indeed. Uh, woo, woo, woo. And the mailbag is open for you, you, you. You can go ahead on what used to be called Twitter, and I'll still call Twitter, and go ahead and uh, fire us off a question with a hashtag, AskBFE. In my notes, I've said BFE random word. I don't know why I've done that. So anyway, there we are. Now it's time for some reflections. And corrections. Very good. There's a mistake. I think I'm well, I know this is not me. I was going to say, you guys know it's not you. <laughs> it's not me. This time. Oh, there's two. One oh, no. would be, um, they're both on me, actually. Ethan, so you're okay. Oh. Uh, the first one is, I accidentally referred to, Ethan, we were talking about uh, cringe humor and British humor oh, and yeah. peep show. And I called the lead character Mark Cottigan. And I was listening in the kitchen today going, I'm an idiot. His name's Mark Corrigan. <laughs> so, oh, I didn't even pick up. No, on no, that. no one else did. I, I made it through the whole week, but you know me. If I make a mistake, I try to. Uh, we like to rectify. We, we like to be right. Yeah. We like to be accurate. And the other one is uh, shy guy. Shy guy. Shy guy. Got a hold of me, and because uh, we were like, "Where is shy guy from?" Because I knew it was in. I thought it was in Europe somewhere. And it turns out that shy is originally from Israel. Oh, but is now living in LA. Fantastic. Mm. That feels like two very different places to Doesn't live. Doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. I think that's brilliant, though. So that was cool. And I, 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 we reached out, and we talked a lot about post-life um, uh, is beautiful stuff, mm-hmm. because Shai was sharing some of his own experience with us when he said he does not like the movie <laughs> and he was like hey just so you know hey everything's, like spirits, everything's copacetic and i was like yeah man everything's copacetic we're all good we're all good yeah we're allowed to have different opinions that, hey, that's, what art's su- yeah. that's, what, that's what art's supposed to do so we, uh, we, we always have different opinions there we go actually a couple of them lately i've gone leave and george would not be doing well right now because <laughs> really? we, were, we were just having an open disagreement and i know how much it bothers you guys when stuff like that happens we get a little bit too heated yeah well or or you just get anxious yeah yeah. You like people to agree, and I'm like, you can not agree, but not, not fall out. Yeah, yeah. So uh, there we are. I'm learning. Um, <laughs> overall, though, I really enjoyed last week's episode. Uh, yeah, it was it was uh, three and a half hours, just me and Ethan. So God knows, we got 26 pages today. So here we go. Uh, Andy Dixon forgot that I am the Walrus was initially the Beatles. He thought it was an Oasis track. Really? Yeah. Nah. Cuckoo, 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 indeed. Uh, and then he said, I also follow up going, Ian and Ethan, Doctor Who chat, just record more. Who do you think you are? <laughs> well, one one day. Who's one, it one down day. to here, hey? Hmm? <laughs> <laughs> Ethan? I want to say it's down to me. I think yes. it's more, it's just a lot of Doctor Who to go it's a lot back of, through it's again. It's a lot of Doctor Who. Ah. Yeah. Yep. The 60th isn't less than a month. It isn't less than a month. See, you're missing, a good, you're missing all, a good spot there. It's all timey wimey wibbly wobbly. <laughs> it is. It's probably me more so going, what do I have time to do? <laughs> <laughs> we, we, we finished up keeping it low key. I'm trying to keep my sanity. Um, let's do some general shout outs. Satan Hut. I can't Hut. be bothered to find the sound or a thing right now. Uh, Kara, Queen of the Gifts, said it's a cold, dark, rainy Wednesday evening in Canada. 
Sounds like a start of a horror story. It does, doesn't it? <laughs> Except for the Canada part. <laughs> Seems like a perfect time to watch the BFE movie for the week. Will it, it'll be my first time, though. Can't wait to hear everyone's thoughts on next week's pod. And we have any big BFE Halloween plans, is the question. Well, we're going to do costumes. Yeah, we are, yeah. yeah. And then it kind of sort of fell through with some logistics, so we're tabling that for a week. Just Yeah. Just a week. Just a week. I mean, I've been killed every day this week so far. Yep. In Carrie. Yep. Apart from that. And I saw Saw X at the cinema last week. Saw X. Yeah. Oh. Why do you want to watch that? <laughs> Your eyes went like all big like yeah, I did. <laughs> yeah, I did that. Were you, were you by yourself? No, I went, I went with my boyfriend. That was fine. Um, I, I meant were you the only people in the theatre? No, there were other people there. Okay. It was, actually, I was sympathising with the Jigsaw character. He was like the good guy in this film. It was interesting. Well, after right. you've done nine of them, you got to go. There were a few cringy this? moments with some of the uh, the tasks in it, which made you go. But uh, yeah, if that, that made you go, that's going to make me go. Yeah, but you kind of sympathised with the the evil guy almost. It was it was interesting. Do you know it's quite funny though, right? Because we're not a fan of horror movies. I love horror movies. Well, you and Ethan do. It's just been like white noise the whole time she's been talking. I might as well just be quiet. Can you you imagine us, me, you, and Georgia rocking up? Seeing socks. See a horror movie. I liked Carrie when we did Carrie. Yeah, that but that's a different kind of horror movie. It is a different kind of horror movie. Yeah, this. I mean, I went to see this because this was the only like horror movie at the cinema. At the time, so I was like, I "How's that for the something. state of cinema?" When like there's only there's one horror on. movie, yeah, there's, isn't it? There is there's nothing. There's Five Nights at Freddy's movie. Oh, that's but just everyone out. says it's shit. A the Freddy game movie? is quite creepy. Yeah, that makes you that jump. F- the game, no. no, no, it's it. I don't know. I, what I've heard is it's very much people who like the video game and all of the the stuff from it will be like, "It's really good," but everyone else goes, "Yeah, this is stupid and bad." Why, why did you make this? Have I mentioned twenty six pages this week? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's nothing on at the cinema. Twenty six pages for an hour and a half movie. Yeah, it's, it's dialogue heavy, isn't it? <sighs> Comedies. It's like Austin Powers. Yeah. Austin Powers are twenty six pages. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we've also got Stu from the Stu Roller podcast. He's got the rest of his year recorded. Oh wow! I'm like, Whoa. what's that like? Jeez. I said, we record on Sunday, release on Tuesday, dude. He's yeah, like, I would live in perpetual anxiety doing that. I say, yeah, I don't edit much. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much, I sit the whole file and go, bloop. <laughs> Can't you imagine that, though? Whole year. Oh. Oh. I feel so disconnected by the time it came out. I'd be like, what was that again? Yeah. Same, yeah. Same. And there's things we get to do which are kind of of its time. So I'm glad for that. This idea that we're kind of, a, if you listen to it on release, it feels current. Yeah. Uh, not a shot at anybody who records in advance. A lot of people do it, and they do it for a reason, but it's just not uh, RMO here at the BFE. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hermes is claiming he didn't want to win last week. <laughs> he never wants uh, to win. Because the Scuttlebutt podcast submitted an entry, and it won. He said, that's not me. And I said, well, he's the own- no one else has claimed ownership of it. No. So I know that Hermes has tweeted from that account in the past, so I have to go unless someone else claims it yep. as a Hermes win. I did notice, though, The Last Samurai, that went on for like four, four and a half Need five hours, wouldn't it? It's a Hermes episode, isn't it? <laughs> He's pushing for that five hours, isn't he? He really wants it, yeah. <laughs> and then he was like, he was like, I'm going to go in like 90 seconds. I'm like, God, you're the one. <laughs> we need to get the four and a half hours by ourselves. Jeez. <laughs> uh, just hear him laughing. Um, Dwayne Smith noticed Dwayne that, Smith. Noticed that Rigged was trending on Twitter and thought maybe that was, uh, that was Hermes <laughs> doing it. <laughs> Uh, gift of the week was jam lots of entries this week we had uh dirk andy dixon hermes queen of the gift gear kara uh josh g uh shy guy shy guy, shy guy. Oh, are we doing that all the time is that, is that turning into a dwayne smith thing well it might have been yeah it might uh ensign ian davies 
Uh, and Chris Peterson all submitted uh, entries. It's too many for me to go through each one individually. I will say that both Dirk and Kara did the same Friends episode where Monica makes jam. That was quite cute. So I will go along with, uh, I'll give them third place. Yeah, why not? Second place, let me give to Josh G, who had a gift that said pump up the jam, and it's someone using like a foot pump. Yeah, and there's like a, there's like a bottle of jam <laughs> up on it. I thought pump that was funny. Up the jam. But the win's got to go to Chris Peterson, who did a gift from Snatch saying, who took the jam out of your donut? <laughs> well, no one took the jam out of your donut, Chris Peterson. You're the winner of our gift Wee. of the week. And just to set the world back to its rightful place, I don't usually do this, but in dead last place, <laughs> Hermes Oslander <laughs> for doing a Jim Carrey as Ace Ventura going, all righty then, that is my jam. <laughs> I'm like, someone's playing the player. <laughs> he's making no qualms because he's won two in a row without without wanting to. Yeah, Because <laughs> it was the best. I was trolling. It was the best. So he's going, what does Ian hate? <laughs> Everybody else is going, friends, wrestling. Yeah. <laughs> these, are, these are things that Ian likes. He's going, Jim Carrey, Nickelback. <laughs> so there we are. Uh, why not give us a review? Put the jam back in our donut. Apple or Spotify. I hear five stars is a nice number. Five is a magic number. Indeed it is. And while we're on that topic. Checking in with the morning report. Oh, you know what? Did take the jam out of my donut. Yeah. Can we talk about this for two minutes? Kind of mentioned friends a little bit earlier. Matthew Perry passed. Yeah. 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 I got the news from, um, oh, it was Ryan Kukets in the Patreon chat around 1.30 last night. I stopped me up and messaged that Matthew Perry had passed. I went, wow. Yeah. And sort of Facebook, more even so than Twitter, Facebook, everybody was just sort of, sharing and it's become cool to hate on friends i think the laugh track it's of its time right but then you look at everybody and there's a lot of people who seem to signify that there was a uh a sort of importance that that sort of sort of they felt with matthew perry as far as their own kind of sense of humor or even just he was my friend because friends was omnipresent in a way that shows aren't omnipresent anymore no not for the length of time it was friends was a cultural juggernaut for 10 years and again there was six different characters and you somebody would associate with wouldn't they yeah we've spent three weeks in my tv genres class just going over the impact of friends yeah which is kind of incredible so there's something in, in, in media studies called uses and gratifications theory and it says that we use the media the media doesn't force itself on me. I use it. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's a couple of them. One's just surveillance. What's going on in the world? Did friends do that? Maybe a little bit, but not much. Yeah. Another one is just, uh, it's just a distraction from everyday problems. Yeah, friends could do that. But the other two are ones that really associated, I think, with Matthew Perry specifically. One was what you're talking about. It's a, a personal identity where you mm-hmm. find a little bit of yourself by choosing one of those friends and going, hey, this is the one who I see myself mirrored in, or this is the one who's the aspiration of someone I might like to be. Da 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 da. da. Yep. And that's why those six friends. It's why it's why there were four Beatles with four different persons. Like this yeah. is this is a classic sort of media spice uh, girls. compartment. Yeah, yeah Spice Girls, totally spice the exact same yeah. thing. And so Chandler was the funny one. And so I myself found great currency. I went, this is my guy. This is my best version of myself. Is that guy the awkward guy, the guy who's maybe not the smoothest, but 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 he's funny and there's currency and humor. And if you're funny. You know, people will have you around and, and, and things like that. Mm-hmm. And so uh, there was that. The other one is also personal relationships that somehow 
you feel connected to these people, mm. even though it's a one-sided relationship, you feel it. And the, the remarkable thing was after 9-11, Friends had stopped being the number one show on television a couple of years back. So Survivor had passed it and all that stuff, reality TV, right? Yeah. But after 9-11, there was a giant upswing in people going back and watching Friends. And the theory was in these t- crazy times, they wanted the comfort of those people who they knew. It was like a re- that, that relationship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so yesterday's news kind of, I saw people who people who you've worked with, I exchanged some words with, with, with them, You're the director of your one-act play. Yeah, it's us. We said pretty much the same thing independently of each other. Yeah. And we're just like, you know, finding our own voices growing up. Chandler Bing and Matthew Perry's portrayal thereof mm. was massive. And I don't think he really understood or realized how people perceived him. Because when you see him talking um, talk shows or even at the reunion and stuff like that, he was very sort of downtrodden by it. And like he hadn't been able to move past by that. It's weird. Yeah, there was a couple of things. But one was the weight he felt if a joke bombed. And I was yeah. like, I can totally relate. Mm-hmm. Filmed for a live studio audience. Yeah. Yeah. And if it doesn't land, and if you're the one who put that out there, especially if it was your idea. Yeah. As someone who's done a little bit of writing occasionally in hopes that it lands. There's nothing worse than when it doesn't land, but he's he's not thinking about the ones that killed. Yeah, you know what I mean, the ones that brought the house down. You just focus on the one that doesn't land, and uh, yeah, it, it, it's a really strange thing. You kind of wish because it was really hard to see him on that reunion special. It was very hard, mm-hmm. and you kind of wish he could hear this. Yeah, before and it, we and the way we are society, we don't think about it until it's gone. But uh, fifty four though is no age. Fifty four. They said it was no, drowning. Drowning, so, and there was no yeah. there was no drugs found in scene or anything like that. They say so because that was my that was my first thought. Yeah, so yeah. there was an interesting thing I saw Donny Osmond shared of all people. Or sorry, Jason Donovan. I get those confused so easily. <laughs> those are two very different, <laughs> two different people. people. Yeah, yeah, I know, right? Um, but it was it was like one of the excerpts from um, from uh, Matthew Perry's autobiography, which uh, I'm sure many people want to like go and read now it's still re- fairly recent yeah it was but, just, um, just last year yeah and he said um i've had a lot of ups and downs in my life and i'm still working through it personally but the best thing about me is that if an alcoholic or drug addict comes up to me and says will you help me i will always say yes i know how to do that i will do that for you even if i can't always do it for myself uh, and i created the perry house in malibu a sober living yeah. facility for men um when i die i know people talk about friends 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 and i'm ha- glad of that Happy I've done some solid work as an actor, as well as given people uh, multiple chances to make fun of my struggles on the World Wide Web. But when I die, as far as my so-called accomplishments go, it would nice it would be nice if friends were listed far behind the things I did to try and help other people. I know it won't happen, oh. but it would be nice. Yeah, I, I guess that's... Mm. Uh, yeah. But it's, it's difficult for It's the, an honorable for the, for thing, the but yeah. what I would say respectfully to, to Mr. Perry is... Uh, a, you don't know, because he knows everything. He's seen all the shows, and he's yeah. set up this house. So he has equal exposure to everything. For us, I don't have any exposure to, to the work he's done, but I remember what Friends was for me for, 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 for a decade mm. and how it was a comfort. A, uh, a comfort. It was, it was yeah. a companion to my adolescence. That you look forward to each week. Yeah, when, when, when I, when I, and that was, this is back before the days of DVRs yep. and plus ones and all that stuff. If you missed it, you missed it. Yep. And the best, you, eventually they started releasing DVDs, but that was like <clears> months away. Yep. So... Um, there was a thing, and I, I posted last night on my own personal stuff. I went, "That's kind of the death of my adolescence, right there." Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like that's kind of the that was. The, I, I wouldn't have thought it would have been. 
Yeah. Someone said, what do you think it would be? I'm like, oh, if no Gallagher, oh, if <laughs> these, these other things. But no, I guess it's that pocket because Matthew Perry, well, Matthew Perry did. Chandler Bing doesn't age. Chandler Bing stayed between like 25 and 35. Yep, yep. And now he's gone. Yeah. And now that's just a, it, it sounds weird because the show's been off the air for almost 20 years. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Megs, any thoughts? Were you, were you a big Friends person? Um. I never saw it properly. I only caught the odd episode on Channel 4, like, but I would catch one episode and then the next time I'd catch it, it'd be like so many episodes like away from the last one that I'd be then like, I'm not quite sure where we are now of all the characters. They're now dating someone else. It's like, oh, what's going on? So I never caught it religiously. So I was just a casual here and yeah. there person. So I, I don't have as much knowledge of it Cause I was, as everyone. When it debuts, I'm 15. Else. So it gets me through yeah. Canadian high school. I was 14, yeah. Gets me through Canadian high school, and it ends when I'm 24. <clears throat> so it gets me through Canadian high school, and basically into my very young young adulthood. So it's that kind of transitionary spot. So yeah, it's just strange. Yeah. And I also love that. Um, that's made into a gift now, isn't it? You know, when um, Chandler is, is left in the house, and Joey, Joey comes up out, and gives him the hug. And he runs in yeah, through I the door that. and gives him a hug, doesn't he? Love that. Yeah, me too. So, yeah. so lots of people were sharing in, 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 in the group chat. Lots of people were sharing about other things. Uh, Andy Dixon said it, it was his favorite friend. Uh, and he got a lot of, probably a lot of what we're talking about today, he yeah. would say as well. And then Carlo actually messaged me and said, you're the first person I thought of when, when, when this happened. Because I said, wow. yeah. open about it. And there are those things. I have a friend back home in Canada who, when uh, Prince died, I got yeah. a hold of him and said, how are you? Because I knew it was one of those people right hmm. so uh yeah it was one of those weird ones i got to sort of uh, explain to my mom i'm uh, sorry my sister um i said matthew Perry died mm. and no one else told her it I was like oh okay this is what i do i'm, I'm the bringer of bad news for my family <laughs> um i'll share a little bit of that actually later it fits in nicely with our uh our thing so there we go any last thoughts anybody on that or uh no it's just sad that kind of hit me news. um you know it didn't hit me as hard as you, um, because obviously you had more of affinity with him. The ones that hit me hard were Princess Diana, Liv Newton-John, Steve Irwin, of all people. Really? All that broke. Yeah, man. yeah, yeah. It was just weird. Because you think, again, you, you grow up watching these people, and certain people um, get you at certain times. Like, when I was a very young, young kid, Evil Knievel was the guy for me. I thought, and he was at the tail end of his career. If His career had ended, basically, when I was you know, a young kid, but I was still repeating some of his jumps and stuff like that. And I was so into him. I thought he was great. When he passed, Matthew McConaughey, um, did a, I don't know if it was a eulogy or something. He, he did a speech about him because he met him and he was his hero as a kid and, uh, they were friends and hearing Matthew McConaughey talk about him from when he looked up to him and then became a friend of his, it was like two different stories. It was, it was really, he, he was glad he met his hero. Do you know what I mean? Yep. And uh, I think you'd have been just as glad to meet. Oh, jeez. Talk about dreams. Do you know what I mean? Because oh, I sure. reckon he'd have, been, he'd, have, he'd have been trying for those laughs, even with you as a person. I think he also would have appreciated like, the ability to switch gears, though, and just have a proper conversation as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because I think uh, Matthew Perry is one of the first people who taught me that there's an intelligence in humor. Yeah. It's not just, you know, I'm going to use it's Ethan's not one caveman or, thing. Yeah. Man fall down, go boom, right? Like, <laughs> okay, great, cool. But can you do it with words? Yeah. It's a lot easier than falling over. So you ever tried acting, right? And, and, and his gestures on screen. Oh, he's, he's, you know, he didn't always have to physically, talk. Physically, he's very, oh, the facials. Oh. How to sell a joke without <laughs> even saying anything. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. absolutely. Brilliant. 
which is what I'm doing right now, which is great for a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you sadly missed Matthew Perry. It's not some strange eulogy we're playing. We got, <laughs> we're going to switch gears here and talk we football are, yeah. for a bit. Football week number nine. Is it week Come nine on? already? Week nine. Pass. This is the halfway point of oh, the uh, of the season. Yeah. Oh, we get to something like fourteen weeks in, and then it's playoffs. I think I'm. So, yeah. I'm think I'm like second from last, aren't I? Or something? Well, I got. It just so happens we do a segment, Liam. I don't know if you remember this. It's been a while. As long as I'm not lost. The BFE went three and two last week. Oh yeah, because three I wins, like, two losses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So quick catch. Uh, Andy Dixon beat Ethan by 64 points. Wow. Oh, there is some cosmic justice after I interfered and cost yeah. Georgia her game against Ethan. You interfered? Uh, you were here. Did you? Yeah, I said to Ethan, I said, you haven't set your lineup? You haven't oh. set your... Oh, oh. You know, fill in typical Ethan lines here. And oh, there was, he, oh, he I put one it. in, and then he, he moved one player in and one player out. Oh. oh. And he beat Georgia yeah. by 0. 0.64 points. <laughs> so there's no questioning. Okay. I caused Fair that. Yes, you probably did. Yeah. yeah. So uh, Megs beat Ryan Kukets by 45 points last week. Oh. Liam beat number one Dwayne Smith. Yes, Dwayne Smith! <laughs> By only five points. Any given Sunday, wow. any team can beat I don't any know team. how, because I was losing. <laughs> Liam's got two wins. <laughs> Liam's got two wins. One was you, wasn't it? He beat the number one in Dwayne Smith, yeah. and the other person he beat was our new number one, yours truly, because I beat Georgia by less than 10 points, yeah. and as a result, I am the new person at the top of the food chain acknowledge me <laughs> for now oh what? definitely for now why can't, <laughs> why can't i beat other people why can i only beat the best and there, i can't beat other people there's been a trend of people only having this top spot now for one week and it's like game of thrones you get to the top and someone kills you Uh-oh. because uh what, to be. what do we have this week we've got uh Oh, also, a big, a big congratulations, not only for Liam, but James de Guzman got his first win of a season. Woo! Well done, bud. He jumped up to number 15. <laughs> <laughs> Still blow me, yeah. So, yeah, who's in last place then? Uh, oh, Julene. 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 Yep. Uh, I'm you, begging Julene, for you to set a roster when you can. <laughs> I love you, Julie. Please don't overtake me. <laughs> uh, so this week, we've got uh, number one, Ian, versus number eight, Andy Dixon. But Andy's a 60-40 favorite. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, all the players are healthy. Apparently, my team is better when, like, I'm having to make the best of a bad situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I guess I've got less skill, but more depth. Yep. Where everybody else, it seems like Andy's got a much better team than I do if they're all if, it, if they're all available to him. So uh, Georgia four versus Encinia nine. After starting five and zero, oh, she's lost two in a row, Ooh. and she's an underdog this week too. Yeah. Uh, Ethan thirteen versus Stu five. Yep. And Ethan's like a, like a two to one underdog. Like it's rough. <laughs> oh, and that's not even live. That's because like, the game started early today. I'm not looking at him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Liam fourteen versus Dirk twelve. Yeah, I think in a battle of the minnows. I think that started off quite even. You were a slight favorite at the start. Yeah, of the I day. was a slight favorite at the part yeah. of the day, but when I looked about an hour ago, yeah, that's not looking good. And then Megan versus Kev from the podcast that wouldn't die. Three versus eleven. You you were like a seventy thirty favorite at the start of the day. 
Oh, so that's a good. That's, that's good. Promising. It's a, a lot better than the other way around. Yay. Yeah, a lot better. We'll <laughs> yeah. see what happens. Because we'll last time happens. I was. Oh the yeah, you, you leave. I'm on a bed like we're like you're like 98 percent to win, and I've woken up and I've woken up losing. Yeah, <laughs> I, well, yeah. I was literally 98. percent I do question the, the exact the accuracy of that metric yeah. sometimes. And then I was like, oh, I've lost. Um, there's there's times there's ones where I've been up by 50 points, and all his players have played. Yeah, and all I've got is a player who I got to play later, but I'm up by fifty points, but ninety nine one. I'm like, where is this one percent where my one guy is losing me fifty points? <laughs> yeah. is he running yeah. backwards for an hour with the football? <laughs> I, I had that when I was uh, playing Georgia, huh? And then when I was playing Georgia, it was like 98% yep. chance yep. Georgia will beat you. And then I woke up the next morning, and it was like, you're not going to believe this. Caught a mon- <laughs> Monday morning miracle. So there we go. Love it. Oh, it's still a chance for me yet, then. <laughs> There's still a chance. Uh, on a side note, BFE Invitational, I beat the SIP list by over 60 points. Oh, that was two weeks ago. Last week, I gave the FN Nerds their first loss of the year. Hey. And moved up to second, because the FN Nerds and I both have 6-1 records, but they have more points. Ooh. But this week, I got Vern from Cinema Recall, and I'm going to beat him. So. <laughs> that, was, th- that was very firm. I'm a three to one favorite. Like he's got like two injured players in his lineup. This is there's just no way. Yeah, well, I hate it when my decent he, players get injured. He drafted really well and then set his lineup and went, I'm good for the year. Oh. I understand like he turned the draft live. Why do that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we got it. All right, why are we doing this this week? It won the uh Patreon vote. This Sean of a Deborah talking about. Oh, okay. Yeah, Not yeah. football. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was going to say. Woo. So there we are. So we're here to do a little Sean of the Dead. Yeah, I'll, tell you who, I'll tell you who never sounds like a zombie, and that's uh, that's our producer, Felix. Felix. Oh, I haven't <laughs> heard from Felix for a good while now, so it'd be interesting to hear him again. Well, I will say this, because before we do, I got a chance to see both your respective shows this weekend, and we'll talk about it a little bit more next week with Georgia around. Make it out. But we got to meet... Uh, a uh, long-time contributor, Russell LaPosty. You did. Yeah, Last did. night. So, uh, yeah, he, he talked uh, He talked to me at the intermission, but he talked a fair bit after the uh, the end time. And Georgia walked up and said, hi, hi, how you doing? And I was, uh, to me, and I was like, hey. And I was like, you know, it's Russell LaPosty, right? And she was like, oh! <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So you had a moment. He was, ask- he was asking me if I was in anything coming up. And I went, no, nah, not really anything coming up, necessarily. Um, but then he uh, messaged and said, I'm to catch Liam soon. You're easy because you're because you 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 have a place of business. Yeah, of course. And then he said just just Ethan left after that, and I was like, good luck there. Yeah. <laughs> Even we <laughs> I'm, don't see Ethan I'm not entirely <laughs> sure Ethan's not not an artificial intelligence. Yeah. So heavy on the artificial. I am a hologram. Yeah, uh, I think I saw Fe- uh, Felix more, re- more recently <laughs> more than recently, I saw yeah. Ethan. <laughs> anyway, Felix had this to say about this week's movie. <laughs> The uneventful aimless lives of a London electronic salesman and his layabout roommate are disrupted by the zombie apocalypse. <laughs> Did they get him in the end? Felix is brilliant. I think he's, I think he's, he's a comedy genius. Because <laughs> I don't think he meant to be funny. He's, he's not usually funny. He's not, is he? He's very dry. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Do you think he'd written down what he was going to say? I think he probably wrote down like. <laughs> <laughs> His is about as convincing as one of the performances in the, in, in the movie. Uh, you're not wrong. So, <laughs> directed and co-written by Edgar Wright, who's also done Hot Fuzz, The World's End, uh, Scott Pilgrim versus the World. Yes, uh, he wrote Ant Man. He was the writer and director of Baby Driver. You've seen Baby Driver. Uh, I love Baby Driver. And Baby the writer director of the recent Last Night in Soho. Also co-written by Simon Pegg, who co-wrote Hot Fuzz. The World's End. Paul. Yep. Oh, yeah. That's not a bad little movie. Star Trek Beyond. Yep. 
Uh, Mission Impossible. He didn't. hasn't written any of them. No, I looked it up. Yeah, run. I thought he had. Nah, it turns out not. Run, Fat Boy, Run. Yeah, that's not bad. The end of noon. And then spaced both the UK and the US version. I didn't know there was a US version. It scores no. one point three out of ten on IMDb. Yeah, that's almost yeah. impossible to score that low. That's I want to go and start giving it a bunch of tens. Space has got one point three. No, the, the US version of it. US oh, the US. Okay. So he's got a he's got a credit. I, I imagine it's because they're using his characters, so you yeah, just get a story yeah. credit. Okay. I'll talk about like space how, later. Yeah, when it comes. I found out the- there's an American version of the Inbetweeners. And it's directed by Taika Waititi, and it is critically bad. Yeah, I've seen comparisons of it. It just doesn't yeah. work. No. It's a, it's British humour and American humour are totally different There's things. also different things oh, between yeah. like MTV or Willem, because it's what it aired on, <clears throat> on TV, mm. and what they'll let you get away with versus what British TV will let you get away with. Yeah. It's two totally mm. different things. Yeah, yeah. Uh, cinematography by David M. Dunlap, who's done a lot of TV. Gossip Girl. Mm-hmm. Oh. House of Cards. Yeah, the latter seasons, and a lot of work as a as a director of photography for the second unit. So like the second, so oh, the second, when the second unit, unit goes yeah. and films stuff away, so he's mm. done that for Forrest Gump and Air Force One, amongst other movies. Oh, but, that's cool. But oh, well, who knows which scenes? Isn't it? Who knows which scenes were his? He might have just been shooting like scenery, scenery and coverage yeah, yeah, yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. Music by Pete Woodhead and Daniel Mudford, who I found nothing really of any interest after them. So there we go. The first time I saw this, anybody got one to volunteer? I didn't see it when it first came out. I saw Hot Fuzz before I saw this. As did I. Um, I a zombie movie. I was like, nah, thanks. I'll leave that. Really enjoyed Hot Fuzz. Noticed that I was in the same ilk and the same people. And I thought, well, if I enjoyed Hot Fuzz, I might like this. So I watched it. But that's probably about five, six years after it was released. Megs. I can't remember when I first saw this, but I definitely saw this before Hot Fuzz uh, years ago, years and years and years ago. Um, Jurassic Age or... Uh, well, not uh, quite the Jurassic Age, but... Megan is older than the rest of us, so it would have been years I'm don't you know? So obviously this was like a millennia ago I saw this. Um, before the Romans came. Obviously, I, I don't shy away from a horror movie, although I don't... I know this is a horror comedy, but I see it more as a comedy i would horror. i would totally agree with you yeah. totally really agree with you. there's a yeah. few more gross moments towards the end but it's not really georgia was trying to see if she could make room to watch this and when i'm not really sure if it's just a trust me it's way more comedy than horror it, yeah, yeah. It, i think it is more comedy than horror but i we're, saw it years ago sister, and i've I seen it to my sister hmm? yeah i was saying like yeah it's just it's like a comedy that uses a horror as a as a setting as yeah. a yeah, yeah basically but what makes it funny is what they do with the the horror elements i think i suppose so but I've seen mm. Hot Furs and I've seen World's End and I've seen Paul, so I've seen all of that sort of set. Yeah. Well, at the same point, I think if you're a horror aficionado, I think this film doesn't offend you because it's no. it's no, respectful to its, to its past. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Ethan, when was the last time you saw this? Or first time you saw this, sir? First time I saw this was probably 10 years ago. I went to go see The World's End uh, with a lot of friends and I, uh, I think the TV was like, because The World's End's coming out, watch the first two of the corner of trilogy. So I just watched them like, Back to back evenings before I saw the film. Should have like this summer of twenty oh, thirteen. Oh, How did we miss that? I don't yeah. know. Sorry, I've been really busy this week. I haven't no, thought about right. anything. Yeah, I totally. Forgot I didn't even think about yeah, it. Yeah, no. Could make tea. <laughs> <laughs> Put the yeah. kettle on. You don't like hot Go drinks. Go to Winchester. Winchester, wait for the snowball over. Mm, yeah. Um, Should have shots. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I saw Hot Fuzz first. Yeah, and didn't like it. 
Did you know? No. Oh, I love Hot Fuzz. Uh, I was really into this movie about the uptight cop and the small sleepy town and the guy who just wants to be like in gunfights. Yeah. And then like the old people turned into like some like supernatural force and I was like, this is stupid. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That bit is a bit weird. Oh, it's, I, that, I love that, it. it's like two different movies. The thing you're calling that bit is the second half of the movie. Yeah. It's like two, it's like, it's two different movies. It's two different movies. Yeah. I, I always compare it to From Dust Till Dawn. Yeah. Same. Where I was enjoying the first half of the yeah. movie and then it's like, now there's vampires. And I'm like, what? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I want to see the rest of the I want to see the, 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 the kidnapping movie. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Do you think it helps if you see Shaun the Dead first? Well, so everyone said. Kind of everyone film said. Everyone said. Oh, you don't get it you need to see sean of the dad so i went all right so i watched sean of a dad didn't like it <laughs> give and away, then, and, then people, away and then well here's the thing though because then uh, i started teaching film studies and one of my colleagues we were doing train spotting and this is england and we determined it was too much heaviness mm-hmm. because train spotting can be heavy various parts of it oh yeah and this is england uh, i used to teach before and it's yeah, george's famous original mm. What did you come up to a two in the end? About that. Yeah. <laughs> I remember J- J- I remember Jason Lahey's voice when he heard that she gave it. <laughs> I think I asked her friends at Shipwrecked what they thought of train spotting. <laughs> no, no, no. I was like, I'm going to ask him. <laughs> um, but it was just too heavy. So the, my colleague went, I want to teach him Sean of the Dead. I went, yeah, all right, go ahead. Then I switched schools. I was like, oh, shoot, I'm here by myself. So I said, do you have any stuff on Sean of the Dead? I said, yeah, we'll send it over. I didn't use any of it, but it was okay. okay. I was like... I'll do it. And so by teaching it, I've watched it a bunch of times and I'm good at teaching it. So I've, I know it intimately now. Like I, I know this movie. Yeah, yeah. 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 Because you know, part of my job is you get exam results, you exam results based on how they answer the questions that you taught them. So you got to have something clever to say. So I know this movie. Yeah. 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 So, and the kids love it. So that's, that, that's, I think that's why I kept it on. Cause they love it so much. They're engaged. If they're engaged and they're up for it, and they're learning, then I can probably get them to learn more than if yeah, it was something yeah, yeah. that I was forced them to do. So yeah, so it's all right. And you could always walk around the classroom with a cricket bat. <laughs> get in line, boy. It's quite clear in its intentions as well. There's quite a few subtle. Well, I have to teach like, like some really sophisticated stuff with this oh, one. Do you? We talk about narrative construction. That one's not so bad because it wears it on its sleeve a bit. But the other one's called there's ideology. A, there's a lot of foreshadowing as well, isn't there? Yes, yeah, so that, that's yeah. all narrative structure. Like, yeah. how do you arrange something? But ideology is like, what are the dominant belief systems that are presented, and how how do we know which ones it really presents and which ones it doesn't present? So yeah. I'm gonna okay. I'm gonna do a little bit of Ian's film school as we as we as, as we as we as we, as we go through today. It, it doesn't happen uh, too often, but I'm going to go ahead and uh, knock that out. So let's do some context corner, shall we? Shaun of the Dead was developed from an episode of Simon Pegg and Edgar Wright's sitcom, Spaced. Spaced. I had a head teacher lend me the entire I've seen Spaced, Spaced, and I kind of went Years through ago. them pretty quickly. Spaced is like, for our North American listeners, I would say Spaced is like a British take on a much cruder, cruder not as in rude, but crude as in just not well-polished version of community where episodes are like homages to various uh, film genres and types and stories. It's also a bit spaced out as well, I would say. What, druggy? <laughs> oh, slightly. Oh, like these people the are like... The episode when they go upstairs and there's the, uh, the, 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 the people upstairs are having the party. Yeah. It's all very like white lights and like, ooh, we're going upstairs. Yeah. Aren't they pretending They're to... They're pretending to be a couple because be then they can share this... Share the ha- the it's very Three's Company. Yeah. yeah, I haven't seen that. You haven't seen Three's Company come and knock on our door. <laughs> so they're pretending to be a. Co- I think in Three's Company, he pretends to be gay so he can live with these two female housemates. Oh, okay. And they have to keep always keep the pretense that he's gay. That's the joke there. Yeah. Whereas in here, it's they have to Is always pretend the they're a couple. Yeah. And Simon yeah. Pegg, yeah. yeah, pretend they're a couple. Pretend they're a couple. Yeah. 
even though they're not. They're, they're just mates. They're not. Although you kind of like there's well, a, there's a little romantic, way, but, but they, they, they never way. actually pull the trigger on it. Not no, they don't. No. It, yeah. Okay, you ruined it for me. It's just going to watch that. Never mind. Yeah, it's not really. It's not really the the, the sort of well, overarching uh, plot. I, c- I can't remember what happens at the end. Never seen it. Because he's a comic book for me. illustrator. I can't. And he works. He, he works at like a video, a comic book store, I'm a video sure, store, I'm and sure he, like, he yells at some kid about about the Phantom Menace. Yeah. Um, Get pissed about Jar Jar. The episode art was which was written by Peg with Jessica Stevenson, directed by Wright, sees Peg's characters under the influence of amphetamines, uh, which is another way which is different from anything that we get on American TV, and playing the video game Resident Evil 2, hallucinating he's fighting off a zombie invasion. So I always show that episode when I teach this, talk about intertextuality and homage and things like that. Uh, with a mutual appreciation for George A. Romero's dead trilogy of zombie films, Peg and Wright decided to write their own zombie film. They conceived it in late 99 and pitched it to Film 4, uh, a an offshoot of Channel 4 here in the UK who sometimes produce their own movies. Film 4 did Transpotting, for instance. Yeah, and Film 4 used to do, um, like, we could get together and make a movie and send it in to Film 4. And if they 4. were okay with it, we might get some funding and stuff like that. Yeah, or, we might, or, or they at the very least could broadcast it for they, us. They, they used to broadcast, like, um, five or six of them. Yeah. Um, like a late night, obviously, but they were only like 15, 20 minutes long. Uh, film four took it on until their production budget was cut back. Uh, Edgar Wright was still invested in production and refused to take television directing jobs until Shaun of the Dead was made, which left him in debt for a while. More on that later. Other companies passed on it, according to Wright, because they weren't sure what the tone was and said it wasn't all that scary and it wasn't all that funny. They didn't get it. <laughs> After 18 months, working title films picked it up, which Wright felt was ironic because the film mocks the classic British rom-coms that working title makes. So working title does things like Four Winds and a Funeral. Yep. They do things like Love Actually. They do things like Notting Hill, where you get a big American star. You place them in a Bridget British Jones. location. Bridget Jones. And you place them in British location, London, and, and then posh English countryside homes, yep, right? Yep. So not real London, but the Americans' idea of what London is. Yep. That same bridge Doctor Who's always running down as well, right? <laughs> and then, so it's more of a mid-Atlantic film thing, but they realize you can make it for about $30 million, and if one in five hits, it yeah, pays yeah. for everything. Yep. So that's working title. So this is the opposite. There's no big American star in this. Nope. So that's why they're stunned that working title went, yeah, we'll give it a go. Because mm-hmm. it didn't have that lottery Relatively ticket feel unknown, to it. aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, especially in North America. Yep. Yeah. Um, so Wright said he suggested that the film, uh, when he was, Wright said both that he suggested the film went in a cab with Peg after watching the excitement of filming the zombie scene in Spaced. Also said while watching a horror film with Peg and Nick Frost one night, he began developing an earnest to playing Resident Evil one night himself. You ever play Resident Evil, Meg? You're a gamer. I have, and I'm terrible at shooty-shooty games. I'm bad so at shooty-shooty I'm, shooty I'm not good at that one. I'm better at the ones where you go and hide and sneak around. I'm not very good with guns. You're a Heidi sneak around aim. kind of girl. I'm, I'm you're, more you're, of a you're better, at the, you're better at the Heidi sneaky sneakies. Yeah, I'm better at sneaky sneakies and shooty shooties. I'm terrible. I tried to play Last of Us. That was terrible. Uh, and he went out in the early hours in the morning wondering what a British person's reaction to the zombie apocalypse would be. He considered the lack of firearms that American zombie movies have and kind of thought, what would we do in Britain because of that? Okay, but. So, well, an- we'd, we'd improvise. Yeah. Another yeah. influence came from how he missed the 2001 foot and mouth epidemic simply because he didn't pay attention to the news for a fortnight. <laughs> Turned in on TV one day to see cattle being burned and left him confused. He said, because of this, it's plausible the world could be ending and these two guys would be the last to know. I 
remember that ever so well. As they also skip over the news on television and film. The gag about Sean and Ed spending all their time at the Winchester comes from the actors' lives, as Peg and Frost used to always go to the same bar all the time. <laughs> According to Wright, who was always trying to convince them to go somewhere else. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's probably true of a lot of guys uh, around here, like I would guess. <laughs> sure. Screenplay was written by Wright and Peg in eight weeks. They were inspired by films, like we said, Night of the Living Dead, Dawn of the Dead, uh, Raising Arizona, somehow Back to the Future's in here, Brain Dead, The Birds. <laughs> I think it's about the idea about paying things off, hinting something early and then oh, paying it off okay, later. Okay. Uh, the actors also met three weeks before filming for read-throughs where they made changes to the script. Um, it was important that certain lines and actions were repeated through the film. making This made improv harder, though, because you had to make sure you hit things at multiple times. Yeah. Uh, only two scenes were improvised but not really anything of any merit uh, Peg said the screenplay played into well as being an actor in the film because he could write to his own strengths and create his own wish fulfillment it was shot between nine weeks in the summer of 2003 and uh, because of the filming and similarity of the names distributors were forced to hold this movie back two weeks after, after Dawn of the Dead also released in 2004 was released in the UK Oh. Can you imagine if you had Dawn of the Dead and Shaun of the Dead oh both playing God. at the same time? Yeah, yeah, that might be a bit. That would have been a cool little thing, though. Wouldn't Although it? you could have had a few bar, except for like you know, oh, let's go see a comedy film. Oh, it's okay, honey. I think Tim, <laughs> like Timmy, he's thirteen, but he's okay. And you go <laughs> Dawn, of the Dawn of the Dead. Sean sounds sillier than Dawn. I've yeah, seen, but it's, it's not even that. It's about it's about walking in. You got your popcorn. You got your drink. You do. You catch the words of the dead just on the poster outside. You go. Oh, this is the do one. You know, do you know what they should do? They should do an off spin called um, Sean meets Dawn of the Dead. <laughs> All right. Then that uh, way, you, you know, maybe that's Jessica Hines' character. Maybe she's called Dawn <laughs> when they meet up. <laughs> she yeah. be she'd be Dawn. She's Dawn of the Dead. That's her name. There you go. There you go. Um. So we begin, uh, we have the opening tones and um, the musical tones you can hear at the very start of the opening credits are the same used in the original Dawn of the Dead uh, movie, especially audible in the scenes where some zombie loses his head to a helicopter blade. Did he? Which, ooh. See, the one I remember of those Romero films is the one. So I'm just going to track this lady. <laughs> no, you look at me like you're like you're asking me a question. I'm like, you've got the wrong guy. <laughs> the one where they get Talk to trapped Ethan. in the cabin. Oh and, yeah, um, it's my favorite. Does anyone know what I'm talking about? They trapped in the cabin. There's these different families that are in there, and it's it's all black and white. I think. Love the smell of napalm in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> no one knows what I'm talking they about. Are, so they you are can't black. Help they me is here. black and Tell white. Tell you what, like all those people who like camp in the pockets that wouldn't die or Stu from this these people love, from the film in fact they would all be able to answer this okay yeah. I have a memory of this film but you can't help me so no, I don't know which of the dead it is lost on us sorry all of my uh, <laughs> operators are busy right now <laughs> <laughs> anyway carry on we're on Sean of the Dead not the Romero ones um, we get Universal we get Working Title and a figure looks absently down the barrel of a lens while smoking a cigarette and this is Sean played by Simon Pegg who's almost instantly interrupted by Liz, played by Kate Ashfield, who I know from nothing. Isn't she... Um, Again, you're asking me a question. I don't know. Oh. You are the guru. Uh, not, all things not, see, this is why when I went on the chase, I was like, I ain't going, no, no, I ain't going any... the Greece question wrong. Yeah, I did. <laughs> I was talking my most embarrassing one, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I no, I'm, I thinking, I'm thinking of the wrong character, I think. Okay. I think I'm thinking of somebody else. I, I haven't seen her in anything else, though. I agree with you. Yeah. Um... And she goes, Sean, do you see what I'm saying? And this is where, because we've been pulling out from the shot, we just think it's him staring down the lens, and we realize it's just off to the side. No, no, he's on a date yeah, with his girlfriend. And she goes, oh, look, it's not that I don't like Ed. 
and it's just the two of them in the shot. He goes, Ed, it's not that I don't like you. And the camera doesn't cut. It just pans over and you see, oh, Ed's there playing a fruity machine. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, oh, it's all right. And so this is Ed played by Nick Frost. Um, this is the start of a lot of jokes that happen with camera movement to manipulate the viewer and to go in and you think it's this. And then, oh, wait, hang on. They're there. Yeah. Or, oh, wait, that's happening there. I like that, though. Oh, it's very Edgar Wright. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's mm. good. Uh, Scott Pilgrim, we saw a lot of the same sort of uh, yeah, camera yeah, work. Yeah. He's a bit slicker there. I think this he's, he's sort of figuring out his craft. Yeah. By the time he gets to Scott Pilgrim, I think he's, he's nailed that side of it. Yeah. Uh, Frost explained that Sean and Ed have a dynamic similar to that of Simon Pegg and himself in real life, as they had both been living together for several years. Oh, that's fair enough. This just made you me can... think of School of Rock again with the uh, the Jack Black character yeah. who's living with them. The man yep. child. It's two the Jack Blacks. Ah! I didn't even know Edgar Wright was in it. Edgar Wright's not on it. Oh. oh, he's got like a, he's got like a cameo. Oh, like okay. a zombie. It was Nick Frost is the like yeah 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 yeah. No, I was just looking the at the mate cast list. That's living with them, Liz says, even though she doesn't live with him either. So yeah. So there's this two shot, and the, uh, you sort of behind them and the date, kind of like you just were sat here right now, and they're right across the table from each other, and then in the background though, you've got Ed, and so a two shot usually would suggest a couple of them, especially if it's a, it's a, if it's a romantic pair, right? But the minute so that shows love, whatever that stuff, but then you put someone in the background he's literally the thing that's coming between the two of them yeah you can see and he's that, slightly yeah. out of focus to again show that he's not it's not working it's not gelling yeah and so <laughs> i'm gonna do uh i'm gonna do left hand here's the left hand speaking and then right hand here's right hand speaking <laughs> is this what you do at school yes lefty and righty out here liz goes edgar right liz goes edgar right and and lefty liz so liz goes It'd be nice if we could. And you hear Ed go, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Which this, this film plays a lot with adding, words, adding bits, yeah. and fragments cuts, together. Almost, yeah. 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 So yeah. Good. And so um, Liz says, look, and then I got to invite my flatmates and that only exacerbates things. And he goes, what does that mean? She mm-hmm. goes, well, it's not like you guys get on. He goes, no, what does exacerbate mean? <laughs> and she goes, oh, it means to make things worse. And he goes, look, it's not that I don't like David and die. And the camera pans over. And you see David and Diamond been here the whole time. That's great. He goes, guys, I don't like you guys. And David and Di are literally sat on the same side as her. So they're, quote, on her, her side. side. Yeah. Yeah. And so this is uh, David played by Dylan Moran, who I think is from Black Books. Yes. Oh, I love yes, Black Books. Is. I've seen like one episode. Uh, is that oh, good? Yeah. Yes. yeah. Well, what does he say yeah. about the dirt? Oh, I need to watch that again. And then Di, who is Lucy Davis from the British version of The Office. The Office yeah. She yeah. was... What, she's Pam in the U.S. What's she called here? Uh, I think it's also Pam. I don't think you got, you're right you there. Got, no. You got Jim and Tim. Yeah, Jim and Tim, uh, but I don't think it's the. I don't think it's the same because Dwight is what's this, this guy's name is Dwight. It's Gareth. Nothing, yeah, it's Gareth. It's nothing like it. So, Dawn. It's Dawn. It's Dawn. It's Dawn. Okay, Dawn. Dawn. Dawn of the Dawn of the Dead. Dawn of the Dawn and Dawn of the Dead. There you go. Um, and so Ed doesn't have. Uh, he goes, look, Ed just doesn't have many friends. <laughs> And he goes, hey, can I get any of you, and I ain't saying that word, a drink? There's <laughs> certain words you they, just don't yeah, say in Canada. You, you couldn't get that away. There, now, there's though, a, there are worse words that Nick Frost says. There's worse words film. that Nick Frost says in yeah. this film. Well, yeah. Um, but anyway, I was like, I ain't saying that. Uh, I'll say most things I ain't saying that. 
but anyway, yeah, so it's that idea sort of rubbing the wrong way. And Dave and Diane give advice about quality time and how important quality time is in a relationship. But there's hints that are not really that matched together because she says, you know, she's always, you know, she goes, oh, David's always taking me to listed buildings and I'm always dragging him to the theater. <laughs> and you can see there's like this repression between both of them. Yeah. Um, and so it's the illusion of a relationship that's successful, but it's really, really not. It's shaky. And this is like those couples you see on Facebook who present themselves to the world as... Being kosher and great. As, and, as having a great relationship. Mm-hmm. And, and if you're sitting there and you watch, you go, oh, man, why can't I... Either why can't I get in a relationship like those people? Or you look at your own relationship and goes, why, are, why aren't we as happy as they are? See, I never think that. And then you, and then, <laughs> then you find out like a week later, yeah, they split up. And you're yeah. like, oh, yeah. I didn't see that coming. Didn't see that coming because <laughs> because because social media we we curate. It's not real. Yeah, or something will happen where there's a relationship that's been really shaky. One's done something bad, and then the next thing you know, the following day, there's a picture of the two loving each other on. Yeah, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Just and sort of trying to make things up. I guess. Yeah. Make to the world is everything's great. Yeah. It's good. I'm- I'm too busy focusing on my relationship myself in my own life to then go, I need to showcase it to the world. That's that's always been my... It's like, if we take a nice photo, sure, but, but then... But this is clearly why they're here in the film. They yeah. are here yeah. to be uh, Liz's. Why can't I be in a relationship like, like these two are? These two are in an adult relationship. Mm-hmm. So that's uh, sort of the specter that hangs over Sean. Sean is a man-child. Sean, Sean is a man child. Yeah, but why? Are you, are you just going to come out with like little like one line sort of like bits like that? Yeah. Well, when I rewatch these films, like all the men are like man children. But don't he? Don't in he? Comedies. Don't he say he's like twenty seven or something? Twenty nine. Twenty nine. Yeah. I mean, come on. I, I'm gonna, actually, I'm going I'm to play on that in a minute. I think. Are you? I am. Yeah, it's the same oh. with the other film. Which film? Uh, the School of Rock one. Oh yes. <laughs> School of Rock's about all the subtlety of a sledgehammer. You know what I mean? yeah, well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, uh, we've said already. Uh, we find out they came to the Winchester for their anniversary, and we find out Liz hasn't met Sean's mum yet. And I'm like, I don't know how they've been dating yet. We find out later, but at this point, I don't. But they've had an anniversary, and they haven't met. I'm like, okay, this is totally on Sean. Like, there's no excuse for not meeting the mum. It just yet. seems odd. To but me. what is this? This is one of those landmarks in in adulthood, right? In a relationship, but also in adulthood, when you're saying, when when your romantic partner meets your family, yep, that that's that's a sign of progress. Mm-hmm. Um, David's leading the charge here, though. Oh, are you ashamed by your mom? And he goes, "No, I love my mom." At which point, that comes, "I love his mom too. She's <laughs> like butter." And I'm like, "The jokes about I'm going to sleep with your mom were jokes you make when you're in high school." Yeah, not, you know what I mean. They were. A it's bit. not for thirty like, something. I've never gone to you, Liam, and, and, and tried to make a joke like this. Neither of you to me. No, so. It's just not a joke you make once you hit 20. <laughs> 15. Yeah. When I, was, when I was like 17, I was bad for this. So much of the end, one of my friends got mad at me, and I was like, okay, maybe I do need to cool it. So I became like a one-trick pony. It was the only joke I knew. <laughs> Brutal. I want to go back in time and meet little young. Oh, I was awkward Ian. as hell. I was just all, all offensive humor all the time to try and like distract that I wasn't that well put together. I think I think I'd have been having to come to your defense. I think <laughs> ah, people didn't hate me so much. No, I was all right. I was all right. I wasn't. I wasn't in the cool crowd, but I was in. I, w- I was high profile. People knew who I was, but I wasn't. Uh, I wasn't. I wasn't on, on the bad side of anything. I was just an angry kid. People yeah. kept away from me. 
Mags, you want to share your high school? Sort of? I, I was just a mouse. Were you? So yeah, I yeah. didn't really do much of anything. Yeah, I was. I was like that. Ethan, to myself. You captain of the football team, either British or oh, yeah, or North American. I was, so, I was so cool. I was doing. I was valedictorian. Yeah. I was. Oh, I was going cool. to all the prom. Yeah, nah. I was. I don't keep in touch with anyone from high school, and that's for the best. Uh, Sean promises <laughs> that he's going to book a meal for he and Liz to have at a nice restaurant. You know, the place that does the fish. The place that does the fish. Um, then we have a title sequence, and in the title sequence, we have people working monotonous jobs and acting like zombies. They're like zombies already. Mm. I'm like, yes, that's the sort of gig. Yes. Yeah. Now, this is before smartphones are really a thing. Yeah. Like, smartphones just makes it that much worse. It does, doesn't it? It does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. Um, yeah, I didn't get my first mobile phone until like, like 99, like 2000. The, the phones here are not that high tech at all. No. Because the proper, the people start getting proper iPhones around 2006. 2007, 8 ish. 2007, 8 ish. My first yeah. one, I'm in. Uh, I had a Nokia 2010. Or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, snake. I, yeah, Snake. Well, I, well, I, I still had a Nokia 2015. I had this blue <laughs> flip phone that Bell Canada made by, its, I think, itself or outsourced. It was called Solo by Bell. Do you remember when the blueberry things were big? Yep. Hey, blueberries are made in Kitchener, Ontario, Canada. Ah. Yep. Global headquarters. Research in ah. motion was the name they of the company. They went nuts. And then, and then gone. And then gone, yeah. Because the Apple went, hey, you like that keyboard? Let's put it all on a touchscreen. And BlackBerry went, no, that's not who we are. We don't do touchscreen. And then everybody went, kind of like touchscreen. <laughs> no, no, we're not doing touchscreen. I'm like, all right, see ya. And then they went, hey, we have a touchscreen. And they're like, yeah, I've, I've changed. Yeah. Hang on, is it Blueberry or BlackBerry? Uh, Blackberry. It's Blackberry. Oh, I said Blueberry, didn't I? That's, it's, like, it's like the two Ronnies joke. <laughs> I think I'm sorry. I think that's a mistake for, I just made. Four cans. <laughs> There's a mistake. <laughs> I'm not good at this technology. Yeah, it's Blackberry. Isn't it? Bla- it is Blackberry. Yeah, sorry, Blackberry, I, think yeah. I, said, I think I said Blueberry. Well, either way, you made a mistake either in the mistake or in thinking you made a mistake. It's similar. It's similar. You're forgiven. That's okay. Words are hard. They are. <laughs> For me, anyway. Um, so we see the checkout people. Uh, they're scanning stuff. The front one is named Mary. Lots of transitions using obstacles in the foreground to mask cuts, which is the like the most Edgar Wright thing I can imagine. Yeah. I uh, saw tons in Scott Pilgrim, but it's less frenetic here, and I really like it. But next morning, we see feet kind of stumble like me with my gout the last couple of weeks. Flippity <laughs> <laughs> like dippity. people in the morning, though. Oh, and they pan up, and he's yawning. It looks like a, looks like a zombie. It's a great, it's a great bit. Yeah. Um, and living room <laughs> 1.0, and it's supposed to look rough. I said, overall, it's not that bad, except for there is a tipped over wastebasket in the corner yeah like there's like beer can not, it's not even beer cans i looked Dude, a, it was messy there's a tropicana carton of, of orange juice there are some crushed cans a salsa tray bongos on the floor there is garbage just sitting there but i was expecting like beer cans everywhere uh obvious drug paraphernalia yeah i was expecting drug paraphernalia. which there is isn't actually it's pretty wholesome if you look at yeah, it yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, Sean sits down and he's told instantly, don't you have work? And he gets up and then we get that a quick montage <laughs> of doing mundane things. Teeth brushing, coffee drinking. I uh, like these little snapshots. It's like. Whoosh, 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 whoosh. It's great. <laughs> I liked it. Uh, Sean looks at himself in the mirror. And for some reason, people in this movie just don't like closing the mirror fully. No. Like, oh, let's yeah, open it for a bit. And I'm going to close it because you get a jump scare. Yeah, and, and we close them. We get our first great reveal, maybe of the in this format of the movie, where we meet Pete, played by Peter Serafinowitz. If I you can tell me, he's done three. Is his third appearance in the pod. If you can tell me both of the other ones, I'll give you a prize. 
Guardians of the Galaxy and oh, wow. Phantom Menace. I was going to say Star Wars. I remember seeing him in he Star the, Wars. He, no, you didn't because you didn't he's see him in voice. Star Wars. He's the voice of Darth Maul. Oh, is he? Yeah. Oh, it's not then. Yeah. No. not who I thought it was. I thought Star Wars, though. Was he also in Spaced? No, not that I know of. I think they're all friends, aren't they? They might be all friends. Yeah. They could be, yeah. Well, he had had a, seen him before. He had a comedy sketch show during the 2000s as well. He looks familiar. Uh, yeah. He says that Ed left the door open again last night. And Sean, look at the difference between the costume. I mean, a, first off, Pete's just a big man. He is a big man. He's yeah. tall. He's broad. He's a manly man. Manly man. As opposed to Sean, manly man, who, man tights, who's tights, been called tights. who's been called a man child by Megs. He is a man child. <laughs> I mean, I sympathise with Pete here because if my oh, housemates were, I've got, you know, I've got on my list here. These wasters. These uh, wasters. Sean is costumed in a white short sleeve shirt like a schoolboy. Yep, and <laughs> has a, and has a bad knot on his red tie with yep. scruffy hair. Pete is costumed more professionally in a in a light blue shirt with a with a darker blue accenting tie. Uh, his hair is done much better, and his tie is on his, his not on his tie is better. Like how how is I think this they happened? Were, I think they were just friends. They were years. friends. They were friends from college. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. fair enough. So uh, here, he's not moved on, has he? So I got a big no. thesis, and I've broken up into parts. So here's my big thesis. Thesis. Yeah. <laughs> Sean is in a state of arrested development. Direct brackets. Read that for me. Hang on, I've got my glasses on. Right there. Read read that. <laughs> I was going to say man child. He's a man child. <laughs> I saw that coming. <laughs> and so the movie tells us that in him to win, progress for him is that the biggest one is that he needs to succeed in growing up. And that's really the big one is his relationship with Liz is, 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 is the score yeah. of the game. Even before anything else happens, we get the idea that Sean needs to, to do right by Liz. That's winning. But the zombies help him out with it. Absolutely. <laughs> Without if the, the zombies, zombies come, you, you would have no hope with Liz. No. <laughs> um, so progress past key, key relationship points with Liz, get rid of Ed implicitly. Also things like he plays video games and there's the idea of it. You know, who plays video games? Sean and Ed, Ed who doesn't play video games. You, you, can, Pete. you can play video I, games. I'm saying what the movie's telling us. I'm not, I'm just focusing on what the movie tells us. Okay. <laughs> you're such yes. a, you're such a man girl. You, I'm a man, man, girl. man girl. Girl child. Girl child. I was a girl child. Man girl. See, my brain don't think like everyone else. That is so going to the end of year, real. <laughs> Megan, you're such a man girl. I'm going to get you. I'm going to get a t-shirt made up. Man girl. Man girl. <laughs> I'm going to wear that with pride. I meant girl child. <laughs> Uh, uh, woman child, I guess. Because girl child. by its very because yeah, yeah, yeah. girl child would be confused. <laughs> it's not the same thing. Woman <laughs> child. It's not the same thing. It's though. not because it's men not. are supposed to. Be, it's weird. Men are supposed to be this clear, distinctive line, isn't it? Yeah. And they're not. Sometimes. And they're not. Well, no. I think well, the in film... comedies they never are. No. It seems. Um, so. Uh, there's more quick cuts with breakfast and Pete says, Hey, yeah, I remember. Is remember that time we all stayed? He said, I'll give you this. He's pretty fun. Remember that night we all stayed up, you know, drinking and playing Tekken 2? And he goes, Yeah, when was that? Five years ago. <laughs> and it's the idea. Pete's moved past that. Pete has progressed. Yeah, Pete yeah. has grown up. He was like that. Yeah. The talk with Sean. Uh, Sean gives Ed. So he's trying to get him to do some stuff, but he's also giving advice for his video game. Remember that he's telling him later. He's like, Oh, reload. Oh, go this. Oh, I'll do that. Uh, Ed, meanwhile, scratches his genitals during this process as his phone rings. <laughs> Nick Frost allegedly kept his genitals shaved throughout the production to create a genuine need to scratch, the character demanded. What? <laughs> Why not just try acting? Yeah. No, this, what, this is the kind of method that, that I'm, I'm a fan of. Yeah. 
<laughs> that D might know. Just for the record, <laughs> Megan like put her face like this gross itch like like she was like, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's dedication. Suffer for your art, you know. That's yes. drive me nuts. Yeah. I mean, he could have just scratched without that, though, surely. Does he need to be that into character? It's getting pretty hairy around here. <laughs> uh, Ed gets a call asking for someone to sell him drugs, and he says he has nothing. 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 Can we can we unpack the word nothing, <gasps> nothing. for a minute? No, I can't. I can't. I hate, it it's my least favorite it's, thing It's in the, the only world. time he uses it in the whole movie, though, because he says nothing the rest of the time. So I thought it was really strange, but mm. people in this part of the world tend to say nothing rather than nothing yeah nothing I'm with you. i don't get it i don't get it either nothing mark work yeah. that is spelt like that that makes me cringe there's a what i have to mark work uh my worst one you think it's bad when they're like 10 try doing yeah, yeah. it when they're like 15 okay yeah oh it's enough. brutal that's worse. That's my worse. worst one i is... once dated someone who said nothing and i'm like look if this is gonna happen oh. you gotta start saying nothing nothing <laughs> <laughs> because i ain't doing that <laughs> my worst one is when people go like one two three 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 not three not three, not three. 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 when we, when you listen three. back to this that's three when you listen back to this I think you might have said one, two, three. Did I? I think you just really enunciated the three. <laughs> I thought I said three. And then it was, said, I, I might be wrong. I'll push the button next week on one oh of Oh my God. My, you, my you brain is all over the place. Tongue. You can like, you can feel the different sounds. Like, I believe my sister used to do one, two, three, but she was like, you know, five. Three. You know, you know what else gets my, when people oh, go, go on. when they go one, two, three. One, two, three. Turkey tree, pterodactyl, sandwich tree. I work with a fella who, uh, who he, he, he might say one, two, three. <laughs> I, I, I used to work with an Irish guy. We I think it's great. We used to give him the hardest. Yeah, I know. We, 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 I just wait. For, I go, okay, we have left this piece of furniture and move it somewhere. I'm like, all right, on tree, all right? <laughs> <laughs> on tree. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's in Canada now, as as, as uh, you know, happenstance would. would There's an Irish following gone. <laughs> they're, yeah, they're not really a huge one for us. No, not Ireland. Sixty-six percent of our listens, full stop, come from Eng- uh, come from the UK and the US. Wow, sixty-six oh, percent. That's nuts. Yeah, because we do we we do some pretty good numbers, and the fact that we got that, but two thirds that. Then if you add in Canada and Australia, eighty-five percent. Wow, those four countries. Oh my wow. God impressive thank you very much for all you guys who's listening out there yeah and people from outside all over the world we, thank we, you very much we love the random places the- i'll tell you what i was looking at uh if i bring up on uh when we do the 200 i'll show you guys the the sort of picture and it shows you everywhere we've had a listen anywhere in the world in the last two years That's any of the countries brilliant. and i forget which one it was it might have been south america i think it's every country but one wow we've got i guess paraguay is the only one we don't have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and like a huge chunk of uh, Africa, like most of it. It's really remarkable to go, wow, we've actually hit way more countries than we haven't. That's nuts. Yeah, so. Thank you, everybody who's listening out there. All around the world. All around the world. So. Got to spread the word. I'm going to tell you what I heard and then wrote down. <laughs> so we'll have a better day. Um, Pete gives Ed some advice for what he can do to help. And... uh and he's what he can do to help, and he's right. What have I said this? Oh, Pete just says to Ed, here's what you can do. If you don't bring any money in, and he seems like he's just squatting. Uh, yeah, he's, he's not a roommate. He's just a friend of Sean. And he hasn't got a Sean job. and Pete are housemates. <clears throat> oh, if I was Pete, I would have lost things a long time ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What, this guy, this friend of yours who's freeloading on my couch, I don't spend any of my time in my living room because he keeps it into a, into a sty. Is he not, is he not uh, living there then? 
It seems like he's living there, but he's not living, living there. Like, he doesn't have a room. It seems like he sleeps on the couch. Oh, okay. No, you don't really get it. We know Sean works, but yeah. yeah. He's yeah. Doesn't, he just deals drugs. Oh, yeah. he does. Well, yeah. there you go. Um, so... Uh, I've got my notes. So I've got my notes. Why do we side with Ed? Because the movie tells me to side with Ed. It clearly tells it me to side with Ed. No, I'm siding with Pete. I, I, oh. <laughs> oh, Megan. Sorry. Let me try again. Sorry. <laughs> I agree with you. That I've said Pete is right. Why is the movie wanting me to side with Ed? Because Pete ain't going to be around for much longer. Oh, well, yeah. Okay, <laughs> That's well, why. Because we're 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 with Sean, for I this, guess. For this movie to be really successful, I have to buy into this friendship all the way, all the right? way. Yeah. yeah, and he does. He's look- Sean's best mate. Yeah, but that's what, it's, what I have to buy into. I have to go to that yeah. level. Although, yeah, but I don't know if I do. Is what I'm trying no, to say. I, well, rewatching it when I first watched it, sure, but rewatching it again. Yeah, okay. I think because I'm a bit older now. Yep. Like, I'm a crone now. I've always so. been an old soul. That's I'm my thing. Not as old as, as Megan. No. So when <laughs> no I'm rewatching things years later, I'm like, oh, actually, Pete, you're right. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Sean then asks, asks are you going to do what he says? And Ed says, I ain't doing nothing for him. And I'm like, what is your problem? Exactly. He's actually he's just, just tidy up after yourself. And take phone calls. And he's rude. He is very rude. He won't even, like, stop playing his game. You won't look at him. I don't like Ed at this point. Not, like, at any of the points. Well, that's true, yeah. Um, (laughs) He asks him to do it. He says, well, then do it for me. And he goes, I'm sorry, Sean. And he goes, no, no, it's okay. He goes, no, I'm sorry, Sean. And then it's this this night of he's farted. And, (laughs) yeah, this is your kind of humor. Yeah. Yeah, it's not funny. I don't find this funny at all. I I don't. I don't find this thing funny. And he goes, I'll stop doing it when you you stop laughing. And I'm like, no, I ain't doing that. We've had this conversation. Where I've got it ain't funny. Are you two actually Sean and Ed in real life? No, I'm Pete. I was Pete telling him, that ain't funny, dude. Because he used to do it and laugh. And I'd be like, that's rude. Are you Ed? Oh, he's Ed. He's Ed. I'll tell you what. I'm, 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 uh, I'm not, a, not, not to spoil the who would you cast as who, but he's Ed. <laughs> well, I'm not, I'm not, I don't get nearly as angry as you. Not, not, no, you're not as bad as Ed. I'm not a lazy slob. Do you no. know what I mean? I'm not somebody who leaves. I don't leave things about doing. No. <laughs> but yeah. Um, so the <laughs> phone rings and neither Ed or Sean will pick up the phone. And I'm like, Ed, you're staying home. Pick up the phone. Exactly. I get it. You, it's the least you can do. Yeah. Exactly. Just do oh. it. And it's it's a reminder from Sean, for Sean from Liz to book the table, but it's been missed. This is the same phone in the answer machine from Spaced. Is it? Oh, is it? Yeah, it's the same. It's the actual same physical object they oh, have. Oh, yeah. that's cool. So, uh, so Sean walks to the shop, and it's all one long take. The walk to the shop. I, I like that. I like this. I like that one. Sean gets on, hit by a football from a kid, and he says to him, "You're dead," which is funny <laughs> later, but a bit extreme to say to a kid who hits you with a football. Well, and it shows you the, the mundaneness of life. Yeah, that he knows. It's, it, it's so re- re- repetitive. repetitive and predictable. He doesn't yeah. even notice that nope. things are well, things slightly... aren't things aren't different yet. Not yeah. Yet. Oh no, they're not different no. yet. He gives money to a no, homeless man, guy for oh, the first time and trips over a curb in the shop. Sean picks up a diet coke, looks at it, puts it back, and then grabs what we call in this country full fat coke. I have a diet coke. It's so weird that we call it full fat coke. Yeah, full fat coke. Because yeah. there's no fat coke. <laughs> no, but no, but you, you feel you know, like you, you need you, to. You know what they call full, full fat coke back home? No, coke. <laughs> you feel like you need to distinguish though. Yeah. Because whenever I go to a bar, coke. 
I have to distinguish because <laughs> they, they distinguish assume. Is, is diet. I love the fact. Well, no, love... they assume I'm after a diet, but sometimes I do want a full fat. Do you, do you the, the ever say? Game, yeah. yeah, full fat Coke though. Uh, do you find yourself picking up that? I I use it. I use it. I might. Oh, I'm trying to think of the last time I actually went ahead and ordered from a human being. Well, imagine when when you was in a bar and you'd go. I'm trying to remember the last time I was in a social club when I when I got yeah, like a yeah. Coke. I might have said Coke, and they might have asked me that. I might have specified that on return I, trips I would have said full I fat Coke. I usually specify yeah, yeah, yeah. now. But typically, I, I haven't drank a full fat Coke in years. That's so funny because <laughs> the way he uses Sometimes it. Sometimes I need a full fat Coke. I need the sugar. Yeah. I yeah. don't like yeah. full fat Coke. I prefer Diet Coke or Coke Zero. In I, fact, I'm starting to lean towards Coke Zero more than Diet Coke. Coke Zero tastes more like Coke I think, than... I think I prefer Diet Coke Diet has Coke. more caffeine in it, though. <laughs> that's, got, that's got to be. I don't know. I'm that's got to, to be. I prefer no, Diet Coke. There's no way. But I'm starting to go over to Coke Zero. You're gonna, you probably could just, like, Google that. I could, but I'm looking at the can. I've seen the size you know of the font on your you phone. Can. You're not reading that. There's no way. <laughs> I can read it. Um, let's see where it says caffeine so uh the wa- oh, said that already in the shop he grabs a diet coke puts it back grabs a full fat coke i've got my notes what a strange expression but we've talked about that sean then waits for nelson the shopkeeper and looks at headlines that seem ominous but sean's so easily distracted and it's nelson shows up and goes no beer today and he goes it's a bit early for me and i've got there's a guy behind him going to get married yeah and i didn't realize it was a saturday <laughs> I didn't know it was Saturday. I thought it was a regular work day until we find out later. Oh, wait, no, it's it's not. So that's a little bit less of something. On the way to work, Sean, uh, uh, Simon Pegg's performance is great. He's on the bus, his head tucked down, and he looks up from underneath the ridge of his forehead, mm-hmm. giving like a zombie-like kind of uh, appearance. Yeah. And everybody else Everyone's is just like, zo- like staring straight ahead, dead in their eyes. People are like that, on buses and trains. Aren't they? Not always. But yeah. Well, oh, depends what mood you're in. Working class people. Diet <laughs> <laughs> uh, Coke does have more caffeine. I win. Wow, it's got 25% more caffeine. There you go. That's why yeah. I have Diet Coke instead of Coke Zero. Uh, to keep me buzzed. Actually, it's like 33% <laughs> more. I might actually switch to Diet Coke, actually, if that's there the you case. Go. According to some Google search, anyway. <laughs> Diet Coke I probably should check taste. the source before I. Uh, yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, I like the diet taste. That's why. Uh, I, that's why I drink Coke Zero. No, I, I like Diet Coke better. But a lot of people, friends, before like Coke Zero Coke was Zero. a thing, I would drink. I would rather drink Diet Coke than full fat Coke because yeah. the the syrupy feeling on my teeth. Yeah, 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 it makes your teeth feel kind of squeaky furry. or something furry. Yeah, mm-hmm. sure, it's weird. Furry. In, 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 in a way, if it's Sprite or other drinks, don't Coke's got a, a thing for this. Yeah. Because Coke is very corrosive, that's why. Yeah, you put a penny in Coke and wait a week, jeez. Stick it down the well, toilet, I'm, I'm you got a clean keeping... toilet. <laughs> they use it in like some, some sort of mechanics, just like clean engines and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, like, yeah. No, I'm yeah, not doing you that. you don't keep Coke in your mouth for a week. <laughs> no, but if, if you're having a constant stream of it down into your stomach, what's it doing to you? Yeah, yeah, yeah it's true. Yeah. But anyway, on the bus... Depending on what mood I'm in. <laughs> Please hit on the buzz. <laughs> I'm like, on the buzz, man. Sometimes I'm in the mood that I'm not going to see this person again. I really can't be bothered to start a conversation with them. No, I'm you're, you're, in you're, zombie mode. You don't owe them a conversation. No, but I, oh, I sometimes I'm in anyone. zombie mode. That's where the, the, the idea of headphones are brilliant because yeah. especially like wireless headphones. Man, you put on wireless headphones, people don't talk to you. And secondly, they'll have the weirdest conversations thinking that you're, not, you're listening to music. So they just completely disregard <laughs> you. And like sometimes I just have them on, but like I'm not playing music or anything. I'm just like, I don't want anybody to talk We're to me. Zombies, so yeah. Zombies, so the, the secret is when they say something, don't go. 
<laughs> Look at them with shots. So this is my problem walking through town and speaking to people. Yeah. I need headphones. You need headphones, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, where are we at here? Uh, oh, we've gone to the shop, bus. walking back he's on the bus. So uh, he's on the bus, and there's someone falling over on the street. We see it from Sean's perspective. He looks concerned, but then we hear the sound of him addressing the group at his work, and we quickly whip pan, and we're at work. Sean's in charge, barely, and there's two young guys disrespecting him. Did you notice these two kids? No. No? The one who gives him a hard time, he's on his phone, he's chewing gum, he's answering his phone. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Which what was I supposed to notice? One was a very tall young man with brown, so almost spiky hair and was heavy set. Yep. His friend was shorter, ginger, with short sleeve shirt. Ah. It's the next it's, Sean and Ed. It's, yeah. It's the oh, next okay. generation yeah. coming up. Yeah. Oh, is it? They're already. Yeah, yeah. If you look at it, oh. you go, that's, that, that's Sean and Ed. That's exactly oh, what it is. I didn't make that connection. The next generation's already yeah, catching yeah. up to him, and he's going, what are you doing with, with, with your life? And when he takes the phone call, it's the same things that, that, that Ed would probably. Yeah. He takes a phone call. No, I'm all right. What are you? It's the same sort of rude demeanor that Ed's got. Yeah. Yeah, it's exactly the next generation just repeating, repeating itself. itself. Yeah, and they don't regard him as cool. Actually, they call him granddad. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, oh, I hadn't thought that. Look yeah. at that, huh? Well done, you. Arrest development. Never noticed that. Well, you know that's why I. Uh... He's seen this about ten million times, probably. Yeah. I've probably seen it a good ten times. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he gets. I picked up new stuff this time too. Bits. It's amazing, actually. This has helped. Like, I'm, I'm totally gonna steal stuff from this review for, for, for teaching. So, <gasps> the young Ed tells his name's Noel tells Sean he's got red on him which is going to be a motif for the film the red, red of course equaling blood later that day we have another whip pan to master cut and Sean's going through channels on a TV and we see a lot of news reports I like just something bad is happening uh, it's not that one yet oh is it not you keep jumping ahead oh I thought it was the, when you <laughs> nope. said the news report he's with he's with customers in the shop oh, store okay sorry. and he gets distracted by word that his dad is there he says it's not my dad and we meet Philip played by the one and only Bill Nye. Bill Nye. Bill Nye. Yeah. Nye. I think he's great. Um, third appearance in the pod. Anyone want to have a go at the first two? Love, actually. About time. There, there. Oh, there we go. Hey. <laughs> uh, the turnaround is like he spins. It's very horror. Yeah. Oh, he's so good in this. He's brilliant. He's great. They clearly have a bad relationship. And he asked Sean to bring flowers for his visit tomorrow, but he forgot on Mother's Day and says it's your bi-monthly visit. Now, what do we think this means? Is this a visit once every t- two months or a visit twice a month? Because bi monthly can mean either. Yeah. I would go every, with, yeah. If he's lecturing him, it probably means every yeah, other month. I would every say other every month. other month, yeah. Um, there's a phone ringing, and uh, Noel challenges Sean. He goes, How come you can have personal meetings? And he goes, Because I don't get personal phone calls, because I can keep my professional and personal life uh, separate. And just then, this hand comes from out of the shot. <laughs> phone for you, it's Liz. <laughs> <laughs> and he, so he fakes because he's got to somebody's got to win face with the younger generation because he he's he still thinks he's a kid he thinks they're peers i think mm. yeah and uh, he's like oh it's liz from head office and she's like hello did you fix anything with the fish and he's like yeah yeah he's like doing the whole mouth puppet thing like uh, what was this edgar wright right my my whole hand Ed, talking Ed, edgar wright yeah <laughs> and lefty liz and uh and uh, you're sorry, I got distracted. Yeah, you're all right. Um, there was one bit. And so he kind of removes all the stuff from going, you know, the, the message he should be hearing. He's spending more time focusing on Noel than he is on Liz, and this is a mistake. Mm. Yeah, big mistake. Um, oh, Liz. I've just got- There's a mistake. <laughs> Sean made. <laughs> I was just looking at my notes that I'd wrote, and I think I went past one that was quite a, a foreshadowing one. 
the Pete, is that his name? Pete's the big tall guy who's roommate. Mate. Yeah, didn't he say at one point, Ed, go go live in Not the yet. shed? Not yet. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, that, that does come up, though. And that oh, is, okay. yeah, you that two, is. stop it. 20, 26 pages. Well, I made notes. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know where. It I wasn't said, me this time. We're just powering through. I put the beginning of the we're film. Everyone's walking around through. looking like zombies. There are zombies in the film. Oh, okay. <laughs> there we go. Um, there are real zombies. We go to the flower shop and we smash cut to a man panically running down the street, but Sean is distracted by buying flowers. As we get our first glimpse of a zombie about to eat a pigeon, but then a bus goes by and he disappears. Why does he disappear? Movie. He just goes somewhere. Yeah, yeah but why? Just Enough so it plants doubt into Sean of did I really see that? And then Sean's too absent minded to follow anything up. Oh, okay, probably. He yeah. doesn't notice anything yet, does he? I think this is okay. There's no we zombie is that fast moving. So here's he kind doesn't. of a, here's kind of a subthesis of this is that the zombie apocalypse is just a metaphor for his relationship. Oh, okay. And Sean's ignoring the warning signs. Oh, okay. And if he'd paid attention to the signs, then it wouldn't have happened as uh, badly as it did. Yeah. Mm, yeah, I guess. <laughs> I've got external validation professionally. I'm okay. <laughs> um, could this not take place without the relationship then? Pardon me? Uh, you could argue this could happen without the zombie apocalypse. Well, it could, but then the, the film wouldn't have happened because... Uh, well, it would just be a different film, wouldn't it? Would be it? A different so film. are you yeah. saying the zombie apocalypse didn't happen? That's just... No, I'm saying it does happen, but it's still a metaphor for... Oh, okay. The most important thing is... is, 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 this, is this is a movie about a relationship. It's not a movie about a zombie Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, true. Is a... The zombie apocalypse just is framework for it. Yeah. yeah. It's a zomcom. <laughs> zomcom. Anyways. It's a pandemic. There you go. Aww. That's a metaphor. Uh, now on the bus, there's a few people coughing, and then people are abandoning their cars in the street. A hand comes out of the frame and grabs him by the throat. It's Yvonne, played by Jessica Hines from yeah. Spaced. Spaced. And again, this allows a sense of arrested development, because we saw them both. If you think about this outside, go a whole other level. We saw these two as slackers in space together, right? Mm-hmm. And now we see this reunion as people who know each other. So there's a bit of an in-joke, if you're familiar with Spaced. Yeah. I didn't get it. Right? But it, but it, but if you are, so the house you're space. separate. You go, oh, they just know each other. Okay, great. But if you've seen Space, you go, oh, look at Sean. He's playing almost a character quite similar to what he was in Space, <laughs> but she looks much more polished she and looks, together. Yeah. She has mm-hmm. moved on. I, she has made something of herself. Yeah. Again, adding to this theory of arrested development. Why have you not progressed? Because mm-hmm. she has. Yeah. I went later on when has. they meet up as well. I'm like, I want her side of the story. I want Sean the Dead from Jessica Hines' character. Probably just them just hanging out, drinking tea, waiting for the whole thing to blow over. But maybe it was, yeah. <laughs> Who knows? But she's she survived. She's a fighter, yep. you know. Woo. He goes. She goes, how are you? He says, surviving. Uh, nah. We find out she's just bought a place. And this is another landmark of growing up, right? Buying your own house. Yeah. Well, mm. yeah. So they say. Hey, you're, you're the one who's successfully done it at the table. Well, only because I was very lucky very years ago when I was in a relationship and it was cheaper back then. And even though, yeah, it, yeah. <laughs> Something I've always appreciated on a personal level is the idea that you have kind of gone, yeah, I had. And it was a time where houses weren't Houses were cheaper. They weren't as expensive. Uh, I had some, um, I was, I was in a good, I was in a good situation. Yeah. And my situation might not have been a great situation. when I took it on myself, I could still afford it. So it was all good. But yeah. Anyway. Yeah. I was just very lucky at the time. As opposed to some people I know who've gone, oh, you just got to. You just got to work hard. And I'm like, hang on. No, it's, it's difficult. <laughs> it's much and I, I want to say to the person, and I don't, so but I want to say things like, you lived with your parents for like a year and a half saving money. Mm-hmm. That's not you working hard. That's you had support in yeah. some capacity. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with support. Just, just, just 
own it's the wrong word. You have nothing wrong, but just don't don't act like we were all on the same plane. No, field. exactly. If you're not. renting, it's so trying much to, hard to as save. a guy here, a single person as well, yeah. trying to rent and save my money for it's this. Difficult. It's 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 yeah. flipping hard. It totally respect that. Yeah. yeah. My favorite is those articles that's like, look how this Gen Z was able to get their first house with no help. Oh. And then it's like, with a small loan from their billionaire parents. I'm like, there yeah. we go. Do, 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 do you know how, like, if you're friends of a friend of someone, sometimes you'll see that person's post? Yeah. So one of my students, who must be friends with, ex-students, who must be friends with someone who I I know. Yeah. So they got tagged and then for a pop on my thing. Oh, after so many years of hard work, someone I've taught. After so many years of hard work, I'm finally able to afford my 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 own home. I'm like, you're like 23 at the oldest. <laughs> what are you on about? After so many, I'm like, like I, I I'm happy for you, but let's not. Oh my word, no way. Because I make a, I make a decent living. Yeah, yeah, you do. Yeah. yeah, try try owning a house once, and then not having a house again, and then trying to get back onto the. Oh. That's that's difficult. Yeah, it's not easy nowadays. No. It's not. Total We're saying that to I am in the process of buying a house with my girlfriend. So good yeah. on you, buddy. Yeah, oh, I'll make a wonder. You, you will, will. You will. You will. Oh. I, I, I you. You must be on more than me. So you. You must be able to. It's those Canadian like student loans and all that oh, stuff yes, that's of killing course, me. Of course, yeah. Because it's not the that. same sort of. I just no. phoned them up yesterday and went, "How many years do I have left on this?" And they're like four years. I was like, "What? Oh, Jesus!" You'll get that. You'll I was that. like, "Okay, let's up my payment. What if I do this?" And they're like, "Okay, two years and like three months." I'm like, "That's it. Let's do it. Two years and three months of just giving it." Yeah, yeah. That's true. and get that it, it, it won't cripple me but it'll be okay basically i just paid my, my phone off so i just took all the money from my phone payment and added it to my student loan payment and go okay let's my, my car's paid off in may so then that's paid off so i'm generally things are getting better but yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. and then if you can lock in your mortgage the benefit is as much as everything else inflates your mortgage rate more or less stays is. stays the same yeah i mean the interest rate can change but as far as like your the, the principal value of the house that's locked into when you bought it they don't make it easy for people, no. though. They no. Don't. It's- if those 0% mortgages could come back, do the 0% mortgages, but just have a bit more... Don't don't approve everybody? No, approve the people... Approve people who actually can afford it? They can afford yeah. it? That yeah. Makes like, sense. I'd be in a house tomorrow. Yeah. Like, my income's more than enough. Yeah, it's exactly. just how do you make that giant nest egg? Yeah, they wouldn't, they that wouldn't. is the problem. I know, that's so well, much I think they trouble. got in trouble mm. before with the 0% mortgages. Yeah, because they... Yeah. Appro- yeah. The problem yeah. wasn't the 0%. The problem was they approved everybody. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And now they're like... Oops, yeah. we shouldn't have done that. Now we're going to penalize everybody. For more on that, listen to our uh, podcast on the Big Short. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm at a point where like, I'm, getting, I'm getting some will money from my grandma, and even then I'm like, that's it's still not going to be fully enough, but I'm still luckier and more on the property ladder than most people my age will ever be. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I, 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 I got 20 years on you, buddy, so yeah. It's still tough. But, but tough. you've probably got more motivation than Sean. Oh yeah, I think so. <laughs> Loads yeah. more motivation. Um, Sean is a man child. He's a man child. So <laughs> you're, uh, you're a man girl. <laughs> we find Why out. You're a man girl. We, we 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 find out that Sean about 10, 15 minutes ago you were like I will wear that shirt with pride. And they're like they're like <laughs> you're a man girl. Can you play video games still? Yeah, but I can be a responsible adult and enjoy a video game every so often. Course, I don't play them that Megan, often. We're joking with like you. Like once right. every. three Three months. Just own the man, man girl. <laughs> man girl. A man girl. Own the man, man girl. girl. That sounds like isn't that the plot of Taken? <laughs> man girl. We find out that Sean and Liz have been dating for three years, and not, I mean, three years, three and you haven't years. met his mom. Three years. Yeah, he admits it's the third I mean, anniversary. Oh, 
Yeah. What is they Liz don't doing feel with like they're they're that's like, I don't know how it gets to three years. How, what is Liz doing? She asks if they're going to go anywhere nice, and Sean goes, oh, and that's when he totally, we don't get the end of the conversation. He runs home. He tries to phone. He realizes he can't get This was her in. test. This was the man-child test from Liz. Yeah, but <laughs> where they are in London, I'm not being funny. That's just not just the only else. place. There's more than yeah. one restaurant. Yeah. Yeah. More than it doesn't one. make sense, does it? But never mind. Get a bloody tube. He failed. That's yeah. the point of it, though. He failed in this this task. Ed wants to be thanked for tidying up. And he says, you tidied up? He goes, well, I had a few beers afterwards. Uh, Sean phones the fish place while Ed makes a dirty joke about Sean's mom. Again, adolescent behavior. Um, but table's been, last table's, he's, he's missed it. Liz phones and goes, so how are things going tonight? And Sean has to come clean and then offers the Winchester as a replacement. They don't even do food. Um, Why would you offer the Winchester? My thing is, her thing is about the you're Winchester. in London. Well, like, yeah. cook for instead. Like, like there's not a McDonald's? No, you know. But so many, so many. I'm not saying that as like this. I'm not saying that. No, to me. I'm not saying that as the sole thing. But I'm like, it's not just such. He's acts like there's two places in London: <laughs> the, the place with the fish and, and the Winchester. Winchester. <laughs> That's it. Like there's McDonald's, there's chicken, there's, there's an tons of fancy places and you can he go. Hasn't got the <laughs> McDonald's fancy. Could he not like cook for her instead? Is the Irish Deluxe back? <laughs> Oh, I'll have the deluxe burger, book please. Somewhere else. McDonald's, like, that's worse. They do halloumi fries now. <laughs> if if he wants to treat her like royalty, you go to Burger King. Maybe he's, maybe he's saving for a house. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you know. <laughs> well, he can buy See, a burger and cook a problem. burger at home. Cooking, absolutely. Nice. Like, the idea of it, you can't cook. I'm just like, uh, like that would be nicer than McDonald's. I can't cook. I know you can. I won't cook. But I bet oh, you I'm could trying. do something nicer than yeah. McDonald's. My yeah, recommendation yeah, yeah, yeah. is learn. My recommendation to all people out there is, is learn how to cook. I didn't, didn't the burn. I didn't learn until my late twenties. But, but didn't learned. you? Didn't you teach me a few bits? Didn't yeah. you? You tried. You know, I tried many. Trust. You can do. I cooked for my anniversary, and it was it was the best choice I made. I could do a pot noodle. Me and pot noodle. You could do a fancy <laughs> burger, toast the bun, do, you know, fry the burger. As long as it's not cheese. a brioche bun, I don't like brioche. Well, just normal one. I like normal toast sesame seed buns. I don't like yeah. a brioche bun either, so I'm moving Oh, on. good, thank it's you. It's like cake in it. Oh, it is, yeah. Um, but it's better than uh, McDonald's. They do brioche I'm, hot dog buns. I made now, myself one of those, one of my famous uh, homemade mac and cheeses today. Did you? Mm. Did. Oh. I mean, your chicken wings are good. Chicken wings, chicken wings are good. Oh, yeah. I appreciate the chicken wings. I can cook. Yeah. Your buffalo yeah, wings. I'm all right with that. Yeah. So, oh, what's that thing you do with um, the chicken? It's a paprika ash. You say this every oh, time. It's chicken paprika ash. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm never going to remember. There's people it. at the pod who when it's paprika ash. He always says it's paprika ash. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh. So it's been given away. Uh, Sean then goes to Liz's and he rings the bell and Diane intercepts it and goes, now might not be the best time. And he says, come on, let me in. And then David comes in and goes, she doesn't want to see you, Sean. That was a bit. And he's like, um, it's, it's a bit like, you seem like you're really into this decision. Yeah. He likes Liz. Sean, someone's jumping ahead. Sean <laughs> threatens to come through the window me. and they, it's a great shot. They look over in horror at the window. <laughs> and then of course he, he can't do it. So he has to ring the bell again and, 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 and they, they let him in. That is funny. Though. Liz does the mirror trick to reveal Sean apologizing to her. And he's grabbed the flowers he's bought his mom. And he says, well, we could go to whatever. Well, we could go to the shepherds. And the shepherds is his real life pub. 
Ah. Yeah, which uh, very shortly thereafter got turned into like a theme bar. So such a shame. Uh, Liz does the mirror. I said that already. Uh, Liz says she's going to hang out with her friends. And Sean says, well, can I tag along? She goes, what? A failed actress and a twat. (laughs) And he goes, goes, I never called Diana a failed actress. (laughs) You did call him a twat. Now, there's a whole nother joke here in the sense that failed actress like she's she's the female lead on one of the most influential british sitcoms of all time yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. so another if you if you if you know the reference is another level of uh appreciation there's another one later on oh as well. yeah she was in wonder woman as well wasn't she was she i don't know yes i was think she? she was yeah i think she yeah. was okay there we go little fact uh liz lists a lot of promises sean made he never cashed in on uh, and so Liz storms off, and David says Sean's nine lives are up. And Sean says, well, why don't you go out over so much? You love her so much. Nine lives. And he goes, what do you mean by that? And Diane can't look at David. She won't look at David. Um, Sean gives Liz the flowers meant for Barbara, but the card is still attached. Why? Whoa, and he tries to play it off like, this is because, you you know, you said you were my mum yesterday. Yeah, right. <laughs> Even I squirmed on that. And she says, if I don't do something, I'm going to spend the rest of my life sat in that pub. He goes, what do you mean do something? And we smash cut to the door shutting on him and it's starting to rain. And he goes to the Winchester and starts drinking his problems away. Not the answer, folks. Mm, no. But uh, he had it coming. Random. <laughs> Ed does an impression of a monkey to cheer uh, Sean up. <laughs> and the jukebox starts playing. If you leave me now. We're not in key. <laughs> If you leave me now, you take Take away away the very very part of me. me. And then then Ed says, uh, if uh, she says, you know what we should do? We should come back and drink tomorrow. And he, goes, he goes, we'll have a, bl- yeah, no. he goes, well, we'll have a bloody Mary first thing in the morning, a bite at the King's head, a couple of a little princess stagger back here and bang back at the bar for shots. Is that meaning of something? <laughs> let's, let's read it again at the end of the movie. Shall we? And we'll see how it plays out. Say that again. Just say it once more. We'll have a bloody Mary first thing in the morning. Yeah. A bite at the King's head. Ah. A couple of the little princess. Stagger back here and bang back at the bar for shots. Yes, I see. Wow, I didn't even see that coming. It's the whole movie. Yes. The whole movie. Wow. Uh, Ed and Sean discuss the merits of the rifle above the bar. And for people from other countries, you need to know, like, guns like this are illegal in the the UK. Yeah, Yeah. you're not allowed guns here. Which I think when I first watched, I wasn't sure I knew that to a degree either. So I wouldn't have gotten, okay, great, there's a gun above the bar. What's the big... This is how naive I am with guns, right? Up until recently, when I say recently, I mean like in the last eight months, right? I found out that that's Smith and Wesson, not Smith and Weston. You sure about that? Wesson. Yeah. Is it Wesson? Wesson, not Smith and Weston. I thought that was Weston, as in like with the Western. I think that's Weston. I is don't know. I thought it was Wesson. Oh, no, you're right. It's Smith and Wesson. I learned something new today. Yeah. Well, I'm didn't. assuming it's illegal I didn't know that. to own. A shotgun. Okay, ready for this one? Give give me my next line. Ready? Yeah. I'll be home for Christmas. You can count on me. Count on me, right? Yeah. Yeah. You can count on me. It's plan on me. No. Yeah. Is it? Take a look. You're joking. No, no. Take a look. 
one, but you need you need a license to have a shotgun, don't you? Does that include an empty one above a bar? Well, I'm ac- assuming ac- it would. according to Sean, he goes, but he's got. There's no way he can do it. And he goes, no, no. He says, Big John, the owner, he knows someone, and that's just sort of how it's played off. But sh- you You're would right. you would need a license, but then they, they should be locked away, shouldn't they? Even if they've not got anything. Oh, in for them. sure. Yeah, yeah. So it's sort of, it's too, that's the joke, is that there's no way you'd be allowed to have no, it out. No, you wouldn't. But it, yeah, it, yeah, it might be helpful later on, maybe. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? It's a secret tool that'll help us later. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I wonder if it's Chekhov's gun. <laughs> I, so do, do we all know what Chekhov's gun is? Yeah. Uh, nope. Okay, Chekhov's gun. If you have gun, a gun, use it. Chekhov's gun is a thing that exists in uh, storytelling. Uh, typically, it was designed around plays, but it can be transmuted to all sorts of storytelling but says if you introduce a gun, as an example, the audience will not be satisfied now until they see that gun used. Oh, Because okay. if you don't use it, it's niggling the whole time. It even gets used in something as silly as wrestling matches where someone will bring out a table and they'll set two of them up at ringside and they'll go to throw someone in it and they'll punch them away. And they'll go, oh, okay. And you can guarantee the finish of that match, it might be 20 minutes from now, someone's going through those two tables. Oh, Okay. Because yeah, we saw that at the match we match. went to when we went to the that's A. That's not wrestling. W. Sorry, what was that? But that's not wrestling if they get a gun. No, it's not. No, I said, it's, not I, said, I said it's in any storytelling. Any storytelling. Oh, okay. So I was just using wrestling as an pipe. example. It could oh, okay. be a brick. It could be anything. So if I were to play and a character puts a gun on the table. Well, you think there'd be a reason why you see the gun play? That's, that's the theory, is yeah. because it's got to have a reason for it being there. And if there. you don't, you're like. Yeah. Or else it would be highly dissatisfying. Yes. Yes. Guns are very. Yes. Yep. Uh, Ed, says, that culture. Ed says, hey, it's not the end of the world about his nah, breakup as a shadowy world. figure presses up to the window. That's cool. Yep, And they get told, sorry, we're closed. And they look at him and they go, piss Ed. <laughs> Which for our American listeners means drunk. Yeah. Yep. He's right, piss Ed. As they leave, there was a couple who were necking on the way in. Now it appears someone's biting into one's neck and yeah. his head falls They've off. Been yeah. out there. Haven't they been out there the whole time? Yeah. They've been in there. This it's film's that huge on going, here's the thing to look at. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or was that if they were legitimately making out at the start and in between someone's oh, been maybe bit they've, they've come back? Yeah. Halfway through, mm, yeah, yeah, maybe. Uh, they're back at the house playing records super loud, super late, and uh, Pete hey. comes downstairs saying it's four in the morning and throw Sean's record outside. And once again, I'm fully on Team Pete. Team Pete. Yeah. Team Pete. If Absolutely. I had to work because everyone's ill, because they're all dying and becoming zombies, like it's COVID <clears throat> times or something, I don't know. The like, only thing I didn't get was with Pete's like dress, he seems like he's fairly successful. Mm. Why is he living with these so, guys? Well, what kind of job does he have that works I on a Sunday? Know. It seems like he's got like a proper like Ill, corporate so job, doesn't he's it? He's doing extras. Yeah, yeah but what corporations yeah. open on a Sunday? Well, I don't know. Maybe he's under the, Pete, the pressure actually, of Actually, maybe Pete's the man child because why isn't he moved on and moved in with someone else? I think Pete's saving money. He's just saving money. He's just putting maybe up with stuff until he can take the money and go somewhere else. Yeah. Okay. I'll allow him that. Um, Still team. He tells him just to keep... And then Sean says, hey, I ended it. Liz and I ended things tonight. And Pete says... And he's really... He's like, just keep it down. Which I think is quite reasonable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. very reasonable. Because you know, he's understand. upset and you hear, yeah. okay, okay, you're going through something, but I got to go to work. Can you keep it down? And as he's walking away, Ed calls him a prick. My next... I said, I hate Ed. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I, I don't like this character at all. I know, I know For me, this is the, the fundamental flaw of this movie. Is that I'm, I'm sub- this only works if I like Ed and I don't yeah. like Ed. No, you no. don't. Nobody likes Ed. So, there we so uh, he goes, we're friends. And he goes, Pete goes, he's not my friend. He's a fucking idiot. <laughs> and goes, what's yeah. that supposed to mean? He goes, you want to live like an animal? Go live in the shed. Why don't you go live, live in, in the, the shed, shed, Ed? Yeah. yeah. Foreshadowing. Yeah. 
And Sean's like, why don't you leave him alone? He goes, stop defending him, Sean. All he ever does is hold you back. Or does it make your life easier having someone around who's more of a loser than you are? I think that's Sort true. your fucking life out, mate. I think that's true. He's not as bad if Ed is worse. Ed hasn't got a girlfriend. Ed's a lazy slob, hasn't got a job. He's got a job. He had a girlfriend. I think by having him around, that makes him feel a bit better than... I think Ed's appeals that Ed's always there. Yeah. Ed doesn't judge him. Ed doesn't tell him there's anything wrong. If he's been dating Liz for three years, like you would assume after three years that they would have moved in together or something. It seems like Dave and Diane are living with her. Yeah. Yeah, They do, don't they? And that's a bit weird too. Especially if one of them is like into you. Yeah. 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 I know house prices in London are obviously probably quite steep, but it's all a bit strange, isn't it? (laughs) Ed debates the difference between hip-hop and electro, but Pete's tirade has gotten to Sean. And Ed says, the next time I see him, dead. <laughs> Ooh, maybe. Sean stumbles zombie style to the kitchen. He's got like infinitely more drunk in the last, in that cut. Yeah. Because now he's, he went from being fairly loose and just a bit heartbroken to like now he can barely like stagger to the kitchen. Mm. But he and can write still. Write something on the, 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 the Like the Mark Zorrow. And then falls yeah. down in the chair and falls asleep and it instantly cuts to morning. And it's a message saying, oh, he plays a message on the phone first. One's from Liz, one's from his mom, and his mom wants to meet Liz. Uh, Sean writes him in the fridge, falls asleep, and then he wakes up in the morning and it says, go around to mom's, get Liz back, sort life out. And he goes to the shop and Ed wants a Cornetto. And we get a repeat of the long take now, but only everybody's, it's debris and sirens and Sean is oblivious to everything. And the guy walking mm. down the street, the same guy yep. in the earlier shot, he was walking down the street. Yep, like every, everything's time. the same, but there's zombie yeah. versions. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. To be fair, I Simon probably Peg recreated this for Christmas last year. Did he? Yeah. Um, he even trips over the same curb in the yeah. same spot, which is kind of like, have you ever seen Modern Family? Anybody? Modern Family? No, no, no. no. Yeah. Phil, Phil Dunphy on the step. Uh, yeah, it's great. And there's a, a, a hole in the windscreen of a car. That oh, but he's oblivious to it all yeah, because yeah, yeah. he's so busy on just, you know, his, his problems and just the mundaneness mm. of life. Mundanity of life, I should say. Mm-hmm. Um, so this time he goes to the fridge. He grabs a full fat Coke, puts it back and grabs a diet Coke. He's sorting his life Because what was one of the deals that he made, Liz? <laughs> you go back to the gym. You start looking after yourself. Yeah. Yada, yada, yada. And there's also handprints. Oh, like, yeah. he on the red, red bloody handprints yeah. he's oblivious to. Yeah. And at one point, he even had like slips, which we can assume yeah. is blood on the yeah. floor. Yeah. And he goes to give the shop owner his money, but he's not there. He goes, look, I'll put it here. I owe you like 50p or whatever it is. I'll yeah. get you next time. And leaving the shop, when he's leaving the shop, um, it's on a Hindi radio station. And the song stops. And a newscaster begins speaking in Hindi, saying, in, if you translate it to English, People are waking up from their graves. Ooh. He goes home. He turns on the TV, and we have a bunch of different channels, and uh, I'll try and do a, a click in between when he switches the uh, the, the channels here. Okay. Because as he flips through them, he gets one group saying, no official comment, but religious groups are calling it Judgment Day. There's panic on the streets of London. <laughs> a number of reports of serious attacks on people who are being eaten alive. <laughs> all in one fell swoop it's brilliant it's yeah, it's, it's, it's really cleverly done yeah you know, the amount of planning this takes that's the thing about this this isn't yeah. just going to a room and improving your way out of it no, this is a no, tightly no. written and performed yeah. uh, piece clever ed goes there's a girl in the garden 
we go to the garden, and it's Mary from the checkout line from earlier, earlier. On, on that, which I never know. I never knew it was the same. It was the same girl. I hadn't until just now. Uh, the boys have a zoom into a tight two shot, and you think this is it because this is what you do when you realize something. You zoom in really tight on them. They go, "Oh my god, she's so drunk." drunk. <laughs> <laughs> And so now the audience is frustrated, going, when are you guys going to get this? Yeah. Uh, we're waiting for the payoff of when they'll actually clue in. Uh, if you notice, Ed's got a bit of hair shaved off on the yes. back of his head. I've got that in my notes. It's never, he, he Liam is showing me his notes. Uh, it's, uh, from what I understood, it was just supposed to be the idea that when they would get drunk and pass out, they would do these games to each other. Uh, but it's yeah. never actually it's never, explained. No, because no. I've put it here, look. I didn't even notice Why that. Why has Ed got a shaved bit out of the back of his hair? It's, it's most prominent in this part of the movie. It you is. do see it a few times, but I really saw it here. Yeah, I did, yeah. Um, so she approaches the boys, and Sean thinks she wants to make out a bit. Ed takes a picture on a, I thought it was a digital camera. It's clearly not. It's, it's, not, a, it's, it's a, a wind. wind on. Yep. That's brilliant. <laughs> I love those cameras. In 2000, what was this, 2004? Four. Well, filmed in 2003, but 2004 released. Yeah, okay. Oh, okay, yeah. So I'm trying to get my first digital camera. I, it's around 2002, 2003, yeah, Is yeah. it? Oh, I still had a wind on. Yeah. And I used to love those cameras because you'd take these pictures and you'd never get them developed straight away. You'd, there'd be months before you get them developed. You'd go, ooh, oh, what did I take that of? Yeah. <laughs> and it's always the last one. It's like a picture of your a face. A thumbprint or something. Or a thumb or, yeah. A, yeah. Um. Great camera placement on... Oh, sorry. So, Sean, after much warning, pushes her off, and she lands on... I think it's an umbrella base? A yeah. of that, or a washing line base or something. Yeah. Or, yeah, One yeah. of the two. And she yeah, lands on it. Line. It pierces through her stomach. That's gross. Great camera placement on the fall, and great job to the special effects team, because Absolutely. then you look at them through the hole in her stomach. I imagine she's wearing a jean jacket just for the purpose of having a blue background to play off. It's probably yeah, a lot easier yeah, yeah, to, yeah. Uh, mm. to sort of create... Um, the camera's disposable, I said, is that winds it, and Sean thinks they should go inside just as another zombie enters the garden. And let's talk about, in my notes, there's something about zombie Mary. <laughs> Thank you. Simon Pegg uh, revealed <laughs> that he was impressed by Nicola Cunningham's audition and that her character Mary is one of his favorite zombies ever. On his Instagram account, he explained, it's easy to forget that each zombie represents a tragedy. The more they screech and run, the less apparent the tragedy is. A zombie is the walking personification of a human life lost. There was a sadness and confusion that Nicola brought to Mary that I found quite touching. When Ed says, I think she wants a cuddle, I'd like to think he wasn't too far off the mark. Aww. I'd go, okay, all due respect, all I saw was a woman staggering at you, dude. Staggering. Yeah, I, I yeah. didn't read that deeply into it, to be fair. I, 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 but, I didn't you know. get the sadness that you were talking about. No. Um. So back inside, Sean tries to phone uh, anybody, but the numbers are all engaged, meaning busy. Uh, phone and, the ambulance, yeah, <laughs> phone same, the police. It's all the same phone number. The <laughs> Something with flashing lights. Yeah, anybody. Ed checks if the zombies are still there, and they are. And it's a great use of sound because it's dead quiet, and then he just lifts this little, like, almost transparent curtain. Uh, yeah. It's like, it's like, oh, they're there. Um, I wouldn't have been so close to the window. Ed and Sean watch TV, and Ed asks, do you think this is something? Uh, so I remember uh, I was watching Walker, Texas Ranger. Oh, I used to love that. Because we live in the middle of flipping nowhere, and we had what we called country cable, which meant we had, a, we, we had a radio, sorry. And we got like three channels, if that, on a good day. Yep. And so it was on. So we were really at, at the at the mercy of whatever those three channels were showing yeah and i'm watching walker texas ranger or maybe it was dr quinn medicine woman oh, they I both as well they, they like ran back to back 
Yeah. And that's when we got the reveal that Princess Di had died. Uh, they interrupted on all. And then I came home. Sorry, uh, my mom and my sister came home, and I went, have you guys heard? They said, what? I said, oh, Princess Diana's died. And, I, well, and then, of course, she had four days where the world felt like it was Sweet. forever changed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I remember 9-11. I was, at a, I was at a factory. It was my second day. I worked there as a temp, but now I was full-time, and I was going through all the stuff. And we were walking around on a tour of the shop floor, and we went to a bank of computers, one of the offices, and everybody was watching video, which I thought was nuts, video on a computer. That's insane. Mm. And it's like, yeah, uh, a plane's accidentally flown into one of the two towers. Accidentally. That's the way it was presented yeah, in that yeah, first yeah. whatever. And I was like, oh, wow. We sort of talked for a few minutes. And go, that's insane. And we just kind of, okay, let's we just continue with her. Because, okay, it's an accident. There's terrible loss of life. But it's weird. You went, okay, it's a terrible tragedy. But You but weren't okay. expecting the building to fall, though, but either. Not that. I mean, but also just not, not that there was going to be anything more to it. Mm. And then the second, and we went to another bank of computers about 20 minutes later, and another plane had accidentally flown into it. I'm like, hang on. That's not accidental. We've gone all the days before this with no planes accidentally flying into them. And now two of them have done it in 20 minutes. And then it was just, okay, hang on. Because one, you could understand. One, you go, okay, even if it's a, tra- even if it's a suicide bomber, one, you can understand. Mm-hmm. But the organization of two, you're like, how many? So if there's more than one, how many are there? Yeah. And then you started hearing about the one that went down in the field and the one that landed in the Pentagon. But there were also a bunch of other things that were, there's something in Chicago. There wasn't anything in Chicago. Something in LA. There wasn't anything in LA. Yeah, yeah. But you're like, when is, this, abandoned when is this going to buildings. stop? Because yeah. we remember quite clearly what life was like before. Yeah. We remember quite clearly what life is like after when you're dealing with, even that evening. But you know what? The, the, the two hours or so where it's going on, you don't know if there's any, if there's another shoe to drop yet. At mm. all points, we're like, is someone going to hit Toronto? Like, what is going on? Do you know what's heartbreaking about that as well? I was reading something recently um, in the last few days. Steve Buscemi. Yeah. He was an ex-firefighter before he became an actor. Okay. And he helped the fire service during that time pull people out. How amazing is that? That's, that's to, to, to volunteers. That's, that's a, a, yeah, remarkable. In, right yeah. in the center of doing all that. That's incredible, isn't it? And so we went through the rest of the day, and they talked to us about pensions and all that stuff, and I didn't take much in because... Or is the world going to be here tomorrow? I don't know. Yeah. And I got done, and I was doing a car share with my mom at the time. She was working at a, uh, I don't know, some sort of office next town over. So I went and picked her up. And I said, crazy day. Bearer of bad news again. And mom went, yeah. And I was like, from the tone of voice, I went, my mom does not know. I don't know how. Because keep in mind, like over, I don't know what time it was here. It must be like two in the afternoon or something like that. Yeah. Because it was like nine in the morning. Yeah. Mm. So it's a full work day. Mm-hmm. And my mom has somehow avoided the radio. <laughs> she somehow avoided, and somehow no one, no one had come around and gone, have you heard? You would though, wouldn't you? That was talking point. Well, you would think so, but it hadn't happened. Yeah. So I had to break to my mom again. Yeah, the world's different. <sighs> and she didn't believe me. I had to go click and turn the radio on. Funny thing is, those two events... I don't know what jokes you thought I was pulling. It's awfully mean. No, those two events, though. I mean, you, you bring them up. I know exactly. I was, it was that ongoing joke many years ago, wasn't it? You know, where were you when President Kennedy got shot? It's the same with Diana when she died. Is when that the, joke? When the, well, you know what I mean. It's not, I don't mean like an ongoing... It was, you just remembered it. it was, yeah, everybody was I was knew, at high school. Everyone knew where they were at that time. Were you there when, when Kennedy got shot? No, when the <laughs> Twin Towers happened. Oh, okay. See, I, I was in Jersey. I, I was with um, a girl that I was seeing um, in Jersey, and we, we'd, we'd gone around to her once. parents, and she was in her kitchen, 
and that was on the TV in the kitchen. And I went, and I, because I'm trying to talk to her mother for the first time, I peer over and I go, what film is this? I said, that looks live. She went, it is live. She said, a plane has flown into the towers. I went, has it? I was like, wow, that's, wow. I can't believe that. Yeah. And then just as we said that, the next one flew in and yeah. hit the tower. Because there was no footage of the first one, obviously, but there was footage of the second one flying there into the tower. There is footage of it, actually. Oh, is there? Uh, I watched a documentary of it. It was called 9-11. It was released six months after 9-11, so like on March 11th or something like that. They ran it on uh, CBS or something. And it was these two French brothers who were doing a documentary on the NY, on the sorry on the NYFD, New York Fire Department. Yeah. And they were out, and there was about this rookie and these older people, and they, uh, and then finally they go on out. And the one guy's just checking the light, and he's cleaning his lens, and he just happens to point it, and you see the plane hit the tower. He just wow. happens to get the shot. Oh. And from that point, they separate. Like, you would have thought this was planned. Like, one of them ends up going with the firefighters into the building, and he's shooting the whole time. The other one. Holy shit. Yeah, I'll see if I can find it and give you a copy of it. The other one is outside with the firefighters reacting to everything that's going on now this is like even if there were cell phones they, the signals would be gone but so they can't they have no idea what's what's the deal with the other one at all so we spent mm. a fair bound on the movie not even knowing if the brother's alive fuck yeah yeah Did he survive? Oh yeah he does he does oh, thank God. but it's uh it's 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 really remarkable so you get shots from inside the tower yeah right so it's it's yeah it's not fictitious it's 100 percent legit the bit that always got me was when this fireman got um, interviewed and he said, I was on work mode trying to save people. He said, bearing in mind, fellow people of my, my um, fire department were being killed. He said, the thing that haunts me the most is the thuds of the bodies. You hear it. This documentary, you hear it. The th- yeah, he yeah. said, I will never forget that sound. And what I remember the next day when I read the newspaper, there was the Times... Was it the Times or one of them that used to unfold to a big size paper had the both the towers on and they had people holding hands jumping out of the building. Yeah. And I just cried because I thought to myself, how bad must that be inside that building for you to go like, stand a bare chance well, jumping? Because the plane's underneath you. Yeah. So but, you're above it. So you can't. Yeah. But there's no path down. No, I know. But. What makes you go? Well, I have a jump and die, or stay? yeah, because because the fire is going to come get you. Your best case scenario, if you don't jump, I don't know. Is it better to collapse or is it better to burn? I don't know. Exactly. So at least you can choose when. You don't have to wait anymore. Yeah, I know. Yeah, that's, so, that's yeah. a hell of a but to oh, yeah, yeah. that's a hell of a thing. I don't even know if I, I don't know if I could do it. But the weird thing was they was talking about this doctor who said because uh, you notice they were like lemmings as they were there a lot of them were just jumping sure. Uh, t- together and they was um well there's there's a strange camaraderie in that yeah yeah, yeah 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 and that's what he was saying he's saying like you know they'd made that decision it's, it's a lot harder to do it by yourself but if you can but do you, everybody else's with everybody yeah. else's going and he said and by the way he said they wouldn't have felt hit in the floor their brain would have gone on switch off mode yeah you know like a standby mode to go you're not going to survive this it just floods you with every endorphin and just takes and you then out. It takes you yeah blacks yeah. you out yeah but that really really affected me and what, when I heard him say you heard the thuds that just well, sent me off. Going to try and pivot back to uh, to this here. News reports on Shaun of the Dead. <laughs> uh, yeah. As we are in this shot, uh, same shot as usual, uh, we see more beer cans on the table, and it's Carling. Carling is gross. I don't like Carling. Carling's like, I've only got five quid, need to buy some beer. Yeah. yeah. 
I don't like beer. Do you like beer? No. no. Um, <laughs> and warm Colin as well. Uh, and the door opens, and we see someone stagger in from the side, which means... He'd left the door open. Sean's the one who's leaving the door open, because yes. Sean went to the shop. Yep. Yeah. Mm. And everyone assumes Ed. Everyone's been blaming Ed, as you, as you would. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the camera then pans over to... Uh, Ed and Sean removing. So it, we see the guy walk in and the camera pans back and we lose the guy who's walked in. And so we look at the two of them and uh, it's a great horror technique. So you've got the idea of omniscient versus restricted viewpoint here. So let me tell you kind of two things. Okay. okay. Yeah. Omniscient, omni, all science, science, knowledge, yeah. all knowing. So one perspective of a movie, all knowing. Okay. The other one's called restricted. So in restricted, you only know what, what, what a certain character knows. Yeah, so I'm linked to Liam's character. Yeah, that's who I'm gonna have. Omniscient, I get to know everything. So, so you'd follow the the. Let me give you an example. So Megan and I may, may make a deal that we're going to kill you. It's like first person versus third person. In a sense, yeah. Yeah. So what happens then is uh, we make the deal that we're going to kill you. So in a, in, a, in a film where it's omniscient, you see Megan and I saying, "I'm gonna should we kill Liam? Yeah, we should kill Liam." Okay, I'm, I'm going to phone Liam, and I'll, I'll arrange to say, hey, dude, come over here, and then you come out from behind him. And, and then we, on him. we, what do we do to him? I have no idea where you're <laughs> going with this. <laughs> we like, chop off his head. Okay. okay, I'm slightly scared. So I'm glad I've got my back to the wall. So then what happens is, as we cut between the two of us, and we cut between you, yeah. what we get is, 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 is tension and the ability to almost want to go, Liam, turn around, don't do this, right? Yeah. But I have no idea. Going, oh boy, I can't wait to see my friends and give them a, a, hu- yeah. a hug. So, we, so, 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 so much dramatic irony causes tension and frustration. Yeah. But if we do the opposite, where we go, all right, come on up and uh, see me, and you just walk and we just follow you, and we don't know where we're okay, but all of a sudden we're like, so then what you get is you get, <laughs> what you get is surprise. You get shock. You get jump scares. You get that thing now. Yeah, because when we kill me. you, it's shock. Because yeah, yeah. so they can both be really powerful. Yeah. So in this case, when they show us, it's it's like a, a hint of all knowing, but really it goes back to now and back here. Then then the fear's coming because we're like we know he's coming and they don't know that he's coming. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's really well done. That is very well done. Um, As Megan shows me a spoon. Yes, yeah. Megan's going to spoon you. I can only find you. a spoon as a weapon. I'm going to spoon you. <laughs> like the man girl you are. Uh, the news presenter slash anchor tells everyone to stay in their homes uh, with all doors and windows securely locked and barricaded. And they both look at the front door. And they both look over towards it, but then we see the body. And it's the groom from earlier who's missing an arm. Oh, that's gross. It's because he's an amputee. Is it? So when he was ordering the beer, so we said when he was at the uh, the shop behind uh, behind Sean earlier, yeah, the arm was blocked by Sean's body, so you didn't see that he only has one arm. Oh, okay. That's and clever. now you have this really clever. That is very clever. It's creating a job. That's cheating. It's cheating. What do you want to <laughs> really chop someone's arm off? Yeah, but if you remember when we did um, uh, Saving Private Ryan, yeah. oh, lots did, of them. They yeah, did lots of them. They missing legs, missing arms, and stuff in the field of when they were filming. Yep. Um, so the boys throw random stuff at the zombie groom and Ed finally uh, gets rid of it by hitting in the head with, with an ashtray and Sean goes and locks the front door and we hear Mary and her fella scraping at the windows and uh, Sean says as long as they're out there and we're in here we're safe smash and they're coming in the news reporter tells us they can be defeated by removing the head or destroying the brain so we go back in the garden and they're both appalling shots and they bicker and a lot of the humor comes from how unseriously they take the threats why do they break the window there 
and later on not. Oh, very, if you wanted to unpack, like, why don't they, they break the window at various points in the movie? We'll be here all day. <laughs> it's just a bit, because they're more of a pack mentality. Didn't they say something like... Once all, one of them know you're in there, the yeah, other ones... All, yeah, Um, And then uh, takes... Oh, sorry. So I said this could be... A lot of humor comes from Alan seriously hitting the threats. I said which could be a parallel with Sean not taking Liz's threat seriously. Megan went, uh, so there we go. Um, <laughs> no, like... Say, me no, no, you're right. You're right. I'm say sorry. there were zombies out there right now. I, I would be a bit useless. I'd be like, what? How? What? I how agree. Am you'd I be useless. So there is. I would. Bit- th- I would throw you at their head. Yeah. No, <laughs> Megan, you'd be there useless is a in a zombie bit apocalypse. Of realism here, though. Like the ordinary person in a real zombie apocalypse moment. Like, what would you? You'd be like, oh my god. Like, okay. So if there's. It, as long as they're not like 28 days later zombies, which the be- are like... The benefit the of living where we ones. live, we're in the countryside in about three yeah, minutes. We're, we're okay. Yeah. So they would be slow, hopefully. And then you'd be like, okay, what should we show at them then? Like, how are we going to defeat these zombies? So... I would I quite, throw some knowledge at them. I quite like how it's... <laughs> there is a bit of realism in that the ordinary person in this situation, you would be a bit like, uh, okay, can you just zoom yourself into, I'm going to get an axe and just start like chopping their heads apart because I couldn't do that. I think once you do it once, then it comes easier to do it a second Maybe. time. Maybe. Yeah. And but to begin with, wouldn't you be a bit well, like, I think this why is the, would you uh, want their blood of the dead zombie on you? I don't think you want it, but I think it's better than them eating you. Yeah, but still, I'd feel infected just because of the blood. Oh, okay, that's, okay, that's an interesting, interesting you know point. I mean? Yeah, if a bite can do it, how come like inhaling their blood doesn't do it? Fair it, point. Yeah. You've got to be careful. But keep in mind, these first two zombies, it's almost like the first level of a video game. Like, it's so... It's the they, they get so stage. many attempts yeah. to try and do this. Yeah, you do. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Ed finds the record from earlier that Pete threw in the garden. He goes to throw it, and Sean goes, no, 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 that's the second record I ever bought. And he gets he gets chucked, and it's successful somewhat. At which point, they then decide we're going to throw some records. So here's my b- second part of my big thesis in the film. Because we talked about Arrested Development, didn't we? <laughs> so it's more than just Arrested Development, though. It's the prioritization of nostalgia over progress. Can you not have progress with nostalgia? That's that's what I argue. The film eventually decides that you can do. But the idea is that Sean is so busy but latching to on to the past. the nostalgia. He never actually lets go of the past progress. to try and make progress. Yeah. So the second record I ever bought, why is the second record you ever bought this moment? It's not, I mean, this is the record I bought with death. so-and-so. It's not yeah, about a person. Yeah, yeah. It's just no. the second record I ever if bought. If it's scenario, the first record, fair enough. It shouldn't matter which record it is. It's right, but, I, but, but it's, do it. it's a metaphor. Yeah, yeah, but just for the record, oh, I want to throw in that one. Uh, yeah. <laughs> They're just finding their groove. Uh, <laughs> Um, so this is his relationship with Ed, his fondness for the Winchester, glamorizing the past is getting in the way of him actually making progress and moving on. They go through the records, determine which ones he can get rid of. The ones that are worthy to be thrown include the Batman soundtrack and Dire Straits. Oh, I like Dire Straits. Do you know, they're a big seller in my shop. Dire Straits? Yeah. Money for nothing. Yeah. Chicks for free. Yep. <laughs> Sean then powers through to the shed, and there's a great reveal of Sean and Ed with a cricket bat oh, and a you know spade. What? I'll tell you what, he found a cricket bat a lot easier than I've been able to. Yeah. <laughs> and also, going back to Dire Straits, <laughs> Brothers in Arms. Oh, is that right? Yeah. That's, that's, that's clever. Yeah. Um, they switch spots. That's the funny. <laughs> switch spots. And because they can do all this stuff, and they don't really take it that seriously. <laughs> they they uh, hit the zombies over and over and over again, and we smash cut, pun not intended, to the boys enjoying tea, and the most 
melt proof cornetto in the history of ice cream it's still there it hasn't melted in this <laughs> no. whole time yeah. like how long was that it's probably at least 10 minutes uh, yeah that was yeah. melted surely and they've both got red on them uh hmm. now why cornettos cornettos appear because um uh edgar wright once ate a cornetto to get over a hangover and thought it'd be funny if i did the same after a night of drinking Ah. Uh, it's the okay. first part of a three flavor <laughs> cornetto trilogy this one's got red strawberry. because of strawberry because of blood mm. um, it's vanilla in um, hot, fuzz. hot fuzz to represent the police yeah the white yeah. The police yeah and then the world's end mint. is uh, is it mint, mint peppermint mint. representing yeah. the green representing yeah. science fiction and extraterrestrial i mean that's a weird reason to include the cornettos i mean it's a cool I felt like they kind of leaned into it a little bit but well, yeah, yeah. That, it's a cool link between the three films but yeah like once the first one has it to go let's just keep doing yeah, it the exactly. second one the second one becomes a callback so the third I've, one becomes let's just keep doing it do you know i've never thought cornetto to help the hangover I do you know what's it. quite cool though when you buy the soundtrack, <laughs> apparently it was Cornetto, it didn't yeah. help. <laughs> when you buy the soundtracks from a, a certain company called Mondo, they've actually made the the vinyl into the Cornettos. And when I say the Cornettos, the tops of them. Oh, okay. So when you look on the top, it's like it looks at the top of an ice cream cone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, that's cool. But that TV cool. man says if I know someone's been bitten, they need to isolate them immediately. And we didn't talk about it, but Pete said he had been. We've lost Ethan. Pete's maybe he's been bitten. Pete said <laughs> oh, no. he had been bitten the previous some mugger the bit them. Yeah. yeah. Um, so there's a great above camera Seems angle neat. as they decide they need to look and see if Pete's there. And then Ed calls Pitt a prick. Pete. Pete. Yeah, Pitt. Ed calls <laughs> Pete a prick. That's quite difficult to say. <laughs> <laughs> and there's, <laughs> there's no response. Say that when you're drunk. <laughs> yes. Well, eating a cornetto. And yeah. they assume he's gone to work. Sean goes to call Liz, but his mum rings him first. She says some men tried to get into the house and eventually reveals that some of them were a bit bitey. She hasn't been bitten, but Philip is. And there's no response to Philip getting None. bitten. Yeah. He's like, oh, what's up? We may have to call my stepdad. <laughs> <laughs> um so they're coming over sean's mom says i don't want to cause a fuss and then he, uh he goes we're coming to get ed goes we're coming to get you barbara which is a direct quote from night of the living dead oh um george it, so director know. george a. romero was given a private viewing of this movie in his house in florida during the scene where they were coming to get you barbara line is said romero did not pick up it was a lift from his film wow <laughs> he only found out after phoning edgar right later <laughs> anyway, what do you think of the line like, what line <laughs> the line i stole from you what <laughs> gotta get you barbara so what's the plan and this is very edgar wright at his edgar rightiest and he goes we take pete's car we drive over to mom's. We go in. We take care of Philip. They say, I'm so sorry, Philip. And they smash him in the head. Then we grab mom. We go over to Liz's place, hold up, have a nice cup of tea, and wait for this whole thing to blow over. And the whole time, they're just doing. I love the snapshots. They're just doing little little bits of uh, of, of, of of the plan. Yeah. And uh, Ed goes, why do we have to go to Liz's? He goes, because I love her. And he goes, all, all right. right, gay. <laughs> sorry, sorry. <laughs> yep. Is that what he says? I've said, all right, gay brackets. I hate Ed. Yeah. And I've got my notes. He continues to hold Sean back. He's having a, I love this girl. And it goes to this juvenile place. Yeah. I'm like, no, that's pretty much the most heterosexual thing I've said. But do you know the funny thing about that line is everybody was saying it was of its time. It was of its time. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So we talked about during School of Rock, Meg, you don't remember this. Um, We talked about how there were some jokes (laughs) that kind of were. Didn't quite land. 
they, they, they don't hold up. Like the early 2000s were how far can we push the envelope? Yeah. And there's some examples of that in this as well, where yeah, it was like the sheer shock of it. Things used to be found funny, which I'm now watching back or watching for the first time. And I'm just like, this isn't funny at all. But I'm guessing that's just how society's moved on. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. And we're, really, that, yeah. we're that little bit more grown up as well. well and, and that as well. I'm obviously, yeah. you know, I'm not a spring chicken anymore. So I'm not finding the same things funny. You're just a dinosaur. <laughs> Cluck, cluck, cluck. I don't know what that was. Um, when they, so this, Ed says, when I hold up, I want to be somewhere familiar. I want to know where the exits are and I want to be able to smoke. Priorities. Why would a pub be more secluded and safe? Surely a flat higher up would be a, a better I, place. I think it's the idea that when they break in, it's the same as the 9 11 problem. If they, break in under, if they break in underneath you, you have no escape. Oh, okay. Because you're trapped now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you're at the base of somewhere, a pub's going to have multiple exits. Pubs are typically have sturdy doors. And a cellar. A cellar, a lot of wood, mm. a lot of barriers, of usually beer. older older buildings. Lots and, of snacks. And, and there's supplies of some regard. <laughs> yeah. surely, you, could get, you could get your caloric intake on beer for you, quite some time. You could. You could be quite happy. Meg's would be like, I don't like beer. She'd be rotting away. I don't like beer. <laughs> well, in that situation, if I was in zombie apocalypse mode, apocalypse, ap- apocalypse, I can't say that word, apocalypse, I'd probably be, be happy to have some You beer. can say apocalypse. You can't apocalypse. say samurai. Samurai. It's not samurai. Sam- samurai. Samurai. <laughs> and you attain the mick out of me apocalypse. saying cinematography. I don't often have to say sam- samurai or apocalypse. We're taking the mick out of you for saying man girl. Did I say... <laughs> <laughs> did I say that right, though? Yeah, cinematography, yeah. Yeah, good. See, I've been working on it. There you go. <laughs> some people were quite upset that we, we caught it. They were like, I've been listening to Liam say that for years now. And I'm Aww. like, well, Aww. I had a clue I don't do it until now. <laughs> or not enough to say anything. They've, they've all corrected me now. There Sorry. we go. You know, everyone's got to have something to work on. <laughs> <laughs> well, because there's the three of us sitting here. <laughs> uh where am i at here uh oh so that was yeah. the first one so the second one we take pete's car we go around mums we go in deal with philip sorry smash him in the head grab mom go back to liz's pick her up and wait back here have a nice cup of tea and wait for the whole thing to blow over and the the, the smile he gives when he's holding this cup of tea i love it <laughs> nice and that won't work though because he goes oh place isn't safe and it's not really it's a bit of a state Okay, we shouldn't do that. So where she goes, new plan. Take car, go to mom's, kill Phil, grab Liz, go to the Winchester, have a nice cold pint, and wait for it to all blow over. How's that for a slice of fried gold? <laughs> Why fried gold? I guess that's like a slang term for like French fries. Oh, uh, okay. I've, fried gold? I didn't quite get oh, it. Oh, we'll check. Okay. Mm, yeah. Mm. But how, oh, French fries, yeah. I see. Crisps. I just took it to me yeah. as in gold as in winning, like, you know, well, what's, what's the best scenario? Potatoes are kind of golden. Yeah, yeah, Fried yeah. gold. Yeah, yeah, I just hadn't thought that. Some and, of the stuff and, they and, were and saying. You, and you slice a potato. You do. Yep. An, I, accolade of the hu- an accolade of the highest degree, but that's from the Cornetto Trilogy wiki, <laughs> and that's the only place I can find it. <laughs> oh, okay. So <laughs> kind of made it up. I did, do, some, I did do some research, and I think it's a, a saying that either Simon Pegg or Edgar Wright would say in real life. Oh, okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Ed asks if there's any zombies out there, and Sean's got a problem with <clears> the Z word. Now, for those keeping track, and there's something to come later, he's okay with using the word gay as a slur, but don't use the Z word. Yeah. <laughs> Sean's got Sean's got weird limits. Mm-hmm. Is that because zom- if they say zombie, then it's 
it's real. I think he feels. I think he's real. actually trying to act like he's being like PC. Yeah. Yeah, but how is saying zombie not PC? Like, I think that's the joke. I think it's a joke mm. against people being. I I just read mm. it more as in he's trying to uh, like disassociate. Or does he not want? Yeah. Like, does he not want to admit like, there are? If you say it, but it's real. Saying it is yeah. real. Yeah. Mm. Don't know. Uh, he does the trick with the mirror again. Oh, he has to go upstairs to, 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 have, to have a leak first. <laughs> well, of course. Um, you know, and before they go outside, it pro- I said, props for washing your hand when the state of the world and your mother are up for grabs. Like, you know, I might have skipped 30 seconds. Well, I don't know if I could. <laughs> if, I, if I know the zombies are multiplying with every second I take. Every step you take. Yep. He does the trick with the mirror again, and now there's a silhouette in the shower. And Pete must have been in the shower when he turned, getting ready for work. Sean is what is that? That's oh okay. So he just runs away. Sorry. They go outside and Sean is hitting the head by with a by a football from the same kid. He said you're dead to. I love that the zombie kid was like, let's kick a football. Yeah, that's <laughs> all I know. Of kick your, a football. Of your humanity, I guess. Uh, we see oh, there are bits of it though, isn't there? We yeah. do see some characters act that way. Mm. We see Nelson in zombie form reaching out for the change she's owed. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Uh, there's a great shot of body bags reanimating because uh, they've stolen uh, the car from um, Pete. Pete, yeah. Uh, and Ed hits. Why would you a, let Ed drive? And Ed hits a man who turns out to be a zombie. And Ed doesn't want to wait to see. No. And I'm like, that makes him more of an asshole. I hate Ed. Yeah. And then he gets he gets lucky that it's a zombie, but he didn't know it. He's like, let's just go. I hate Ed. Sean's the one who stops and yep. makes sure that is. Ed's treating it like a video game. Yep. He is. He's just like, oh well, this is. He's like one of those people that like they do nothing but like. I'd survive a zombie apocalypse, and it's like, why? Well, I've played Fortnite and Call of Duty, so I know what to do. He's they, like, they die immediately. He's like the laziest version of Ferris Bueller. Mm, yeah, <laughs> Live for the moment, <laughs> but I'm gonna get in your like. Yeah, I have a similar vibe for but him. Again, he holds him up, doesn't he? He does. They pull up outside a Barbara and Phillips house, and Ed oh, spots. You say they pull up. They they skid to a halt, don't they? Yeah. Uh, not yet. Again, you're getting ahead of ourselves. No. And Ed spots there's a Jaguar in the driveway, and Ed decides to stay in the car. A Jaguar? Mm, I wonder why. And we meet Barbara, <laughs> played by Penelope Wilton, who I did try to get for the plot. Oh, did you? <laughs> oh, I would have I lost my mind. I like her. I've seen her in something else. She, she was in Doctor Who. She she's in, yeah, oh, she's, okay. she's Harriet Jones, Flat Down North. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so she, I, was I, she was on, on that. She, she yeah. was on. Um, Afterlife with uh, Ricky Gervais. Yes, she was. She's the woman on the bench. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. a great show. It that, is. So I, I that's the one I, Ricky Gervais. Thing I, I like. laid it on. Yeah. I, I laid it on thick, and I was like, I think we got a shot. Now I can only go through her agents. Whether her agents just been told to filter out requests, I don't know. Oh, okay. So yeah, that's a shame. Yeah, uh, the production originally approached someone else first to play the part, which feels like such a because she nails this. She does. Helen Mirren. Ooh, that's okay. that's punching above their weight, though, isn't it? This is Helen Mirren before she wins all the Oscars. Yeah, but this, Helen, Mirren, Helen Mirren has been going for a lot of years. She has, but I, I tell you what, in North America, I only heard about her when she did, like, was it, was it The Queen? Oh, really? That's the first I heard that's of her. That's quite late. Yeah. So yeah. There, there, there's the British film industry, and then there's the global yeah, film yeah, industry. Yeah, 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 I can't yeah, imagine yeah. her in this film somehow. No, no I, think, I, I think the idea of it, you know... Penelope Wilton was, was was known, yeah, but she wasn't bigger than if, if your star power is too big. Like Bill Nye, he's almost too big to be in this film. Yeah, but when was? Um, uh, but again, two thousand four, mm-hmm. right? You know what I mean. So he's probably all right. 
Yeah, because when, when was Love, Love Actually? It's like 2003. Remember, Love Actually is still a really... mainly a British film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So and, he's he's a, was... and it was a huge, like, Hugh Grant's in that. Like, no one's going, oh, Bill Nye, you know what I mean? Like, no, no, yeah. no. If anything, he gets he gets elevated, but he's still just a one note joke in that. He's great, yeah, and it's very he, little part, really, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Uh, the production originally approached. We said uh, Mirren turned it down because she said that she wanted to play other funnier characters, uh, which you could argue wow. she's she's not funny, but she facilitates the humor around her. She's actually the heart of the movie. I'll tell you what, um, Helen Mirren actually is quite good in Red. Uh, she yes, like I've a, seen Red. It's yeah, great. Yeah, it's good. Shot in Toronto. Was it? Yeah, it's a huge, it's a huge part of the Shop in Toronto Reference Library, and I went, I know, I've been there. <laughs> I studied I there. I remember I, my my partner at the time was like, "Are you sure?" I'm like, "No, no, that is the Toronto Reference Library. I was there when you phoned me and said our car was broken down and needed to be fixed. I was there on the bottom floor. That's my last year of uni. I spent like hundreds of hours in that place. Yeah, uh, that's cool. So, um, uh, Rolla Barber went to become Penelope Wilton. She was asked to enroll because of a work she did in a sitcom from 1984 called Ever Decreasing Circles. Yes, I remember that. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. She calls Sean Pickle. She calls Sean Pickle because Edgar Wright's mother called him that as a boy. Ah, uh, that's nice. He asks where Philip is. She says, Dad's in the lounge. He goes, He's not my dad. Thoughts? Doesn't later on she say that she's been married to him for like 17 years or yep. something? Again, so that's, that's him not moving that's on. That's a isn't long it? time to get over Ooh. the fact that. Oh, go ahead. That she's moved on and he's got a new, like, stepdad. Well, my stepdad. I don't call, I don't call him dad. I no. call him Bob. And he's been my stepdad for. There's still a lot of... 33 years? Yeah. Yeah, there's still a bit of there's a bit of tension, isn't there? Still? It's one of those things that became... It becomes... Oh, I'm very transparent here. Uh, Mom really wanted us to sort of... Um, I, 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 took, I, took his, I took the surname. You know what I mean? Yeah. And my dad was dying, like, in the hospital, like, yeah. or had died only... Like, it, was, it, was, it was rough timing. Quite early on. And I was it? like my dad's... I was the only male... Got, uh, of of my surname like in the family tree and they pressured quite hard for me he didn't to his credit he didn't okay mom did wouldn't it be great if you because they don't have any 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 you know boys on that side of the family yeah. to, to, to do likewise and i was like ah and you've got cousins and they've got that name and that's they've abandoned their name since because my uncle's a, a piece of work um but i was sort of pressured into going the other way with that and then my sister adopted calling him dad and I think her friend sort of set her up to do that too and pushed her into it a bit. But I was like, and there becomes a time when it goes and it becomes, now it's, now it's too much. It's too long. It's too big. Yeah. yeah do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. So what do you do? And I thought about, well, do I start calling him pop? Do I find like, 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 an, like an alternate thing? He's a very good man. I look at him as, as a father. Yeah. But to call, to, to change the, the nomenclature of it. Yeah. Just feels. I guess it's down to the individuals then, isn't it? Awkward. In the situation. And also, also how old you are at the time when this happens. Yeah. And I think the other problem is that my dad dies. So yeah. that's the name of a man yeah. who's died. Yeah. yeah so you know what I mean? a different situation, mm. isn't so it? So it's not like you can have two men who are called, which you could if, if they're both still alive, right? Yeah. yeah. But it's the idea of going, that belonged to a man and that man has now died. Mm. And it felt disrespectful to put that term on someone else so soon. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. And that's not a slide on my sister for for for, no, no, for no. doing that. Far from it. But for me, that was my sort of mo. And so my thought is also, if it's been seventeen years, she's had seventeen years of him saying that's not my dad. Yeah. Now I know it's to introduce so us to the concept, yeah. but 
<sighs> so you don't know you don't know enough about the situation to know who who is being the more stubborn yeah. in, in that regard. And these two are clearly oil and water. Mm. But again, it's trying to show you that he hasn't he's still this kid going Arrested Development. Yeah. yeah. Sean says that he's gonna deal with Philip. And she goes, No fighting, you two. Okay. If you know that, then don't say call him dad's in the lounge. Yeah. Uh, he approaches Philip and apologizes because he's going to hit him in the head with a cricket bat. <laughs> Philip says, What are you apologizing for? And he's not a zombie yet, which is no, the, the big they joke. Make you out like oh, he he's so good at this. Barbara emerges and says she's got some toys of Sean <laughs> she wants to sell in the jumble sale. What's a jumble sale? A jumble sale is something where you've got. Car boot sale. Yeah. Is that like a garage sale? Yeah. Yeah, but it's because I've seen. I think your school I went to one where a bunch of people brought their stuff to one place and they yeah, had. Yeah, that's a jumble. Is yeah. that a jumble when yeah. it's all together? Yeah. You're Whereas a car in. boots just you at your own place. It, a car boot is you taking it to outside. Okay, so what would you call sale. it if you, it would be a yard sale? A yard sale, okay. yeah. Because sometimes around here, yeah, you get yard sales. You have a, here, like yeah. on one day, everybody just puts the yard sale on the same day. I'm like, this is weird. Yeah, yeah. Jumble sale is mainly mainly schools would do a jumble sale. Okay. But Philip says he took it to the tip, and the tip is like the dump. Yep. And Sean's upset. Now, remember, it's a bunch of his toys, and Sean is upset. Because mm. he's not grown up yet. He's not grown up yet. Barbara and Philip argue about needing to see a doctor, and he says, we got our jabs. We went to the Isle of Wight. <laughs> we need to explain this joke, because this might be the funniest joke in the whole thing. That's brilliant. The Isle of Wight is a territory <laughs> of Great Britain. Yeah, a little it's not. It's not England. It's separate from that, like Jersey, like Guernsey, yeah. the Isle of Wight. But the Isle, Isle of, of Wight, Isle of Man's another one. These are still British. It's still Britain. Yeah, it's still So the idea Britain. of it, you got your shots <laughs> to go to the Isle of Wight. The Isle of Wight, like we did a day trip when I was a kid to the Isle of Wight. Yeah. So it's not this, it's like you haven't gone some not great tropical exotic, location. It, no. <laughs> you haven't left the country, literally, at least as far as Great Britain goes. That's brilliant. So this is a fantastic joke about how vanilla these two are. <laughs> Um, so, uh, we have a scene where he goes to the kitchen. He goes, how much do you love Philip? And he's trying to sort of help with the fact that, uh, he's going to have to kill Philip. And he goes, you know, he, he chased me around with a piece of wood and just, well, he did call, you did say something to him. He said, did he tell you that? Yes. Well, the, you know what you called him? He goes, a motherfucker, <laughs> <laughs> which I think is really funny. Uh, and 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 he goes. Do you want, she goes. You want some sugar in your tea? He goes. No, I don't sugar in my tea since nineteen whatever, uh, many years. And he goes. Okay, well, on a couple of occasions, mom, I never told you this, but he touched me. That was. This is not funny. Let's. Can, it's too far. Again, this is it's a bit like far. the School of Rock joke with the, the children far. touching me. Yeah, <laughs> you're going there. You're going there. I can see it. Let's unpack this from two <laughs> perspectives. From the character's perspective, I can actually forgive it. From the character's perspective in the universe. Yeah, because he's very immature. Because he's, he's trying to come up with a situation where she's going to be okay with him bashing his stepdad's skull in in a minute. Yeah, that's, yeah he's, he, so he does know what, he needs what to can I well. say that's going to make mum okay with? Because this has to happen. This has to happen. Okay. Yeah. Could you not just say to her, look, mum, And then afterwards you go. And then afterwards you go, okay, I don't want you to whatever the, 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 the memory of your husband. He didn't do this. Yeah. I like the blonde. Do you? Yeah, I do. Thank you. That's a lot good. of people have said Keep that. that. Keep that. Okay, I'd recommend keeping that for that. Yeah, that was a weird. uh, No, I I just (laughs) earlier I thought it was like silver or white or some sort of whatever, but no, the blonde looks good. 
Could, like, surely she's noticed Thank on the you. news that you could just be up front and just say, look, you've been bitten. Like, this is going on. Right. Look outside. But, just look at the chaos. Look. But then he can't consider. But as, as so the character, I can forgive this. The screenwriter, I could absolutely not forgive this. No, yeah. I've gotten my that. notes. This is the second time in three years. Sorry, three years, sorry, three three episodes that a joke of this kind has been used. School mm-hmm. of Rock, 2003. Yeah. Shaun of a Dead, 2004. It's I am not either, down for these jokes being a quick, easy laugh in no. a theater. No, because they're too, too much of a loaded weapon, isn't it? Too much of a loaded speech and obviously back then it 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 wasn't portrayed as an issue i'm guessing because this was was something to laugh at obviously but we live at a time here because this is where the office comes i love the office but this is where the most shocking thing you can say is 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 the funniest and i remember like i was in high school in 99 2000 99 98 99 is when i ended and i remember my large part of my humor was what's the most shocking thing i can say Mm. and that would be funny and we were like huh no no one was giving me a you know a 30 million dollar budget to make a movie with (laughs) you know thank god we didn't have facebook and twitter and tiktok and youtube and all these things where i could document my stupidity i'm glad we didn't you know i'm very glad we didn't because we might have done some stupid stuff but no one gave me the ability to document it for all time Mm -hmm. that's very true yeah so um anyway sean quickly recants and we find out that Barbara and Philip have married for 17 years. That means that Sean was 12 when this happened. And mom starts telling him off, and these are two shots to show now instead of the confrontation between these two. Uh, Philip reemerges and tells Sean there comes a time when you've got to be a man. And Sean's holding this giant knife, and there's a glint <laughs> of it. And the message is he's going to take this to go ahead and kill Philip. And we smash cut to everybody leaving the house. Smash cut. (laughs) Uh, Ed's upset that Philip's still alive. And Sean's like, hey, it's not as easy as that. And he goes, did you crash the car? Which was a great reveal. And I'm like, like, how do they do this? And I I forgot, which is weird. I've seen this like 10 times. And then he goes, I guess we'll have to take the jazz. And I'm like, oh, that's that's, that's actually quite funny. (laughs) They're one of the funny things he does do. Um, Philip is bitten by some zombies, this time on the neck. Sean fights them off, and Philip says, don't worry about me. Take care of your mother, which I think is the first moment where you go, oh, Oh, okay. They put Philip in the car, and he seems to be fine with most things except for the level of the noise because the – Ed keeps putting in this cassette tape that's way too loud. He's not annoyed I guess he must have him. brought the cassette from the other car yeah, with him. But he's not annoyed about him driving his car, radically. But He says one thing about He it. wants yeah, to drive, and they go, no, you're not driving. Yeah, yeah. I think Sean also it. says, maybe I should drive, and he's like, nope, too late. And he wasting us in the back seat to go, maybe I should drive. And I'm not being funny, right? He's like profusely I yeah. think he knows squirting he's on the way out, doesn't blood. he? Sure, he's, he's very calm, isn't he? Yeah, but like that's his he, character, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, this is these two are playing your most stereotypical British couple there ever was. Yeah, yeah, too serious. Keep I don't want to be a bother. I don't want to be bothered to anybody. Yeah, I don't want yeah. you to worry. Uh, Sean approaches uh, Liz's, and we get a call back of a shot by the window. And uh, they pan. Uh, he goes, "I'm coming up." And they look over, and this time he's successful he's in climbing, climbing up. Well, he has to, doesn't he? Well, that this is the first yeah of his like look i'm changing yep i this is this is, i'm becoming a different man as a result of this sean con- I have purpose and sense of direction sean <laughs> convinces liz they have to leave <laughs> and even manages to work work the word exacerbate into the conversation and he goes this is not about me and you this is about survival and diane's like i'm in of course she is <laughs> and then liz calls calls sean flash here somewhere for some reason 
all right, Flash, what's your plan? Yeah. I was like, all I don't right, know why yeah. they're all sitting around waiting for Sean to come and rescue them, though. Like, they're not waiting for them to come rescue them. They're just they're, they're doing they're doing what the news has told them to do. To you yeah, stay home, and then he comes along, and I suppose then he's got loads of zombies following yeah. him. So I suppose they have to, don't they? They get outside and bash heads to get out, and then Ed pulls up and says, "What's up, N word?" And I got my brackets. Every year I forget yeah. this, and I teach this film. Yeah, every year. Yeah, that word's not cool. That word's How not cool. Two thousand four. Yeah, I st- still don't get it. No. It's it's shocking. That's the thing. It, oh, can you believe you just said that? Oh. Yeah, but still. I know. It just, in a very it predominantly Ed even more. Just what? just just read my next line there, would you? Uh I think it's here. You have to find it now because you've taken the sheet of paper from me. What well, after Liz calls Sean Flash. Yeah, after the the N-word reference. And I forgot this and I teach this film. Underneath that? By the way, I hate Ed. There it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Does anyone actually like Ed? No. Like, I bet you anywhere. Isn't, if people love this film, I think you have to love Ed to love this film. I think isn't that isn't that a necessity? Mm, I don't know. No, you have to like Sean, don't you? He's su- Ed's such a big part of this. Okay, we'll get to it at the end because I got I got to talk oh, about, okay, about the big okay. picture. Sean of this. looks like a better person compared to Ed. That wasn't the question I asked. No, but still. <laughs> uh, so. Uh, Everyone's in the jag. Liz finally gets to meet Barbara. Ed keeps hitting people and has gone a shortcut. So he won't even go the way he's supposed to go. He goes his way, right? Yeah. And then Liz ejects the tape. And I don't know if anybody else saw this. Ed shoots her the dirtiest look when she ejects the tape. Does he? Oh, she that. ejects it. He just does one of these. Yeah. yeah oh, yeah. not cool. Um, they talk about the merits of the Winchester. They also debate if the gun works. Ed's certain it's active. Philip then starts talking to Sean and says, being a father is not easy. You were 12 when I met you. I just wanted you to be strong and not give up because you'd lost your dad. I always loved you, Sean, and I always thought you had it to do well. You just needed motivation and someone to look up to, and I thought it could be me. Take care of your mom. And then I must have not been looking as I typed. My fingers were on the wrong key because I've typed something that looks like Welsh. You heard Hoofnoy. <laughs> yeah, you have. You heard Hoofnoy. Oh, I think it's that's I think it's that's a good boy. There's a good boy. That's what it is. There's a good boy. There we are. So that means that my right hand was 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 okay, but my left hand was a key off. That's funny. Uh, Ed's told to pull over and what? now does the most overdramatic spin out possible. Sean challenges him, and Ed tells him to chill out, and Sean says, Stop telling me to chill out, and again. Ed looks angry. Chill but ahead. why? Because at the end of the day, right? He's right. Yeah. Sean reveals to his mom that Philip's dead. They all get out of the car, and Ed's told to release the child locks, which he doesn't. Ed doesn't come and let anybody out of the back seat. He doesn't. No. So he's willing to let them. Let's unpack this. Like he's that, he's that willing to let them everyone. die. Yeah. yeah. Including Sean. Yeah. Fucking Ed idiot. Sucks. I'm starting to like Ed. <laughs> the irony yeah <laughs> um barbara accidentally puts the tape back in the car so we have our action movie for the next part of it and she goes sean we have to get your dad and he goes he's not my dad and she goes oh sean he goes no he was but he's not anymore, anymore. Yeah. that's a great callback for the he's not my dad to yeah, go yeah. no no, he's not because he's a zombie now not because he yeah, wasn't yeah. my dad and he's genuinely affected by it because i had a hard, yes. hard moment 
He said, there's nothing with the man you loved in that car. And then we, we everybody looks at, at uh, Philip, and, and he, ej- the he ejects the tape. The tape. <laughs> <laughs> That's all he cares about. That is, that is great. <laughs> yeah. Because, of course, there's something with the man still left, isn't yeah, there? Yeah, yeah. And they abandon him. Now, I think they leave him and not kill him for three reasons. Right. Number one, they have to not have access to their offensive weapons because those were in the car still. Yeah. And that makes them more vulnerable. Number two, it shows that killing someone you love is really, really hard. Yes. Like, that's a bridge you don't want to cross. It and, happens later on. Yeah. Whoa, man. Hang on. Point three, it would be too hard a scene for Barbara. As a result, it would reduce what you need for later in the film. Because yes. that needs to be the one emotional kill. Yes, yes, yes. You can't Plus, have this one at the midway point and then go there they again. They can no, just leave him in the car and leave. So that, Yeah, they're not trapped. That, with, so it's, yeah. it's a perfect it's, setup. It's a bit of an yeah. easy win there. It's we're, we're sort of just leveling through. Yeah. The crossover. Sean's leading a, a group uh, as we see zombies feeding on a man in red cowboy boots, which means they're close to the Winchester. <laughs> Sean yeah. tries to make good with Liz, but she says nothing's changed. I said I meant everything I said last night. I'm like, I hear you. I'm not saying lead him on, but maybe don't break the heart of the guy keeping you alive right now. Yeah, just just we'll, just, just, we'll talk just, about that later. Hang on a sec. Yeah. yeah, and they meet another group in a row, and it's Yvonne leading her group. And did hey. you notice how they all mirrored each other? Yeah, but did you What's also there, notice um, um, what's his name? Martin Freeman. Martin Freeman, yeah. Yeah. who's in the office with. Lucy Davis. And did you notice the guy at the very back who's an image of um, Ed? Yep. Yeah, Matt Lucas. Yep. I didn't notice that until this time. Oh, okay. Uh, she goes, how you doing? Surviving, again, is what he says. Yeah. Um, so when Sean, Liz, David, Diane, Barbara, and Ed run into the alternative gang as they make their way to the Winchester, there are quite a few comedy partnerships brought together. Simon Pegg and Jessica Hines were obviously from space, which we've talked about. Lucy Davis and Martin Freeman were Don and Tim from The Office. Yeah. Uh, Dylan Morin, who plays David, and Tams and Greg, who's in the, li- the other like list lineup, mm-hmm. they were both from Black Boots books. Black Boots. Black Boots, yeah. Julia Deacon... And Nick Frost are also in space, too, as Marsha and Mike, respectively. And it's funny. we got Dave and Diane, and the couple on the other side are Mark and Maggie. So that alliteration on both sides of it. Yeah. Cousin Tom is Matt Lucas. His, so Ed's T-shirt says, I got wood. And it's a picture of a, of a piece of wood. Yeah. yeah. Which is less vulgar <laughs> than Cousin Tom's, which says, I heart cats, I'll say. <laughs> okay. I didn't notice that. Yeah. It's got a picture of a cat. Well, I had to search on the internet. I'm like, what does oh. what does Cousin Tom's shirt say? I sent me to a link where I could buy it. I'm like, no, I'm okay. <laughs> I'm okay. I, I still want to know what their story is. Yeah, this parallel group. Did you notice the parallel group still have all their offensive weapons? Yes, no. they still have. She, she has like, a golf club. Golf club yeah. yeah, they all have weapons. Uh, yeah. One of them has an umbrella. So That's they've it. been a, again. They're a, a better version, version yes. better version of the group that goes. And the great moments is they all sort of cross over with their mirrored self. Yeah, that was clever. I did notice cousin Tom doesn't have a bit of hair shaved off. I mean, that's because Matt Lucas. It's just it's all a wig, isn't it? Yeah, that's just a wig. Yeah. Uh, Yvonne introduces Liz as Sean's girlfriend to the rest of a group, and David has to chip in, saying oh, they split up. Actually. Mm why what, what business and what's the point exactly does this have to be factually accurate to the minute no 
remember what I said about how they've all, oh, I said they've all got offensive weapons. Uh, Barbara, in the shortcut, she's starting to look slack-jawed, and I thought, oh, she's been bitten already. And then, nope, she hasn't. Maybe she's supposed to look tired? I have no idea what this is. I think is it lingers on her. Exhausted, yeah. yeah. Uh, Sean then goes on to a ladder, and, uh, oh, no, I missed something. She's also fallen behind, and Sean has to go back and get her. Uh, while she, and he gets under attack by several zombies. While he's under attack, Liz grabs garden furniture and Diane grabs items to help hit him over the head. Ed is texting and David's doing nothing. Yeah. So, girl power. I, I think, uh, is it David, did you say? Yeah. He deserved it. I expect this from David. I mean, Ed's supposed to be his best. Like, even though it's selective, I don't like, I'm not going to do anything for... Um, I'm gonna think for Pete. I'm not gonna do anything for whatever. But this was this is Sean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Dude. you're texting. And he's been there for his mate all yeah. the way through. That's that's my problem. He's unforgivable. And yeah. there could be zombies. You need to be proactive, like, just in case. So Sean goes. Uh, oh, sorry. So Barbara reemerges with a tissue in her hand, and they hide her in the back of most of the shot, so you don't notice. But from here on in, she's pretty much always tending to her wrist. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um. Sean goes on the ladder and says there's lots of zombies and his face just sells it. And then we get the camera moving up and showing us the Winchester with hundreds of zombies in front of it. Do you know what's sad about the Winchester? That's been bulldozed. Yeah, it's no longer a place. No longer, no. The zombie pierced of a tree because that's how they got rid of it. They had this like tetherball thing and they sort of pierce him. You try sticking one of them in a tree without a zombie. Let alone going through a zombie body. Bullshit. <laughs> the zombie pierced of a tree animate, reanimates and Sean gets an idea. And then Liz leads the gang in acting class, which is funny because she was a failed actress. Yeah. So she's now teaching them how to be zombies. And they do rehearsals and Barbara nails it without even trying, which is, you know, a little bit of a tip there. Yeah. And uh, Ed's like, Ed says, I'll do it on the night. <laughs> oh. We hate I Ed. I mean, boo, we hate Ed. As a director, this is the worst thing you can hear. Yeah. I'll do it on the night. No, no, no. We're going to try. No, We're going to do this. Effort. Come on. We need to sit. Because you're assuming that your first, your impression of it can't be, can't be altered. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh. <laughs> or, I very recently had someone tell me, you get the best out of me by letting me do my own thing. And I was Ooh. like, oh. Oh, so the best way to direct you is not to direct you. Wow. Mm. 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 Oh, I'd love to have been there when that happened. <laughs> yeah, it didn't, didn't go well. No, I know. <laughs> I couldn't believe. It. Like, think it. I've never imagined saying it to someone. No, <sighs> still one of my favorites. When we think about a good friend of ours, Richard. Yep. I really rate Richard as an actor. Yeah, Richard's, Richard's a fantastic him. actor. Yeah. Every time I give Richard a note, he takes it on board. Yep. And he thanks me afterwards yep. for giving him direction because I think a lot of people go, oh, it's Richard, and they don't Leave give him any be. notes. Yep, I agree. And I think he appreciates the fact that I'm trying to make him better as well. Yep. And even though I'm younger by Richard by about, I don't know, 10, 15 years, right? Yeah. But he, he, he's got no issue with that. He's like, yeah. He's got no ego whatsoever. If you can make me better... I want that. We both want the same thing. Yeah. We want, we, yeah. And so when I heard, and, and this guy was a, this guy was a friend of Richard's. So I was <laughs> stunned. Yeah, like it's Tweedledee and Tweedled. You are so dumb. <laughs> That's brilliant. Moving on. I still wish I was there. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Uh, so, meet the zombies. Zombie extras were recruited from the spaced fan communities. 
Wright said in 2020, the zombies spent a week cooped up on set. They had to stand outside the Winchester, uh, bang on the windows, and not doing much else, really. When we eventually involved them properly, they had this electric energy, a pure crazed hysteria. Originally, there were 40 stunt performers hired, but the production team quickly realized they needed a lot more to fill these set pieces. So many fans responded to the online call, but auditions were <laughs> created to select zombies. You had to audition to be a zombie. So kind of like that bit where they actually practice yeah. is kind of authentic. <laughs> there were 150 zombie extras until local children saw the zombie makeup and they also wanted to be involved leading to another 50 child zombies being oh, added i didn't notice oh, any child zombies the non-featured zombie extras were paid one pound a day oh. this was an homage to george a romero paying his zombie extras one dollar for dawn of the dead and day of the dead wowza i think it's about i think you're paid by being here to go yeah i was in that I mean, yeah, yeah, it'd be yeah. worth it just to say, I, you know, I was an extra. I can say, hand on heart, I'd never want to be a zombie. Cool. Because all that gross makeup on your face, yeah. it's, it's invasive. I would honor it. That's invasive to me. I can do it. Plus, it's all physical stuff, and it's not my not my forte. No. Uh, <laughs> right, excuse me, Ian. Right, what we want you to do is, we want you to do this physical stuff, going up to this door, no dialogue. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's exactly it. That, that, that's your line. Uh, <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> when asked by an interviewer why they chose to have slow-moving zombies instead of running zombies, Simon Pegg replied, because death is not an energy drink. So they walk through. They're relatively successful. I mean, David's piss poor, isn't he? Um, but uh, they mm. get there, and they get I to the pub, and the pub is locked. Sean tries to talk through. Well, that's my thing. You're supposed to hate David. That I'm okay with. You know yeah. who I'm not. I'm, you know who I'm not supposed to hate. Ed. I'm not supposed to hate Ed. Yeah. Edgar Wright does not want me to hate Ed. He wants me to find Ed endearing. So 100%. How, but but you nope. don't though, do you? Well, we don't. I don't. We don't. I never did. Nope. Maybe it's what the age you're at. I don't know. Mm. Would you have found him more endearing back in the 2000 and whatever? I should ask my watch? students. Like, do you find Ed? Because I, I sometimes worry that they get are my we, version of it and yeah, they're just sort are of we just too clouded by being a bit older and being yeah, like. Maybe you should lead with that rather than tell them stuff. Maybe the deal is. Oh, I wish I had time. Maybe the deal is. <laughs> maybe the deal is like if you're the character of Sean, you've got years of happy memories to look back at, but we're not given that. No. we're just told they've been friends forever we're not given even if it was one story about something the one time ed had been there for sean yeah at the one crucial like, moment like, like owen wilson and um, um 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 oh what's his name wedding crashers vince vaughn vince vaughn yeah and they explained the, the genesis of their relationship i'm like okay this is why these guys hang out and do this stupid stuff i gotcha i'm in i love them characters but you took me like 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 30 seconds to give me that background story i'm just yeah, asking yeah. for that yeah uh, Sean tries to talk to the letterbox, but the, 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 the zombies hear it, and Ed's phone goes off, and he takes the call at, like, almost full-volume voice, and Sean slaps the phone out of his hand and smacks him. Sean finally lets him have it and says, direct this to Megan because Liam's gone up to use the loop. I've spent an entire life, look at me. I've spent my entire life sticking my neck out for you, and all you ever do is fuck things up. Fucking things up and making me look stupid. Well, I'm not going to let this do, you do it anymore. Not today. Who's, who said that on the phone? That was not with Sean saying it to, oh, uh, to Ed after he slaps the phone out of his hand. I, do you know what? He had that coming. He absolutely yeah. had that coming. Totally. To kind of answer what you said before, when I was time. like, when I, I was must have been like 12, 13, when I saw this, the first time I was like, oh, Ed's really funny. At this point, I went, I I hate Ed. Even, even as a kid going, oh, Ed said funny things. That's fu-. I, This is the point where 
well, I turn around and go, no, fuck you, Ed. You're, you're a dick. You've got to stop this. Is this this Sean's, is too far. It's his turning point, isn't it, when he's he realise that actually yeah, he's, I he, need to let go of Ed a who, bit here. Whose speech was it, though? Let's remember this. This is Pete's speech. Mm. Mm. See, Team Pete. Team Pete. Team Pete. He's attracted... <laughs> Liam's team peeing from the toilet. Liam's team peeing. Uh, <laughs> oh. He's attracted all the attention of all the zombies. Uh, David grabs a trash can and puts it through the window, distracting the zombies so everyone can get in the window. Did David do the right thing? That's a that, that's a that's a do the right thing joke. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Well, sure. We have to have seen it. Have you seen do the right thing? Do the right. What do you mean? What bit? There's a movie called Do the Right Thing. Oh no! And in oh. a key moment, they throw a trash can through a window. <laughs> No. Oh, I, uh, no, I didn't get that <laughs> reference. Yeah. I mean, Sean has just shouted in front of the zombies. They are in a bit of trouble. Oh, yeah. So, like- so uh, Barbara um, Barbara finds the flowers that Sean bought from the night before. And, of course, Sean has r- run off and telling all the zombies to chase him, which is a lot because if one of them gets you, you're done. I feel these oh, flowers yeah. are for me. <laughs> yes. Do you often pick up flowers and look for who they're designed? Why like would you pick them out of a bean as well? This card has survived... Like this thing falls out usually the first thing that happens. It does, doesn't it? Re, especially because it was like picked up and looked at and put back in. Re-meet the Winchester. The scenes shouted around the Winchester Tavern Pub were shot at the Duke of Albany Pub in New Cross, South London. It's now flats. Yeah, that's sad. Aww. Yeah. Aww, David that says means. it's been 20 minutes when in fact it had been 17. And we need to think about boarding up the window and presents himself as the new leader of the tribe. Why didn't they board up the window in the first place? Because, because they, they want to get Sean away. Yeah, but Sean in. said there's another way in. Yeah, he said that they're at the not, they're not before him. he smashed yep. the window. So he bought it up. Don't let him in. Liz fires back against David and goes to get herself a drink. David gets upset and starts firing snacks around, and a hand catches pork scratchings from outside of the shot, and it's the return of Sean. <laughs> Not return like of the dead, return of the Sean. I like pork scratchings. <laughs> yeah, I like pork scratchings. Yeah, oh, we could have pork scratchings. I never had any of those until I came over here. Did you not? No, oh. no. I remember, having my fir- I remember having my first pork scratching. Yeah. And not liking it. And then the person oh. I was talking to was like, it's an acquired taste. You'll, you'll like them. And now, and now I love them. Can you remember when you used to have um, a pickled egg in a... Yeah, I went through a bit of a, a phase with pickled egg inside the salt and crisps. Yeah, I've, so. never, I've never liked that one. Um, David wants to know how Sean got back in. And Sean said, look, I was I went in the back, back door. Why did you smash the window? He said, I'm sorry. I wasn't drawn attention by having a tiff with my boyfriend. And he goes, he's not my boyfriend. And then Ed gives him a pint and he goes, thanks, babe. <laughs> Ciao, babe. Now, that doesn't change. That doesn't get them out of jail for no, the, no, for, for the gay joke. No, they do have a bit of bromance going on, but that's the first time they've acknowledged their own bromance. Yeah. Just for the yeah. joke, Even if Ed had tried Ed to brought help him. him a beer. Like, like, let's have more of that throughout the movie. Yeah, and yeah, helping him. That's the first him time Ed's been when, helpful, actually, I think. Yeah. And helping him when there's zombies about. You know, be more yep. current. Stop yep. being distant and being a dick. So we smash cut to. So, <laughs> so they go, what's your plan? And we go to, would anybody like a peanut? Which is what David said is going to happen. We sit around here in the dark Sitting eating the dark, peanuts. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, that's a hard part about David. A lot of what David says, he's right on. He's just not someone you like. No, no. he's just. That's the way he, he delivers me it. of an adult Harry Potter as well. He does look at adult Harry Potter. <laughs> yeah. He might have been in Harry Potter. <laughs> Everyone is sitting around like a group around a table full of pints. Um, but David's body language, he's like facing away from the group. Like, it's like, this only happens because you're in a movie and like everyone's sitting around the same table. In reality, he'd be sitting off by himself somewhere else. Yeah, he would, yeah. Um, the streetlights come on and Sean wants to put the television on and, I, and they're like, no, no, just no, just the TV, it'll be fine. Like, have you ever walked by a house where all the lights are off but the TV's flickering? 
It's like, like, like that's way more of a giveaway than the lights being on. Yeah, true. Yeah. Um. So, uh, David com- comments and goes, "Oh, well, that's just going to advertise our presence even more." Which was word for word a line that Diane says to him. Right, Liz says to him when she's chewing him out earlier. Yeah, but I'm not being funny. <laughs> Didn't they say at one point they if they know you're in there, which they did because they saw them go in. Well, the deal is that they didn't see them go in because Sean let them all out. Oh, yeah, good point, good point. Sean gets to the fuse box and turns on a light that reveals many zombies outside the back door. That was funny. The TV shows are out of, all on their st- please stand by um, screens. Channel 4 got a shout out here, as do E4, MTV, and Bravo. I guess Channel 4 gave him some money at some point, so there we go. Hmm. Uh, Ed asked Liz if she's got a pound, and it just, she just gives it to him without really thinking. <laughs> Yeah, like, why do you need money? Like, yeah. you should have thought about that. Sean has got to pay for a point, is it? Sean is yeah. a registrant of a TV and asks what's going on. He says, the zombies follow me. And Liz says, well, then she's like, not freaking out. She goes, we'll just have to be extra quiet. And then we just hear, after extra quiet, we hear the sound of a pound coin being inserted into the machine. And then it starts playing the fruity machine at full volume, which is paying out. Her the biggest pay of his, of his life. Ka-ching, ka-ching, yep. ka-ching, ka-ching, ka-ching. And the noise and lights are somewhat significant. And everyone's now at the front of every window. There's a montage of hands on shoulders of people. I'm here for you. And it finishes with zombie John, the owner of the pub, putting his on David. The jukebox starts up out of nowhere. It's on random. And Sean says, kill the queen. Which is kind of <laughs> oh, sad I mean, now. Now yeah. that doesn't, that's not funny now. Yeah. Obviously at the time. Like, that could have been funny, but now yeah. it's like, oh, poor queen. And he means the jukebox. And yeah. they say, what about the rifle? It's not real. And so this is the song, Don't Stop Me Now, is happening. Song, and they grab the cues. Don't stop me now. I'm having such a good time. Just give me a cue. And they, they start hitting on the offbeat. And I actually hate this. And I love the song, Don't Stop Me Now. It's great. I hate this because it's this choreographed boom, 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 boom. Yeah. At no point are you hitting, trying to hit him in the head. Just hit him in the shoulder. Yeah. We know it's hit you in the head. All movie long, we've known it's hit you in the head. Yeah. I get you want to do something fun. It doesn't make sense with the internal logic of the movie. No. I thought it was cute. This is the scene I always remembered from watching Stupid. it about like millions of years ago. I just remember this bit. Stupid. <laughs> um... David's told to get the fuses, and instead he creates a light show. That's pretty funny, actually. The zombies come in. Liz tries to fire some darts and hit Sean in the head. You ever been hit by a dart? Nope, no, but I don't, don't fancy that. that my, si- like bloody hurt. my sister will deny this, but she threw a dart and hit me in the back. <clears throat> I still have like a, like a mole where, where it landed in my, in my back. Jesus. And like missed my spine by like much. Oh, Happened Jesus. while we were on vacation in Ireland. She was over in Ireland. This is my grandpa. She will, she will 100% deny this. <laughs> But it's 100% what happened. Wow. Yeah. Ouch. That was uh, mere days before my mom took me to an Orangeman parade. Jeez. In Belfast. Thankfully, it was a Protestant neighborhood. But I'm like, I went to her years later and went, Mom, what we, oh, I didn't think there was anything. I said, Mom, <laughs> don't uh, do this. Like, I'm a kid. Like, I got a Union Jack flag. Yeah. I'm like, oh, it's a parade. Who, who doesn't love a parade? <laughs> Jeez. killed. Oh, I mean, it was it was a good part of town as far as there wasn't going to be any violence there, but still. And what a stupid tradition. Let's march through the lands, the places we conquered. Yeah, that's going to go well for mm-hmm. eternity. Yeah. It's not like no one's alive who did this. You know what I mean? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> um, where are we at here? Was, uh, they, they put out John by putting his head through the, uh, I said dartboard. I meant the jukebox. Uh, jukebox. 
And it turns out the gun is real. But back to Don't Stop Me Now. Uh, Bobby Olivier of Billboard magazine, sorry, Billboard attributes the initial rebirth of Queen's Don't Stop Me Now to its appearance in this film, which introduced it to a new generation of listeners. Perhaps the most famous scene, as Meg said, uh, is the Don't Stop Me Now scene, which blares from a pub jukebox while everybody bashes on to a pool's cue to the beat. Technically the offbeat. Offbeat, yeah. <laughs> um, the moment had been Wright's ideas. He loves Queen and had the idea of playing Don't Stop Me Now, one of the most positive, happy tunes ever, over a scene of extreme violence. Peg explained the fight the pub was choreographed before they even had clearance to use it in the film. So they wrote to Brian May and begged him to use it. They got right to <laughs> Brian May and begged him to be on the pod. I wonder why they wrote mm, to Brian May know. and not. I think May, for some reason, is like the guy who decides because a lot is, of is Bohemian Rhapsody is, is, is Brian May. Is it? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. So I don't know why that is, but that is... Because him and Roger Taylor do a lot together. John Deacon doesn't do anything anymore. Why would you say no, though? Because... You don't Tarnishing want your you don't want name. your song to be used with something because if I if if I use your song and I instead if it was really distasteful film. if it's really distasteful yeah, film then, yeah. then you get almost like a little backlash it's like it. when you bring a friend or you recommend a hire at work and then it being a disaster mm. and you're like oh jeez yeah I get yeah yeah, yeah. I don't want to be associated I, I with this person I think this works in this film though. oh no no this so is fine it's fine it's fun. Um, it's just stupid for the internal logic of the film, yeah, the, the, yeah. The, the hitting. But the, the use of, if they'd done it and they were just like whacking him in the head and shooting zombies, love it. Yeah. <laughs> it said that we're going to hit on the beat at the same time. No, I don't want to like keeping the offbeat. I just want to hit him in the head. <laughs> and by the way, the guy playing John is wearing the most padded suit. Yeah. Oh, it's where, ridiculous. Is this where the comedy comes in more than the horror again, though? Like, I'd say so. It's it's just being silly, and there are a few times in this film where it is just being silly more than horror. If it was more of a horror film, then I reckon I think it's not silly. I just think it's like we want to do this musical wacky, thing, wacky blood yeah. gore, you know, blood yeah. gore, whatever. Yeah, um, there's only 29 bullets shells, so they're going to do teamwork. As Bertram Russell once said, the only thing that will redeem mankind is cooperation. It turns out that was on a beer mat. Uh, the rifle, make the dream work. The rifle they use is a Winchester Model 66 used in Night of the Living Dead and uh, both 68 and 1990s version of Night of the Living Dead. Oh, so okay. that's another homage. There's lots of homages. I didn't put a lot of the horror homages, but it's full of them. So oh, okay. just trust that this film's respectful of other horror so movies. So they were trying to be respectful of the yeah. horror movies so that people who like these horror movies go, oh. Yeah, oh, yeah. so if you can access, we talked about this a little bit before where if you can access that. So we talked about the intertextuality and all that stuff. If you'd seen Space, you can access this and go, oh, what's that? Yeah, 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 and you get yeah. an extra kick. If the other way, you know, we're coming to get you, Barbara. I didn't get anything from that. No, I mean, but if you're familiar with with with, with the Dawn of the Dead, yeah. you'll go, "Oh, that's that, that that's that." Yeah. So yeah. Cool. Um, Barbara and Liz have a nice moment, and Liz notices something is wrong, and she goes to um, Barbara. Uh, gives uh, Liz a necklace that Sean's father gave to her. Can I ask why Barbara's wearing this? Yeah. Seems odd when she's been with um, well we seventeen years. 17 we don't years, know yeah. what happened to Sean's dad. It though, sounds like you lost your dad. If the way died, it's presented seems like he's died. Yeah. But after a certain point, doesn't I'm going to wear a necklace given to me from my first husband seventeen years later? On not that I knew today was going to be a special day, so I'm wearing this. Suggests it's a daily wear. Yeah. Don't know if it's yeah. like a death of someone though. Maybe you just want that as a bit of that person because you didn't choose to get them out of your life did you i get that but certainly after five years ten years it becomes a point where you go at at a certain point here's just real quiet a certain point is not become disrespectful to the person you're with not that you're trying to compartmentalize it but going could you just maybe not wear the token that he gave you 
I don't know. I think it's diff- it, we don't know the situation. I think, I think maybe each if situation someone's is different, passed, isn't it? I think forget you guys and your soft hearts. This is nothing more than movie. Movie needs something to happen. Movie's from, got a movie, and she says Sean's real father, which yeah. totally eliminates. Oh, it, the, it completely I mean, destroys that nice little moment scene, we really. had before. Because Sean had dad number one for 12 years. Now, Sean's biological father, fine. Sean's birth father, fine. Sean's real father suggests, you know what, you know what Philip is? Philip is not. Fake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fake Philip. Yeah. It could just be a bit of joy that she had from her first husband. He's he not passed. his dad. And, <laughs> but she just really liked the piece of jewelry and just always wore it. This is nothing more than I need a mo- We need there to be a moment here because because Barbara ain't getting out of here. No, exactly. No, but they could they could have done it in a different way. Yeah, they totally could have. It's an easy way just to do a pass a necklace on, isn't it? Here's something. F- well, he's not going to yeah. wear, is he? Well, no. I mean, she could have passed on a ring, or you know, or something. A ring to end all rings. She could just have a nice moment with her. Or she could, yeah. Exactly. They didn't need yeah. to do the didn't need the, it's, it's just, just, it just feels... Oh, I'm so glad I met because you. Because of the journey with Sean and Philip yeah. in this movie, this felt weird. Yeah. Yeah. If Barbara's single, you can do this. If Barbara's with a stepdad and they never make their peace, you can do this. Mm-hmm. But with the, the, the journey that Sean's been on, this feels almost disrespectful to what I just watched. Yeah, to Philip. Yep. I I didn't get that. I, I like to think it, it would have been great if he was still like <laughs> the movie heads. He just cut to him. He's just still in his car. We never actually <laughs> see him, do we? No, we never get the call no, back from so Philip. So he could no. still be alive somewhere. You know, well, well alive in his zombie form. It would be cool if you like in one of those newspaper shots. You had uh, say one of those like news shots at the end of the movie. You see Philip. <laughs> I just got that she knows she's dying. That's all she's got on her to pass on, and I didn't really read that much into it. Philip's Philip's got a job where it's like a porter at university. He just turns music down. It's all <laughs> <laughs> uh, Sean starts. Uh, oh, it turns out the barber had been bitten, but didn't want Sean to be worried. Very British. Sean starts firing, but should join the Star Wars franchise as a stormtrooper because he's got no aim. Nope, can't hit shit. Yeah. Ed's instructions to Sean are the exact same as Sean's to him playing the video game earlier in the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, left, right. Oh, no, reload. All the same, in the same order. Sean, he does one headshot, and then they're like, okay, well, that's the zombie horde taking care of for the next six minutes. <laughs> Let's talk to Barbara. And nobody, like the zombies all go, stop. Co- <laughs> coffee break. <laughs> Time to click you one pound. Coffin break. <laughs> Coffin break. <laughs> Uh, everyone else passes. Uh, so the, everyone passes. Everyone else the gun. So and it ends up with David. And then David looks at the gun, and he looks at Barbara. And I'm like, oh, yeah. it got it got real. Yeah. Barbara thanks Sean for the flowers for a wonderful mum, and she says it's been a funny sort of day, hasn't it? And that's her last line. She dies. Mm. And we have a long reverse zoom, kind of similar to the first one where Sean's just looking ahead, but like God, his world has been taken from him. And then you just hear, yeah. and he's cocked the gun. And then we see it. And it's like, you're kidding me. And David points the gun at her and says, we have to deal with her. I've gotten my brackets. He's not wrong. No. No, he's not. But, but it's because it's David. I'm inclined yeah, to go. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's why. That's why. Yeah. yeah. I like that. Because we dislike David. Yeah. 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 I yeah. think Sean makes the right choice. She's my yeah. mom. She's a zombie. Sean smashes a bottle, holds the David's throat. Don't point that gun at my mum. Ed does the same thing. 
Liz says he's exacerbating things. <laughs> Diane says this is, isn't exactly fair. So Ed gives her his bottle oh, and, like and grabs a corkscrew. That, I love that. That made me laugh. <laughs> David um, recalls that she's going to come back to life. And that's what your ex can't seem to realize. Doesn't say Sean. Yeah. Your ex has to constantly go back to the relationship status. Referring to him as the ex. And again. Sean says, This is what this is what is it's me, isn't it? Everyone knows you're in love with Liz. He goes, That is not true. He goes, That's not true. Diane says, I know, I know, and I've come to terms with that. Why can't you? That's heartbreaking, isn't it? Why I don't even know why Diane is like still on the scene with him. If he's clearly and they live with her as well. That's the hard part. So how, putting, how, putting your, how on earth does this work? Every look. <laughs> every, yeah. Why don't they move out? If they're a couple, surely they could get their own place somewhere. They don't have to live with Liz. No. That's really weird. It is really weird. Mm. And it's heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, and so David says to her, sorry, David says to Sean, for a hero, you're quite a hypocrite. He goes, she's not your mum anymore. In another minute, she'll just be another zombie. And there's a two sh- and there's a two shot a shot in Liz, and she calls him babe. And in the two shot, and then Barbara rises in the background, yeah. violating the two shot. Yeah. And in a sense, this is this is the 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 forward progress because uh David gives Sean the gun, and Sean shoots. Barbara and there's a theory about adulthood about manhood I've heard that you're not a man until your father dies I don't know about that because my dad died when I was 10 that doesn't make much sense to me but it's the idea of realizing that you don't have that person to go to anymore you're the man of the house for advice you're the person you you, you gotta kind of figure stuff out for yourself and that's what stops you from being a child and starts you from being a man is the theory now you know, my stepdad's a good man. Love him very much. I'm not sure we ever had that relationship. Mm-hmm. Not sure we did. So I've been doing a lot of this kind of on my own <clears throat> low these many years. And I wasn't a man. It just meant I was kind of a kind of an awkward teen who didn't really know much. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think there's something in this where Sean's been so in. Sean's mom helped infantilize him. She called mm-hmm. him Pickle. I got Probably. your toys. Yeah. Oh, Sean. Everything was like, oh, Sean. Oh, you try so hard. And it's like, actually, you know. Yeah, Philip has to be him. as hard as he is because Barbara's as soft as she is, yeah. which is probably because his dad died. Yeah. So in that regard, I see a bit of my own journey in this because I think mm-hmm. my stepdad thought I was soft. Let me rephrase that. My stepdad thought I was soft. Yeah. He, he he did and thought I was lazy and thought I was a bunch of these things. And then it wasn't until I got to adulthood that uh, we kind of went, oh, maybe we had misdirections about each other, mm-hmm. about each other. Um, But uh, yeah. So according to... Uh, Edgar Wright and Simon Pegg. Uh, th- Simon reacted to the de- idea of Barbara dying as if his own mother was being killed. And after a death scene, Pegg and Nick Frost both cried real tears. David says we can all agree that Sean did the right thing there and Sean decks him. So that David pulls the gun on Sean. And everyone's angry at David. And I got to say, I know Sean just did the unthinkable, but there's a limit to how much humiliation I feel David should be inspected to endure here. He's saying you did the. He's he's trying, he's trying to go. You did you you did good. 
Well, yeah, he did. The, he's he doing was, it. He's doing it in a. The problem is, David comes off as condescending with everything he says. Yeah, it does. Yeah, because but Sean takes out all of his the relationship. Sean's taking out everything on. Like he gets the punch that Ed probably should have had a long time ago. That's true, actually. Yeah, it's actually Ed everything. Everything, everything Ed does to him, yeah. and David gets punched. How many times do you have to go and be everyone yells at you in front of everybody, and then he gets punched in front of everybody, and everybody's yeah, yeah, yeah. cool with the fact that he got punched because Sean just lost his mom. No, Sean did just lose his mom. So you give him a little bit of a slack there but i don't blame david one bit for going when is enough enough i'm gonna pull the gun on you and now maybe you'll realize this is where he loses shit now and this is where he he's he's done and he doesn't care anymore does he no so um i forgot my notes not that he should get to shoot sean but someone should chastise sean for punching david even if it's one person you didn't have to punch him one person because that, yeah. that is put in there doesn't. as if to be like, yeah, well done. You punched him. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, oh yeah, that's like, yeah, it's, it's our wish fulfillment. Because yeah, yeah, he's yeah. the one we want to see get punched. And I'm like, actually, the one I want to see get hero, punched. He's isn't he? <laughs> is over there. Is Ed, yeah. Yeah. Um, he quickly says he's leaving. Everyone tries to talk him out of it, except Ed, who says, no, I think he should go. Ed sucks. Yeah, he does. Yeah. Diane expresses to Sean that, especially that sean didn't ask for david to come along that's fine because he has been whinging the whole time mm-hmm. put him in his place there but what was the other option stay there by yourself and wait for the zone like there's something in humanity and going yeah i didn't want to go stronger together than you are by yourself but 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 the, you know the people i care about even if even if you got fucked up feelings towards two girls yeah the, the people who i care about were going so i wanted to stay with them for them and for me yeah yeah there's no point going off by yourself at this point is there david apologizes to diane but she thinks you should go to someone else he goes to apologize to Sean, but the zombies break through the window and grab him. Sean, Liz, and Diane grab a hold of him. Ed grabs the gun. Yeah. Mm. And the zombies disembowel him right in front of everyone. And it's a comedic gets, moment, and he's a jerk, and he's anal. He Maybe there's the a joke worst in this. death, though, out of anyone. I think that's the, that's the point. This is, so this yeah. is the comeuppance. He doesn't need to get punched. This is going to happen to him in a minute. But this is not funny. It's almost like it's his comeuppance, but actually he hasn't done anything that bad. <laughs> Apart from, like, two girls. I suppose this is supposed to be his comeuppance. <laughs> Diane then follows him outside by opening the front door and using David's leg as a blunt object, which is really funny. <laughs> there is a uh, thing Coming that, out of a pub being legless. There is a thing that she doesn't. There is a thing that she doesn't die. She doesn't. She survive she by spends, using his leg, leg and then spends, as a weapon, and then spends a few days in How a tree until everything that? else goes out of commission. Oh. Yeah. How do I? Is that? I don't know. At the, how do I know that? I don't know. It, it, but that, that is, is true. It in something, I'm sure that must be in something. Might be. I don't know. I think they I say like a that. commentary or some kind Maybe. of joke. I'm glad she survived. So we, we're heading towards the <laughs> towards the end of this movie as we hit three hours. Uh, Ed starts making Molotov cocktails while the zombies pour in. The zombies grab Ed, including a returning Pete who's still naked from the shower. See, yeah. Pete. Um, Ed is bitten. What you say? Fuck a doodle do. Uh, who? I think so. What? I think I think Sean shouts "fuck a doodle do it." Um, okay, because that's like does Pete? Pete said it. Pete said Ed is bitten by someone first in the neck, but then Pete does get a bite Pete, on his arm. Team Pete. But then Sean shoots Pete through the eyeball, and uh, I'm like, "What?" Uh, well, Pete. At least Pete got Ed. You know. Liz and Sean end up behind the bar, and there's an advert for Grosh. Basically, is what is, is what happens. Grosh, which is terrible. It's like the worst beer I've ever had. I don't mind Grosh. Really, I can't stand I it. I don't like beer. I don't like Colin. Um, <laughs> no. Ed joins them as well, and then Sean makes a ring of fire on the bar, which stops Sean from grabbing shells that are I on the box. Fell into a burning ring Here's of fire. my question. You've got a gun in your hand. Yeah. 
Use the barrel of the gun to knock the bullets towards you. Yeah. You don't have to grab them with your hand for He's a few seconds. He's not yeah. thinking clearly. Hindsight. <laughs> that's it. If that's I can do gift. that again. <laughs> There's a cellar under the bar, which leads them to the street. So they go ahead and use it, but they can't get to the street because the entryway above their heads is locked. Sean thinks he's useless because everyone else is dead. He's not wrong in that they shoot the lock? Mm. She says, you did something. That's what counts. And that's what she always wanted to do. I want you to do something. You but tried to do something. Like book the restaurant. Yeah. Liz asks how many shells are left. Two. And Sean goes, I could probably take a couple of them out. Liz goes, I wasn't thinking about them. It's getting deep now. And then Ed turns around and says, I don't mind. I don't mind being eating. Being eaten. <laughs> <laughs> At which point they start to figure out how they're going to take their own lives. Just from what I can see, just get Ed to take the gun. Yeah. Get Ed to well, shoot you both. Yeah, well, yeah, because he's dead anyway, because he's yeah. been Ed's, Ed's, Ed's not. Ed's giving up the ghost. Mm. He'll shoot both of you. Uh, Sean says he doesn't think he has it in him to shoot his mom, his flatmate, and his girlfriend all in the same evening. To be fair, doesn't know there's an emotional pain towards shooting Pete. No, he doesn't, does he? No, not really. She asks... <laughs> and that's supposed to be a mate's beers back. She asks, what makes you think I've taken you back? He caresses her head and says, you don't want to die single, do you? <laughs> but you know what? Fair enough. <laughs> yeah. Sean wishes he could have a smoke. But Liz has his cigarettes from earlier. Turns out she's not as principled as she first presented herself to be. Liz goes to light it and discovers something. Sean takes the lighter, and it's a hydraulic that should open the overhead doors. But then it leaves Ed. Ed tells him to make a go of it. He'll only hold them back, literally and figuratively. Sean says he's sorry for shouting at Ed. Ed says it's okay. He also says he's sorry. And he goes, no, no, it's okay. He goes, no, no, no. I'm sorry, Sean. And he's done the fart joke again. And he says, I'll that stop doing it when you stop laughing. <laughs> and I've got my notes. The score tells me it's supposed to be an, I've written import not a moment. And the zombies start to break through the overhead entry. Liz and Sean escape into the street and are ready to attack when the military shows up and wastes the zombies. Yvonne shows back up with her golf club. She seems to be like hanging out She's with this like alpha yeah. force. Yeah, yeah she is. Yeah, team alpha. She goes, how you doing? Surviving. They asked her how many she'd killed. She said, four. <laughs> and they <laughs> walk off into the light, which always is positivity. Yeah. And they grab hands. And we get the coda. It's been six months since Zed Day. And as, Day. as we know, the incident resulted from the use of highly, and then the channel gets turned off, so we uh, never get to find yeah, it out. God damn it. <laughs> I love it. Cole player there like with a cameo sequence. about Zombade. Zombade. Uh, we find out the zombie's been put to work in the service industry. And I don't know if you noticed, one of the zombies they show is Noel from the electronics store, the kid. Oh, <laughs> like, it's, our, it's the one he's, he's returning to the, 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 the trolleys. trolleys. He's yeah. no. Uh, <laughs> I never cool. noticed until I this point. No. My favorite was the Trisha gag. Yeah, I, like tri- I remember like, Trisha. <laughs> my husband. I still love yeah. him. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Trisha was like the Jeremy Kyle. You go to bed with that thing? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I know I'm not supposed to. <laughs> <laughs> but but I love him. <laughs> like Jerry Springer type thing, wasn't it? He's dead sure. good. Yeah. <laughs> we we, we get a re- <laughs> I got a joke. I can't use it. <laughs> we get a re- yeah, you no, can. No, I can't. <laughs> I got a career. I can't. <laughs> Did she keep a stiff I'll, 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 I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna wait till we're done. We we can get a recall of the earlier shot of Sean staggering with the same pan up. And it forces us to do some comparison shopping. So first 
first off, he's wearing socks. He's got cleaner clothes on. Yeah. And then the camera's in the same place, behind the TV at the same angle. And he gets up and he walks over Liz, and Liz is sat in the exact same spot that Ed used to sit in. Yeah. So she's literally taken Ed's place in his life. Yeah. They moved into the house that they, they used to have together now now she's in there it's cleaner it's a fabric place on the the walls are cleaner and the message this gives to us well i'll tell in a second no i can say right now the film tells us that sean's domestication is perceived as progress agreed his life gains meaning from finding his life gains meaning from finding a heteronormative life partner right yeah Boy meets girl, boy should marry a girl. That's what you do. Then later you'll have the babies. Not that that's what you need for a... a, a, a the following are not the views expressed by <laughs> Ian, but those expressed by the film. <laughs> Max. <laughs> so uh, his life gains meaning as opposed to his platonic life partner he had earlier in the film. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Or does it? Question mark. Because he says he's going to say, what's the plan for the day? And it's a very pedestrian type of day, actually. She used to want him to go out and do things. And actually, for a day that she presents, what's the plan? That was always what she said to him. He says to her, and it's, I thought we'd sit here, we'll get some breakfast, read, read, read the Sunday papers, we'll, go, we'll go down to the, but when yeah, you're we'll have a roast. Together, we'll this is what pub. you do, isn't it? It is. It is because you, 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 don't, you don't need to make no. this fictitious date life happen because you're no. building a life together. Yeah. But in its essence, she's come to sort of Sean's perspective here yeah yeah i see what you mean but mm. he's he's met her first so yeah but i think it's the idea of it remember we said about david and diane and they were the idea well but look they didn't even love each other no, no i don't think they were the ideal but they were, they were living with a housemate so. i know they're not the ideal megs i'm talking about in the world of the film uh, i think I they've do you of, think at the start of the film an equilibrium do together. you think at the start of the film that Liz thinks David and Diane have a successful relationship. Well, she calls one a twat and one. No, no, she's what? quoting. She's oh, quoting she's him. Quoting him. Yes. Mm, what? Well, no, I don't know if she was quoting him because then he says, "I only called." What? What did he say? She even says, "Your words." Your words. I don't think so. She knows that. I think she knows he has a crush on her. I don't, okay. David. I think. I think. I believe that Liz thinks they have. A, they have a, a functional. I think she's like. What do you mean you're in love with me? Oh, oh no! I, I still think know. she knew. No, she, why why, why like, does she bring oh. that out? Okay, I think they're supposed to be presented as this sort of oh, like because okay. they always go out to places about quality time. Oh, yeah. They chastise Sean for not meeting his mum. I think that's shown to us that yes, but I think she thinks different. Yes, that, that's that's my argument. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then, instead of this, she's now come and met him and gone. Okay, actually, there's there is some joy in uh, mundane. Not the, the mundane, but also in the rhythm of life. Yeah. The sort of patterns you get into. It's the rhythm of the life. The little things that become, that each couple sort of create for themselves. Yep. The little traditions you have just within that sort yeah. of well, the whole negotiated social contract. The routine of life, isn't yeah. it? The whole, like, the opening sequence, and they're just kind of getting back into that now. Um, Post Z Day. So. Uh, it's a definite change and maybe shows a hell. Oh, so, sorry. Uh, she then goes to make him tea. And he asked for two sugars, please. Which he was avoiding. His was mom, was he earlier, avoiding? I only noticed this this time. Oh, okay. His mom offered two sugars. And he went, mom, I haven't had sugar in my tea since 19, whatever. Uh, now he asked for two sugars. Why is he asking for two sugars? For someone else. No, why is he asking for two sugars? It feels like I'm teaching. Wait, well, I can't remember why he said he didn't have two sugars. he's changing and living a bit dangerous. No, Ethan, why is he asking for two sugars? Because of his mom? 
Yeah, because his mum. Yeah. She always it reminds him sugars. of his mum. So he's having two sugars because that's the way she always wanted to make his tea. So every time he has a cup oh, of tea, so yeah, he like, gets two sugars, two sugars and it reminds him of his mum. So his nostalgia has moved from this empty sort of, I'm the second record I ever bought, stupid nostalgia, so into nostalgia based, into nostalgia based on, <laughs> no, because it's yeah, but, but, a nostalgia based on family. If you don't like yeah. tea with sugar... I mean, I like TV shows. Right, I know. I know. It's, it's the way that that character's presenting it. The filmmakers <laughs> okay. are telling us. I'm not saying you have to change it, Liam, but I'm saying this character <laughs> yes, has see. chosen to, to uh, make see, this I this see way. I what you're saying. Yeah, okay. she did ask him for two sugars. Have all for the rest of his life. And he ensures that he asks for two sugars. Oh, adventurous. He goes, I know. Then he says, I'm going to go to the shed for a minute. And he goes, all right. And he goes in the shed, and we don't we just hear player two has entered the game. And we pan over, and Ed is chased up, playing video games with Sean, and tries to bite him, do him but harm. He yeah. doesn't he doesn't try very hard to bite him though. It's like he's very like placid almost. He's like just like, like he doesn't try hard to bite him. Well, he's, he's still a zombie. He's not, I'm supposed not, to, he's not a funny pimple. though, right? Why would what? you still want a zombie in your life? Well, here's the idea. Well, it's because well, this is he's what he still always not was. Let go he, of that he always immaturity. There's so, still a bit there. I've gotten my nose. He's got nostalgia, but he's actually compartmentalized it now. He mm. lives in the shed, yeah. right? It's not my main life. My main life is in the house with Liz. You put your nostalgia in the shed. But I've successfully compartmentalized it. It's part of my life, but it's not my life. So will that zombie slowly decay and age? I don't know. The movie leaves. But do they have to feed it to (laughs) keep it going? Yeah, I'm sure there's lots of body parts from the thing still. He's okay. There's got to be yeah, some sort of feed it. you can give him. Like they didn't Rabbit need David's legs. Why, yeah. like, they didn't need to keep it. Like I would have been quite happy if he just Well, died. Here, here's the thing. I've got this. Yeah. So, I've said uh so I let's just do this last bit here. Uh and then we get the end of the song which goes um oh, what have I got here? Let me just read my part. Although the film shows a healthy manner to compartmentalize nostalgia and his relationship with Ed, we are more happy to see Ed still around, or arguably he wants you to be happier to see the filmmaker. Yeah, right. Wants you to be happier to see Ed. Because remember, remember when you guys went to the Spice Girls concert? I talk about you guys all the time in, in class. Yeah, oh, okay. Because yes. I say order is important. I picked you up. You'd probably already fallen asleep. I asked <laughs> you, and I said, what was the song they ended with? Was it Wannabe? And you guys went, yeah. I said, well, they opened with Spice Up Your Life? And you guys went, yeah. How do you know? And you, you look it up. And went, no, no, no. But it's just that you start strong, you finish strong. Yeah, order, yeah, yeah. order means things, and yeah, you want to yeah, end yeah. with your biggest oomph. Yeah. So he chooses to end not with Sean and Liz. He chooses to end the film with Sean and Ed. Well, it's kind of saying yeah. that nostalgia, you know, isn't a bad thing because there's still nostalgia there, isn't it? But it's it's got to be in the right ratio. It, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that's when we get before. And then think about it. it what song heavy, plays over that? this? I can't remember what. Ooh, song. you're making me live. Uh, so it's another Queen song, yeah. which by itself is a callback to "Don't Stop Me Now." So we go, oh. Yeah, also, yeah. it's a song from the '70s, so we go, oh, there's nostalgia, nostalgia in the music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then what's you're the song called? Nostalgia, but what's the song called? Uh, you're my, you're my best, best friend. friend. Oh, yes, 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 yes. And so that's the end of it. He he needs to let Ed go. He does. Simon he Pegg and Edgar Wright considered a sequel. That would replace zombies of another monster, but decided against it. The title was going to be called From Dust Till Sean. (laughs) I like that. But surely you'd have to do zombies with that title again. And just an overdue debt. When Edgar Wright and Simon Pegg pitched this movie, like we said, Film 4 pulled out a lot of its budget. He was turning down Edgar Wright directing. So he borrowed money from his friends. 
Uh, he said, I was going rapidly broke. I was like majorly in the red. According to Wright, Peg hasn't allowed him to pay back the money he owes him from those lean times. Because oh. it made them both a career. Yeah, yeah You know what yeah. I mean? And maybe a legacy. Maybe legacy is not the right word. While Witten had a rainstorm on set, Simon Pegg and Nick Frost came up with the concept for their 2011 comedic sci-fi collaboration, Paul. They handed producer Nina, sorry, Nina Park, a sketch drawing of a title character wearing an FBI shirt, tipping off, flipping off the viewer with a caption that read, in the U.S., everybody's an alien. The actual drawing can be seen during Paul's closing credits. We're in the endgame now. I told you it was 26 pages. We <laughs> are in the endgame now. I didn't believe you. We need a random word. Liam, you're back. Cricket bat. Cricket bat. Not cornetto. <laughs> no. Oh. Uh, in America, they don't have cornetto, so it might be. What would they call a cornetto? It'd just be, it'd just be an ice cream cone. Ice cream it? cone. A drumstick would be a fancy one. A cone. Yeah. A cone. Um, yeah, we got the money, money, money. Six million dollar budget. Ooh. What's it taking home? Georgia. Georgia. Georgia? <laughs> I'm used to just making that pitch, and then Georgia's the first name. Yeah. <laughs> Much older person than Georgia. <laughs> 55. 55 million? Yeah. Liam? Uh, 180 million. 180 million? Yeah. Ethan? Ooh. Liam was around where I'm going to go 230, then. You guys are both way too high. Meg's re- really quite close. Meg's is too high, even. 38.7 million. Oh, really? You okay. know what? I thought that was a bigger hit than that. It was a big hit on DVD. Ah, This is the last. Mm. Again, it missed me because that was. Yeah, uh, it missed people, didn't it? Yeah. It was a zombie movie, and so, I just thought, I just missed it. And I think people, because, you know, it's, it's going to be a limited pr- uh, pr- promotional budget. Yeah. So who's going to go see it? But people will see it. And you, you got to see this when it comes out on DVD. But I remember distinctly that made them. Do you know? Yeah, of course, it did. So I just thought no Oscar nominations, but was nominated for two Baftas, including outstanding British film, which it lost to something called My Summer of Love. What's that? Oh. <laughs> Don't know. <laughs> me either. Who would you cast as who? Well, you're Ed. Why would you cast me as the arsehole just because I find farts funny? <laughs> That is the only reason you cast me as Ed. I've got nothing in common with Ed. <laughs> nothing. <laughs> nothing. <laughs> Can I be the third zombie on the left outside of Winchester? Oh, this is amazing. I'm nothing like Ed. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Can I be Philip? You wouldn't be a good Philip. No. No. Well, I'd be... You could be, you could be you Sean. Could be... Yeah, you could be Sean. You could act Sean, sure. I'm more... Well, I'm more... I'm more proactive in ethan's david <laughs> yeah. we have the glasses ethan's got the glasses he's kind of got the who, dark hair already yeah i'm monotonous i'm not sure who i'd put you i mean as. i could i mean okay who could i play i could play ed you could play i could ed. play ed i don't well, think, I don't think, I'm, You're not I don't think I'm anything like life. ed in real life but i'd have some you fun playing it i could play it but i, I mean, just think ed's very one-dimensional yeah I did choose Liam because he farts. And that's, that's, <laughs> that's the only reason. <laughs> you could be, someone hey, could be Martin Freeman. Farts. There you go. Sorry? Someone could be Martin Freeman. I'm okay with being Martin Freeman. You oh, just a it. passing thing? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you Liz? I could be Liz or I'm Pete. I could be Liz Oh, or I Pete. could be Pete. You could be Pete. You'd I'll be, be Liz. Liam or Pete, yeah. I'd be like, sort your life out. Sort this date out. Go I on. I could be Pete. I, I, could also play, I could also play David. I have a good time playing David. 
because I think because I think they, I think Pete and David are both essentially right about most things. David just David just gets David gets compromised because he's in love with Liz. Mm. So all of his his rhetoric comes through a filter of I'm also jealous of Sean. Disdain, yeah, for sure. It's this like being worldly and smart and being selfish, but he's correct for for the wrong reasons. Yeah. Yeah. He's right for the wrong reasons and he says it in the wrong way. Yeah. 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 Um Who would Georgia be? She could be the acting friend. If she's who's not Liz, then acting. she's Diane. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's yeah, one of those yeah, two. This is how you act as a zombie. I bet George Actually, George should be really good at that. I mean, she's just been, yeah. Oh, I, everyone too. I mean, Barbara. Barbara, yeah. Bob, oh, Thanks, is Barbara. Well, do I really have to be the old, old lady? <laughs> you said yourself, you're the crone. <laughs> Compared to Georgia. Um, uh, no, that's all right. Yeah, you can be Liz. She can be Diane. I'll be Liz. Um, so we don't have a Sean. Sorry? Or did you get Sean? Were you doing you, Sean? Yeah, because I'm more Sean than I am Blimmin' Ed. Sean of the Ed. Because I don't play games, really. What's all video games? What? <laughs> I don't. Sean plays video games. Player 2 has entered the chat. Well, yeah, but he comes <laughs> off it very quickly. I mean, That's he me. likes his records, though, Sean. Yeah, so there, there you go. See, you can be Sean of his yeah. records. It's Electro. Electro. <laughs> <laughs> Does this film have a villain problem? Mm, yeah, there's too many. Yes, Ed. Well, that's the villain that we don't Ed realize. Ed is the true is villain yeah, he's of the, true, the whole film. He's the true Vader, isn't he? Whose story? I mean, it's obviously Sean's story, Sean. isn't it? No, it's the third zombie on the right. What is the story here? It's about growing up. Yeah. This, this, this is a coming age. Coming of age stories, which should happen before you're 29. Yeah. Just Masquerading as a zombie film. Megs, roll the wound. Well, all the women are in really terrible relationships in this film. Even like Liz So are the men, to be fair. Well, so are the men. This is true. <laughs> Like Liz, the women are presented as victims compared to the men. Well, Liz is still Sean for women. three years, did they say? And he's a total waste. And he's well, that's not rom com trope, isn't it? Ineffective men and women yeah. who, who can do better. Yeah. Well, anyway, sorry, I'm talking. Yeah, no, Liz, Liz comes across as a strong of the the pair, but she's putting up with him somehow. I know she does dump him, so fair enough. And he does sort of make up for things a bit, but then does it take a zombie apocalypse for that to happen? Really, it shouldn't do. Um, Look at you on that ledge by herself. <laughs> and Diane's Diane, a bit of a badass, isn't yeah, she? She goes out into all the zombies. I think Diane kind of fancies Sean a bit, if I'm being honest. Yeah. I don't I don't understand the dynamics of how they're all living. I just don't understand how that works. But yeah, she's a bit kick-ass, and I like the uh, Jessica, Jessica Hines character, and actually I'd rather see the film from her perspective. And the mum's good as well. Yeah, but uh, so the question is: Is it more entertaining to see a person who's got? <laughs> hey, there's no nothing you have to overcome. You've just nailed this from minute one. Well, I bet she <laughs> overcame something. Yeah, Sean. <laughs> she overcame yeah. something more than being a man child. I'm sure she had other issues. She overcame possibly um, <laughs> other big questions. Okay, I've got, who does everyone think they are out of the group? Which is very similar to who would you cast as who? But I'm going. <sighs> Because we talked about sort of personal identity yeah, yeah, yeah. and stuff. I think on a bad day, I could come across as David. Uh, probably not Pete. I think when I was a young guy, I had a little bit of Sean in me. And my relationship with my stepdad reminded me of Sean and Philip. So that's kind of my thing. But I was just kind of just going, I think these are very clearly defined characters here. Mm-hmm. See, I don't think I'm like anything like Sean, really. He's messy. He's not really responsible. I'd be more practical trying to get, just get everything sorted. Like, come on, lock, you lot. 
Let's sort this out. Let's survive. Go. I'm probably I'm more. I wouldn't I'm wait for Sean to come Liz. and rescue me. Liz? Yeah. Okay. Because I want more. I want to experience and go out and see the world. I don't want to do the... But you don't yes. need Sean to do that, though, do you? No. Really? We shouldn't need Sean to do that. You shouldn't need Sean to come and rescue you and lead the way. No, but I think she wants him... She, she's in love Again, with him. Again, she's she not waiting him. to be rescued. No. She's just doing what she's been told in the Going news. Going the flow. You know? Well, the f- official government advice. <laughs> stay in. Stay in your home. Stay well, in your actually, bubble of six. Sean is the one that ruins that because he comes and barges in. That's the point that David makes the entire movie. <laughs> yeah, David makes... Maybe I'm David. I'm okay. David. But didn't you not say you you're better David. off on the ground floor than being up yep. in the front? I, I fully so, Because once, yeah. the, once the bottom gets compromised, you're screwed. Yeah. Yep. Mm. Yeah, but if you lock all your doors and they can't get in the windows very easily. Well, I do smash the windows. Yeah, but they, they'd have to climb from the bottom floor. They're not going to stop. They're relentless. The minute they get in, you have no exit when you're in that apartment. No. Yeah. Unless you jump out of As opposed to Sean's house, where at least you had places to get out in the Winchester, where there were mm. theoretically... Every window that lets you in can also get you out. Yeah. So. Yeah, maybe. I mean, just, just ask Liz when she... Uh, oh, sorry, Diane, when she... Uh, <laughs> I always confuse those two when I'm teaching it. Um, when they're in the Winchester and they run out of bullets, why don't they just take a shot? Ah, <laughs> favorite characters let's do this on a rapid fire uh megs can we have a cameo oh you? i said rapid fire <laughs> oh oh uh, i don't really i don't know uh pete team pete team pete team pete yep. Liam. uh philip philip interesting i like philip because he's he keeps calm even you know well, i think he's ill what not he's, start. He's not, not in the real not not start with i don't think oh, okay well, he might be, but I didn't know how it comes across to me. We get, we get told he gets bitten on the phone. So everything yeah, yeah, before yeah, that, yeah. we have to assume he's not been bitten yet. Yeah, 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 yeah. But he's still calm and he's yep. still, um, he, he, he tells um, Sean, you know, he did love him. And, yeah, oh, that's it. Yeah. You know, he didn't, he didn't go out venomous, did he? Nope. You know, look after your mother, which means he's caring towards her as well as him. Certainly. So, yeah, Philip. Uh, Ethan. Dawn is funny. All right, Don is funny. Um, I'm going to go with... I'm going to go with Penelope Wilton. She's good. I she's really good. like Barbara in this. Yeah. I think she's... I think In my pitch, I said it. I, I think she's the heart of the movie. I do, because her death is the most important plot point in the whole it film. Is, yeah. And uh, only when he loses his mom, maybe does he stop seeing other people as having to mother him. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, and I think her performance is fantastic. It's been a funny old day. Yeah, it's been um, a funny day. Next, let's do uh, best moment, best element. Again, Megs. I like the quick editing of the news bits where it go. they start saying something and then it quickly cuts to the next bit and it kind of carries on the sentence, if you know what I mean. Yep. Yeah, I like those. Liam. I do like the, the Queen song, Don't Stop Me Now, because, you know, it's fun, it's upbeat, and they are trying to fend off zombies and the whole bit with the, the smashing of the glass as well when um, his mum dies. Because all that happens in that one scene, doesn't it? Yep. All that heartfelt stuff, the fun stuff, the the bit where they smash the glass and give a, another glass yep. to the, um, Diane, I think it is. Um, uh, you're laughing, you're happy, you're sad, all these things all in one go. So that whole big scene is a collective. Okay. Ethan. I like the script. I think the script is really, it flows really well. The dialogue in this is, is fantastic. How about you, Ian? Minus the homosexual and uh, <laughs> okay. other slurs. Yeah, apart from that. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, it's it's the construction of it. So the tipping off of stuff that'll play back later. It's the long take that we revisit. It's the bit where uh, Ed spoils the movie if you pay attention to it. It's yeah. the bit where. Um, we shoot the same shot twice from behind the TV. It's the bit where Sean asked for two sugars. It's it's just the idea of planting the seeds so you can pay every one of them off later. Like the zombies at the beginning, but they're not zombies. They're yeah. just people in their and then daily we, life. And then we sort of have that mirroring of people to zombies, which pay off when they literally get zombies doing people's yeah, jobs. Yeah, 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 so that sort of planning is really... I, I'm a big fan of narrative construction. So, yeah, it's good. Actually, jumping off the back of that, I quite like those... Um, snapshot things you know when they do what we're going to do is we're going to leave here go get Liz, yeah go the, and they show you all oh, that edgar Wright is yeah, yeah, yeah uh grumble grumble <laughs> i have a feeling we're all going to be on the same wavelength but megs man children man sh- I, I smell In man children there are man children here there are men children here liam I'm not a big fan of gore. So as soon as you know she falls on the washing line stump, wherever it is, and oh really? Was was that was that enough? That was the start. I I think the comedic tone of the film plays it for me. Once the head rolls off, uh, when they start chopping heads off, and I'm sitting there going, "Yeah!" But it's not the shooting of um, uh, David, not David, um, through the eye, and oh, grotesque. And the bit that got me was David when they start disemboweling him. (laughs) (laughs) Couldn't couldn't watch it. Ethan. The N word. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's it. The, like, he I, says it twice, doesn't he? No, just once. He says oh, it once. I, I can, I can, I'm, I'm fine with like the, oh, gay and where I, I, I don't, I really don't, I don't care about that personally. That's just, uh, I, I have better things personally, like how I'm treated to, to be like someone say gay. I still say gay, but it's funny. The N word one, I, I, you can't ju- you can't ju- justify that in in any day and age, let alone two thousand four. Uh, mine's just Ed in general. Uh, the, the cost of this film for this to mean what they want it to mean, I'm supposed to actually like like Ed yeah. and feel like Sean's feel Sean's dilemma, or at the very least have be conf- like go okay, Sean needs to end this with Ed, but be conflicted about it. I'm not conflicted mm. about anything for a moment of this film. No, and I'm Ed glad when Ed sucks. I was glad when he got um bit. <laughs> yeah, I was totally glad. I would have liked yeah. to have seen a world where Ed and Pete are successful housemates. Yeah, yeah, and 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 they're able to be roommates, and he's able to have a good relationship w- with a girl. Yeah, that's not jump to. They've moved in together. So that'll, that'll be the next. Oh, you mean spaced. Sean, not Ed? <laughs> oh, sorry. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, I meant yeah, yeah. Sean and Pete, not Ed and Pete. Yeah. That would be a disaster. Thank you. There's yeah. a mistake. I think I made. Then you'd have to bring it up next week. No, <laughs> yeah. Thank you for that. Appreciate that. Well, we corrected anyway. I mean, yeah, yeah. Not, but no, thank you for that. Um, now let's go with anybody's best role ever. What else has Simon Pegg done? Mission Impossible. Mission Impossible. Yeah. Paul. No, the rest of the Cornetto trilogy. Run, fat boy, run. Uh, he's got a part in The Boys, although that's TV, not not film. Yeah. yeah. Mm. He did the um, sure Star Trek, didn't he? He's done a bunch of the, yeah, much of the Star Trek. Yeah. He's, he's, uh, I'm not sure this fits for me, for anyone's best. I liked him in Hot Fuzz, to be fair. I ha- Actually, I haven't rewatched Hot Fuzz since the first time I saw it. I haven't seen enough. You I should watch it for the great yeah. I do like him in, oh, geez. <laughs> <laughs> I do like him in Ghost Protocol. 
yeah. the fourth Mission Impossible. The question is, do you want him as a leading man, or do you? Because I think he's really funny in his supporting roles. He's better as supporting. He's not a leading actor, really. He he's a good yeah. character actor. My gut says he's better in Hot Fuzz than in this, but I haven't seen that film in ages. So that's just my gut reaction. I'm gonna say I no. Nick, I probably I find that Crust and fighting my family. Hell, he's better as Santa Claus in that shitty Doctor mm. Who episode. <laughs> yeah, Nick Frost is a hard one. Uh, yeah. Bill Nye, Bill Nye's great and everything. Penelope yeah. Wilton, Penelope Wilton's best role ever. Have I seen her in any other film? No. no okay, I, never mind. I haven't either. Yeah. No, I can't. I've I seen can't her a lot say. of TV, but <laughs> mm-hmm. I think she's great in all things. But yeah, fair enough. Uh, let's go ahead and play. I never wanna hurt my age. What's my age again? What's my age again? Rage game, rage game. Let's play the zombie rage game. Hmm. Uh, Ethan, there's three of us today. Yeah, and I'm going to try and go quick, I promise. So first we've got Simon Pegg. No way is he 29. I'm saying... I need an age, though. 37. 33. 35. Ian is bang on the money. He is 33. <laughs> well done. Mm, uh, then we have Nick Frost before. as Ed. <laughs> Nick Frost. Yeah, age, age is a big part of the... <laughs> yes, <right. laughs> Nick Frost. 30. Thirty-two. Oh, I'll go thirty-three. <laughs> oh, I'm. I will split that between uh, Liam and Megan because he's thirty-one. Oh, okay. Mm. Oh, okay. Uh, and then Kate Ashfield, who is Liz. Uh, Liz. Yep. Twenty-seven. Oh, I was gonna say that. Mm, Twenty-nine. I got twenty-eight. <laughs> <laughs> Megs is the closest. She is thirty-one. Wow. Uh, then we have Penelope Wilton. Ooh. Fifty-six. Oh, it's gonna be hard now. Mm, fifty-nine. I've got fifty-two. Liam is the closest. She's fifty-seven. Ooh. Oh. And then finally, Bill Nye. The science guy. <laughs> Forty-nine. Fifty-three. Fifty-five. Ian gets that, but there's nearly, uh, there is about 17 years still uh, to add on. He's 73. What? No, he's no, not. He's no, he's not. not. No, there he's not. No, he's not. Thank you, Google. Thank you, Google. No, no, no. You don't get to blame Google. This is your responsibility. This make yeah. him 90 something. No, it's your responsibility. He's still making <laughs> movies. He's not older than Michael Caine. <laughs> again, this is this is my fault. I should have checked. Yes, just these are words you need to learn more often, Ethan. This was my fault. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Didn't Herbie say it? Ethan's always got a better reason, doesn't he? <laughs> Yeah, because okay. I did the, I did the age game. Say the numbers stick. again, please. Uh, I was at the highest at fifty-five. Megs was fifty-two. I said forty-nine. Uh, something like that. I can't remember what I said. Fifty-three, fifty-two, something. You said fifty-two. I think. Oh, I don't know. Okay, uh, you said fifty-five, Ian. He's fifty-four. So that means that you have two points. Megs has one and a half points, and Liam hey. has one and a half. Points. Hey, what well you? <laughs> wow. Out of and nowhere. gets minus 200 for the stupidest mistake. I, I should have sh- nah, sh- sh- just left it because I still would have won the point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Even if he was 72, <laughs> I had the point. I, I wrote Actually, it down. All I did was get my... I thought I had no chance of winning. I was like, it's just better to make fun of Ethan. Oh, I wrote gosh. it down four hours ago and I went, oh, that's a crazy age gap. 
Didn't think anything of it. Uh, the critics, mm. the critics, the good, the bad, and the ebes. 92% on Rotten Tomatoes. Really? Yeah. What right. do we have to say about this? Oh, Meg's got the same thing written down. Look at that. Read my mind. Okay. I, what have, else a fresh, got? I have a fresh tomato yes? <laughs> that says, Shaun of the Dead is a cute, successful zombie spoof built on a central joke. If the undead actually came to London, supposedly turned on town of Nattering Youth, no one would really notice. Who was that by? That was by Antonia Quirk. And Top she's from t- what, what? London Evening Standard. London Evening Standard, not the Daily Standard. The Evening Standard. Do you want a Evening Standard? A one? Yeah, if we can get a, a rotten one, yes, that's mm. the name of the site. Rotten Tomatoes. Hang on, view all. Splat- you know, I quite like the Evening Standard. I like the Evening Standard. That's that free paper. There's lots of positives. So it's, aha, I found a splat. Yeah, it's ninety-two percent. We talked about that. Yes, I know. It's <laughs> this one. A S Ham- Hamra from yep. the Baffler says, "Writes film." acquiesced to the coupling up plot rom-coms require but not without first presenting the routine pointless daily life of its protagonist do you want me to go into the full review or no that's fine just a little little okay so it says acquiesces which means it kind of takes the easy way out uh, it gives I've in not to acquiesces to give in in a very very long time it's the name of a song by oasis acquiesce that's how i learned it it is yeah yep Um, and then roger ebert if you got it that one that was a beast Uh, sure I can only find yeah, it, it was a B-side, some might say. Yeah. This has three stars. <laughs> some, it says, some might say so. living characters not undead make Sean lively comedy. Three stars. There we go. Mm. Um, three stars out what? I've got a really long one here. He's always at a four. Uh, it's just good if you just scroll down to the very bottom and you take his sign off. That's Ebert, yeah? Yeah. Hang on. To Oops. Oh. You've gone too far. Oh, you've gone, gone too way far. too far. Yeah. Just take like the last like take like the last Good two thing. take like the last like three sentences. The guy will write forever. Uh, you read the last so last really, paragraph. I'll, write, I'll read okay. it from the last paragraph. It's not going to make sense. Good thing the movie is about more than zombies. I am by now more or less exhausted by the cinematic possibilities of killing them. I've seen thousands of zombies die, and they're awfully easy to kill <laughs> unless you get a critical mass that piles on all at once. George Romero who invented the modern genre with the Night of the Living Dead and Dawn of the Dead, was essentially devising video game targets before they were video games. They pop up, one after another, you shoot them, or bang them on the head with a cricket bat. It's more fun sitting in the dark eating peanuts. There we are. More fun sitting in the dark eating peanuts. Well, that's, that's good. <laughs> All right, thank you very much. Uh, let's take a look at what uh, our friends of the podcast had to say. Uh, over at patreon.com slash BFE, we kept it simple for them. We've got, I'm just looking, George, I mean, whoa, lots of feedback this week. All right, we've got uh, from D- Norfolk Damas says, amazing film, second favorite in the Cornetto trilogy, the first being Hot Fuzz, an amazing film with well-thought-out characters, probably the most accurate representation of what British people would do in a crisis. <laughs> Have a cup of tea and wait for all this to blow over. Um, we've got Nate the Great, who says, one of the few comedies I've ever seen that I'd actually call brilliant. It's dry at times, fun, witty, and packs the serious punch when it needs to. Definitely the best zombie movie ever. Isn't it crazy when your leads are more charismatic than a tuna sandwich? <laughs> yes. <laughs> They're a great comedy duo, and they show why here. Uh, we've got uh, Andy Dixon, who says, this was the first time I'd seen Shaun of the Dead. I remember it coming out, but I've never got to see it. And as time has went on, I've been put off by the thought of Peg and Frost together. I like both of them and things separately, but for some reason, I wasn't keen on them together. Watching The World's End didn't help this feeling, but that's a separate fifth chair. The film itself was not what I expected. First of all, the jokes weren't spoofy and outlandish, and they nailed all the usual zombie movie tropes. 
I really enjoyed how the two main characters were oblivious to the zombies and the subtle increase in them from the single one Sean sees at the florist, the couple kissing outside and the pub, sorry, kissing outside the pub and the head falls off to Sean's trip to the shop for the Cornetto. The cast and cameos seemed to be very who's who of British TV and cinema, and most of the time I knew straight away, uh, most of my knew straight away, Bill Nye is the stepdad, Dylan Morgan is David, Rafe Spall, Martin Freeman, Peter Serafinowitz, and Matt Lucas' cameos. I thought it was Sean's mama who took me a while to work out. It was Harriet Jones, MP for Flydale North. <laughs> yes, we know who you are. Also <laughs> known as Penelope Wilton for those of you non-Doctor Who fans. Kind of wished I'd watched this film earlier, but I wonder if I would have enjoyed it as much. Uh, we've got Richard, our resident curmudgeon. Let's see. Yeah. Nothing interesting to add, really. Horror comedy to me is one of the most contemptible genres. <laughs> but for some reason, this one just works for me. This oh. used to be on ITV2 every week, so I've seen it a lot, and it still makes me laugh. Not much more you can ask for in a comedy. There are parts where it veers a bit too far into annoying wackiness, like the Queen scene. Yes! I like it. But for the most part, Edgar Wright's now trademark visual style and kinetic energy, so editing, delivers great visual jokes. The chemistry between the leads is terrific, and Sean's franticness combined with Ed's complete nonchalance is frequently funny. The script is sharp with so many, oh, so many callbacks and repetitions. The script is sharp with so many, oh, so many callbacks and, re- and repetitions. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> if that was intentional, that's funny. Um, can't think of anything else off the top of my head other than just listing the jokes I like. So that's it. Uh, Hermes says, love Simon and Nick, but this was always just okay to me. At World's End was my favorite of the three. Ooh, we didn't talk about our Cornetto ratings. No. I've got this at one. Have you? Yeah, of the three. Yeah. Mm, hot no. Fuzz and this are quite even for me, and World's End is like down the bottom somewhere. I don't like Paul. Hot Fuzz. That's not part of the trilogy. I know, so. but yeah. Because it's not Edgar Wright, is no. it? Hot Fuzz I like better. Okay, so Hot Fuzz at one, this two? Uh, push. Okay. And then World's End, yeah. Ethan? Ian's going to say his favourite catchphrase of Ethan is a contra- I love I love the World's End. Oh, Jesus Christ. World's End is my favourite. I know everyone hates it. I know everyone hates it. Hermes has my back here. I don't hate it. No one's got I'm convinced me. convinced Hermes person. got me. <laughs> <laughs> That's why we never see a hand. The only difference <laughs> like, is like, Hermes pushes back a lot more than Ethan he does. does. Yeah. <laughs> That's my uh, ultimate. No, uh, this is like, I don't know, this is second. Hot Fuzz is good, but... I don't know. I get I get more joy from this one than Hot Fuzz, but I haven't seen Hot Fuzz in a long time. So back to what he said. At World's End was my favorite of the three. This one felt a, bit, a little too much. Trying too hard to be something it wasn't, but fall flat in the process. I never could quite put my finger on it, but as I watch it now and write this review, I can see the same old issue. It's just all right. Shrug. Can't <laughs> wait to listen to you all. Audible scoff, Hermes. <laughs> Audible scoff. <laughs> Uh, uh, Ryan Kukats, the cool cat. I absolutely love this film. I wonder where he's going to land on this. Mm-hmm. Jump scares in the mundane scenes, the quick camera cuts and pans, and the comedy that like Sean walking to the shop every day, not paying attention to his surroundings. And the other group that is similar to the main group. This is the perfect zombie movie. Mm. And that is no. There's more cheesy. With a fish on a bike. I remember being very excited about this film coming out as I was a big fan of space. This film's typical Edgar Wright with his clever cinematography and editing. The characters are all played brilliantly, being grounded, yet very funny. The soundtrack is great and used cleverly, especially when there's choreography to a track within a scene. Oh, don't even. This is definitely my favorite of the Cornetto trilogy. In fact, it's one of my favorite ever films. 
And that is that. Thank you, everybody, for sharing so yeah, much, so much feedback this time around. Thank you very much for getting a hold of us with that. But I also put out a fleece, as I'm known to do, and said, is this a great film, good film, okay film, or poor film? And the ratings came out as follows. 63% called this a great film. 25% called this a good film. 6% okay, 6% poor. That's an 88% on the old beetroot metric. Yeah. So if you want to know how you get involved in some of these votes like we're doing here, follow us on what used to be called Twitter. We're at Best Film Ever Pod. Uh, some comments in the fledgling fandom. Uh, Nate the Great says, Best zombie film of all time, so I'd obviously say great. Russ Hell Osborne says, <laughs> It's frequently laugh-out-loud hilarious, gory when it needs to be. There's a who's who of British comedy actors in the cast and an endless supply of Easter eggs for zombie movie fans. I bloody love it. Uh, <laughs> Stu from the Stu World Order. That's actually quite true. <laughs> Stu from the Stu World Order just says great with a gif of Tony the Tiger. <laughs> David from Scriptical says love it. If you don't know about Spaced, which I did on first watch, the appearance of Jessica Hines isn't as interesting or funny. I think it's the best Peg Frost feature, but they are all pretty good. Survivor UK revived. You got to be excited. The show's coming back. Says excellent Ooh. film. If anyone says otherwise, I will fight you. I will fight you. With a cricket bat. Yep, that's actually a gift for them with a cricket bat. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Uh, Shoot the Flick says, one of the best horror comedies ever. Uh, Mr. Mikey Wood, sometimes called Sir Gives a Damn, but we call him. Fred. Says, this movie is such a blast. It does horror comedy so very, very well. It may be the bar to reach for others, and that's not an easy genre. I can think of very few others that really, really work. Tucker and Dale versus Evil, Army of Darkness. Oh, that's a good one. My beloved but underrated Frighteners. Tucker and Dale, that's a good one. I agree. I was going to bring up Tucker and Dale when we were like, that oh, is very funny. watch this with, yeah. Uh, Roy Kent's perm just did one of Sean giving us a toast with a pint glass from one of the uh, wait for it all to blow over scenes. And then Kara, who spoke to us earlier about it and then, you know, said, you know, she's not really a horror person, but wants to hear people's thoughts, comes back with, okay, so I've just finished. This is my kind of Halloween movie, not super scary, just enough gore and just a little bit stupid. It's pizza Halloween style. <laughs> appreciate the pizza reference yeah. always love that always always love that so there we have it now it's time for if you like this film or episode you'd like well you probably like the rest of the cornell trilogy yeah you yeah. would yeah yeah i was gonna mention because it's paul anything nick frost and them together yep simon peg ethan you were saying about tucker and dale yeah, it's it's very much like a parody of um, it's Alan Tudyk and I can't remember who the other guy is, but they're hillbillies and they're accidentally falling into the tropes of like murderous hillbillies in a horror film, but and they, they're trying they to be good guys. Don't they? They think that they're killing everyone, but actually they're not, and they're just in the wrong situation at the wrong time, aren't they? Yeah, it's, it's, it's quite funny. Yeah, <laughs> it's like a better take on the tropes that they do in um, Cabin in the Woods. Yeah, a bit more lighthearted, still really gory, but. Cabin in the Woods. That's me out. That yeah. might be... Well, Cabin in the Woods? I've never seen it. Well, how do you he know you're out? It, he just said it's gory. Cabin in the Woods? I don't know. Is it gory? That kind of takes up the tropes of the what is a traditional yeah. horror, doesn't it? Yeah. They all have their little roles that they play as part of the puzzle. Chris Hemsworth as well, yeah. I'd yeah. recommend watching. If you have to bail, you have to bail. Okay. Yeah. If we do it. Okay. But that might be one I might recommend for a future vote. Because I've seen it and wouldn't mind analyzing it. Oh, okay. Mm. Army of Darkness too, because that's, that's zany horror comedy. Cool. Mm um anything else uh edgar wright stuff scott yeah. pilgrim mm -hmm. baby driver didn't like that baby driver like yep <laughs> so there we are 
Uh, time for our ratings. Our ratings. Uh, let's start with Liam. This is not a great movie. Um, it's an okay movie. As I've got older, I've liked it a bit better than I did when I was younger. Um, I still prefer Hot Fuzz. I do like them normally as a comedy duo, those two, Nick Frost and Simon Pegg. Um, I'd say it's a good movie. So with that, I think I'm going to give it six. I've had my shots when I went to the Isle of Wight out of ten. That's not bad. <laughs> what, was that, what was the score? Six. Six? <laughs> Ethan? Um, I disagree with Liam. I do think this is a great movie. Um, Edgar Wright is... It, it's really cliche being like a film singer. Oh, I really like Edgar Wright. I think because everyone copies his style. But th- there's a reason. It's a really good style. It... it it's very artistic and it it's better than like standard cinema and i really like it i think the dialogue flows really well um i it helps that i like the genre and i like the quirkiness of it um and for that i am going to go eight get in the shed heads out of ten <laughs> all right uh megs i i used to really love this film i remember absolutely loving it on the rewatch the man-child problem got me a little bit, but I love how it's put together. Um, it's a bit cringe in some respects, but it's also quite funny, I think, in others as well. So I don't mind it, actually. I'm quite happy to watch it again. So I will give it 7.5 Cornettos. Right. Out of 10. Out of 10. <laughs> My go. Um, this movie is incredibly well-crafted. I can see why the exam board has me teach it for this uh but that portion of the course. Um, and there's moments of actual real... The, the ability to be as tonally dexterous, 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 as it is, meaning the ability to just float from one place to the other, from the bit with, you know, you see Sean and his mom, and then you hear the cock of the gun, and then the minute you're laughing because of the bit with the, 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 the glass to the throat, but then you're actually having this really poignant moment when Penelope Wilton's character dies to then some other bit of comedy that pops back up. I think that's really difficult to master. I think they've done a very, very good job of it. Um, so I'd be inclined to call this a great movie. However, the big flaws, I don't like Ed. Yeah. Mm. And I'm, su- I'm supposed to like Ed. There's nothing funny about Edgar him Wright wants me to like Ed. <laughs> Simon Pegg wants me to like Ed. Um, Nick Frost wants me to like Ed. I don't like Ed. No, we don't as a collective. And I don't know if it's that I out outgrew him like Pete did a long time ago. Yeah. Yeah, we had one good night five years ago playing Tekken. Um, Team Pete. Um, Team Pete. So I got to knock some stuff off from that. I still think it's a very, very good film. Um, I think it needed one more right of the character. A few, Just a few things the other way to show me him as a positive help. Yeah. Like, I get it. He's a hindrance. Stop hitting me over the head with it because it's not believable Sean would stick around this long. No. So, but I, I so that's, that's one part of a mass. The technical side and how you film and shoot and edit a film, it's all wonderfully done. That is clever. So, I'm going to give this eight cans of full fat Coke I grab out of the fridge that should have been <laughs> diet out of 10. Wow. Yeah, yeah. I was pretty much on eight the whole way through. Yeah. Um, it's one of those ones. The Steel Line from Georgia. It might not be my favorite film, but I can. I sit here and appreciate the construction of it. Oh, I definitely appreciate the construction yeah. of it as well. The cinema, 
photography of this film is brilliant. And the editing of this film is brilliant. So, uh, voice the people, I guess Ethan and I are the closest. Patreon, it's probably the highest Patreon vote ever, 8.53. Wow. Uh, with the first one, I don't know, I forget the order, who, how I read them out. The first one was the highest. I want to give a shout out to whoever gave us a 10. A 10 was given by, uh, it was Dom, Norfolk Domus. Norfolk Domus. Gave it a 10. Well done. Didn't see that coming. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh so there we are so if you want to know how you can get involved and uh leave your rating and help because that'll go in the in, in in the basket with the rest of our ratings and that will determine our overall sort of uh ranking of sean of the dead which is looking oh it's interesting it's looking like it's going to come in just under eight out of ten when you put all of ours together that's not bad yeah we're all eights and then liam gives it a six to sort of even it out so it's yeah just shy of that so uh there is that uh, so we want to thank our, our Patreon backers. That is Julian Hermes, James DeGuzman, Lena Oberholzer, Anthony and Davies, Chris Peterson, Randall Silva, Dwayne Smith, Dwayne Smith, the Yeetmeister, Reverend Bruce Nate, the great Andy Dixon, Holly Callan, Cheesy, with a fish, with on, a a fish on a bike, <laughs> Richard Ryan, Kukets, Dirk, Shaw, Scheiberger, Freund, Stu from the Stu World Order, Norfolk Domus, and AJ from Nova Scotia. Uh, like I said, patreon.com slash BFE. If you felt like supporting the pod, we would appreciate it. Uh, now it's time for next week. Next week, we are. Oh, should we film someone here? Yeah, why not? I'll film you. Thank you. With my blonde hair. Yeah, with your blonde hair. You can sort of uh, show off that. that, that it's better than being bald for the last few, <laughs> few months. <laughs> yeah, all right. So here we go, recording. Ooh. So uh, next week, Liam. Yep. And Megan. We're going to be joined by BFF of the BFE, Juline, who has brought with us a film that doesn't technically meet the standard. Okay. And I've backed off a little bit because it's so recent. It almost half is a BFE full review and half a see it or skip it. Oh, okay. We're going back to our talking the Mickey roots ever so slightly. Oh, we're doing 2023's Disney Pixar film Elemental. Oh, I've seen that. Oh, I'm meaning to watch that. There we go. So imagine imagine Inside Out, but with the elements of fire and water and earth and all that. Oh, stuff. I didn't mind Inside Out. Yeah. So oh, okay. Uh, that's oh, just cool. I've never seen it. So that, that's my guess. It it's it's, it's more like Juliet the concept of interracial relationships. Oh, yeah. okay. So we're War taking a look at the see. mix. Mm-hmm. Interesting <laughs> because there could be comments you could make about. Uh, Maybe lifestyles that weren't um, as popular 50 years ago that now are going to be used presenting elements to be considered as being, quote-unquote, natural. Natural. Yeah, it, 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 it's, it's about interracial relationships. Well, okay. We'll, we'll, we'll throw it out there and we'll see, <laughs> and we'll see people watching it. And uh, well, we're going to have a whole episode to talk about it, buddy. <laughs> sorry, sorry. He's no, excited. That's how it's advertised. And I was like, oh, no. Is that what it said? Disney Elemental? It's about it. Is that, was that the, the, it, the tagline? It, it, the direct, the direct, kind of is, was, though. Yeah. Yeah. The director's like, I'm uh, my, my father was Korean and I can't remember what his mother was. And it's, yeah. it's about that. that the sort of fire people story. represented that yeah. way. Yeah. Cool. So yeah. I look forward to watching that and being joined by Julian, who was really passionate about it. And I went, it's so recent. Uh, I think there's something in that. So mm-hmm. we've also done, a, we, we did Life is Beautiful. We did a few heavy ones. It'd be nice to sort of, we did laugh. And then she's talking about a kitty yeah. movie. I'm like, it's not really a kitty movie. It's just animated. Animated doesn't be kitty. Mm. so um such is there so next week please join us as we tackle elemental i'm trying to get us out of here before four hours so (laughs) 
Go, go, go. Please join us next week when we're joined by BFF of the BFE, Julene, to talk about the 2023, the most recent movie we've ever done. Because that always changes with every week that goes by. So the most recent movie we'll have done to this point with Elemental. For Best Film Ever, I've been Ian. I've been Liam. I've been Megan. And I've been Ethan. And should you find yourself in trouble, should the crypt rise and you don't want to exacerbate things, just turn on the BFE, have a nice cold pint, and wait for all this to blow over. (laughs) We'll catch you on the flippity fly. Flippity flip flop.